This is the joke. What did the toilet paper do? Got stuck be behind your crack. Does this rhyme? People of Earth, how are you? <laughs> Welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 386. That it is, Eric. Here we go. We have a bunch of books, actually. A plethora, as they say, of books. Nobody says that. kind of end fear state, kind of, but do. And <laughs> then have some other things. You know, we might oh. have your Wonder Woman book tonight we also may have your aquaman book eric we'll see we'll have to see how the old eric shea dice tumble right lebron james i don't even know what play one like do we have these books or not well we do okay we're gonna have to see if they're still we may have this we may have that what happened if all of a sudden you say that anubia isn't your wonder woman book anymore then we'll still have it it, right so but yes but it wouldn't be your wonder woman book we'll see we'll see how it goes right now for me to have a wonder woman book outside of wonder woman it's hard for me to i'll tell you that and that's kind of uh we'll see that in a little bit but also you know, we have a bunch of things, but we, we have other things, too, that are going on, like Maybe. our Twitter. Weird, but we may be at Weird Science DC. I don't know. You'll have to check. And if you do go over there, we will follow you. If you follow us, 100%, we also have a website. That That's solid. Eric. Solid. Website is weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we review just about all the books each and every week from that DC. And then we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science where you can help us out support us for the shows that we do on this feed and get plenty more including what we like to call the patreon spotlight which this past week i tried to call it other things eric it didn't catch on so (laughs) i'm just saying we we are calling it that though uh wonder woman evolution number one not our wonder woman book yet no that didn't make it justice league number 69 not my justice league (laughs) not our justice league and other things as well and we usually don't point out everything but just as an aside we also have a bunch of other dc comics podcasts one of the things that i do with my man dr matt besides conferring with him about COVID, is we do a crisis comic book crisis power hour show that we have and we are going through both secret wars from marvel but This past week, we did Crisis on Infinite Earths number three as we jump back, leapfrog both of those back and forth. I also have an Injustice Gods Among Us reading club where you can get on. It's almost just started. I mean, chapter four, Eric, it just got going. So we have that. And then also just another thing that's not DC, but that I do at Stork, November's book of the month is Once and Future by Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. And we're going through that. We are at issue number three this week. but. Back to that spotlight, we said that Wonder Woman Evolution, we wanted more of a start, but you were commending the idea that the badasses picked those two books because they get weren't your favorites. Here. Like, get them out of there. Get them out like Bing this. Bong. Bing bong. And so with all sense. of that, we are going to and, – and, uh, uh, makes sense. It does. I, I love the idea of what makes sense. Also, this makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Greta. Greta had enough at that point, but – 
with all of that stuff. But I know done. what those other things mean. Yeah, I'm saying it, it's just to me, it's just another whoop whoop. No. It, it's just okay. that. I told you, I'll tell you later. It just means I agree with you. Bing bong. Right, Eric, you, you like some of these books this week? And they're all right. Bing bong. See, I agreed with you. That's all you need. You need the LeBron James. Might be like, I eh, I kind of agree with you, but not as much. I mean, isn't I that LeBron James to everyone? LeBron I'm trying to push your buttons is what I'm doing. Oh, my goodness. Actually, I'm loading up things as we're going here. Eric, because we have to give a shout out to the badasses who picked those two books for the spotlight. The badasses of the Get Fresh crew, Eric. Uh, uh. Here we go. Boom, I got it now, Eric. Here we go. Uh, uh. My name is Jim, and I'm here to say I try pushing Eric's buttons every day. Ted Probst, Isla Punchline, Michael S., Forrest Polly, Cam, Joseph Watts, Sick Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby, Matches Balone, Niels T-Word, David Fink, Joey Barcasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Sue 42 to you and me. Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocky, uh, uh, Cellar Dweller, <laughs> Mark Jager, <laughs> Algin Stoja, you liking this, Eric? Nick Nobody's Adams, Bill this. Beer from the Bat Pod, Ruben. You're losing Patreons as we Ruben. speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know about that, but we're not gaining them. Carlos. <laughs> now you're cracking me up, Eric. Luke Hollywood, you crack me up. How am I going to do this right? Simon, Luis, <laughs> do I crack you up? Ship, you do. Andrew and Belfast, I hope he's feeling better. Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Dalton Needham, my man Pete from NYC. Me and him are getting ready for that Beatles documentary. Batman Beyond Mark or Beatles Mark, I'm going to call him now. Our man Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, Beamer from the Buffalo Canada, and Double Aaron, uh, all sexy up there. Up there in Minnesota. I didn't realize they were making a Blue Beetle documentary. Yeah, they are. It's, it's, it is. It's Ted and Jaime. They're there. Dan Garrett as well. They're boom, all there. Boom. And to Reggie, the ultimate OG. And we got a lot of stuff tonight. We got a lot of books, a lot of commiserating to do, Eric, I think. But we're going to go off right okay. now. We also have some mail. Right. Who would have thunk it? But we're going to go off right now to start off the books. Ah, uh, yes, Eric, one last time, maybe. Maybe we can play it one last time for we still the have your Omega. State Omega. Well, I don't know, because it's kind of done, though. We have it. We do, but we don't. I mean, the Fear State, this is the finale week of it. You even have it in the Batman 117. It says finale right there. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that, because we're going to go into this in a, a time frame 
you know, setup that makes a little more sense because we're actually going to start with Nightwing. This is one of and the then first the that we wouldn't have. Now nah, the gardener can go <laughs> stuff it. I mean, seriously. I, uh, the here's the deal. All gone to hell. The, the, the timeline of that, is there one? I mean, the gardener, I saw somebody talking in a review, right? And they're like, this is the greatest thing for Gardner fans. I'm like, really? Like, All who, who three are of they? you. Brett Gardner from the, the Yankees? Because I know more about him than I do of that guy. Is it David they, Gardner, the newscaster in Philly? Maybe. Brett Gardner? I, I'm telling I you, that the idea, Jim Gardner, and he just, Jim re- Gardner, he just retired you. two, two weeks did. ago. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, and actually, you, Jim Gardner. I, I, I saw, didn't remember your name, but I saw you. something pop up. And seriously, you had to have thought the same thing, like, Oh my God, he's alive still. I mean, I'm sitting there going, Oh my, Jim Gardner, shout out to you, my man. Uh, but with all of that, that's for our Philly brethren. And with that though, the Gardner, <laughs> really? Like, it, it's very odd. Obviously, we'll get to that third. And that's more. Is it about the Gardner? Is that poison ivy? I, I can't tell which Both? is which. Well, well it's about Swamp actually, Thing, too. Yeah. Actually, I think it's less of the, the Gardner than anything. And that kind of skews my score in the downward position. Dr. Bella Gardner got an entire issue, Jim. How dare you take it away from her? I mean, really, by the time, and I was going to save it for that, I we realized, and I, I'm going to put the wiki for her, her superpower is telling stories about Ivy, is what her superpower <laughs> is, Aaron. Don't we but do the same thing? all of that, what's that? Don't we do the no, same but, thing? But they're not making issues about us. Some people are, not like that. People have a lot of we'll issues of us. We'll get to that later. It does seem that. Uh, some more, again, I, I got more fights this week, you know. Defending this person, getting yelled at by that person. Aren't you a hero? All that stuff, yes. I am, Eric. I'm a hero to the common man. As we once said that our podcast and the site, the podcast and site of the common man and woman and everybody, Eric. Everybody's accepted, right? Here we go, but we're going to start with Nightwing. Yeah, no, no, not bad. Nightwing number 86. Oh, my goodness, Eric. Oh, this, this future state. Well, what do you think I'm trying to get my notes there? I know where you don't. Tom Taylor. For some reason, my notes clicked off as I went to look at the issue. And art by Robbie Rodriguez, Adriana Lucas, and Wes Abbott. Tom Taylor finishes up his fierce state tie-in duties with an issue that tries to do something. It does everything. Well, it fills in some of the information missing from the main title and gives a couple fan service nods, but still it's far from a necessary read. And to me, it's fear state. At least it's over, though. And next month, we can get back to the regularly scheduled program. I, I didn't enjoy the What is the regular the scheduled of, program? The regular scheduled program is getting Bruno Redundo back on here because the art is serviceable in this. I'm not a big fan. I sent you a picture of, of Granny freaking Dick Grayson. There's some times where the, the faces seem squished and weird. But yeah, the regular scheduled program is three-legged dogs, and no, off I mean, we the go. Idea, right? Like you know, oh, we're gonna get back to our regularly scheduled program. Like what? What I mean by that is, what is the Nightwing book so far? Oh well, it's you know the Just heart taker, right? You know, heart, heart taker, heart fucking taker, heart maker. <laughs> what's he? The, love maker, heart taker. Yeah, he is. He's a love maker, heart taker. Don't you mess around with him, Eric. And um, I don't. Basically, nobody the, does. The thing about the regularly scheduled program is, let's just go and get back to the book that most people love, and okay. I'm trying to get on board with. But at least it's not. I don't know this issue. At least we do see what happens and how you end up getting the team of Dick Grace and Barbara and the Batgirls and Tim Drake up onto the you know sky base jetpacks. Yeah, jetpacks. And basically, it is the Death Star Stormtrooper play here. But when you go into it, it starts off with 
you know, something that doesn't have any sort of real impact because we know the Batgirls aren't dead, obviously. I am so but- relieved, Jim. I had no idea. I'm not some kind of prognosticator. I don't know what's going on with them dead Batgirls, but it turns out they survived the clock tower being exploded the last issue of Nightwing. Yes, it was exploded. And the the issue of this is, is that and you have problems with We've this. We've read with so many stuff. We've had so many things. It's not just the idea of seriously. Like you can like, sit there. Like they have a book the, coming up. But even, even in the backups so, of the issues, they have a preview of issue number one coming up of Batgirl. So like that really most of the books this up. week. That screwed me up so much. Every time I went and I looked at page counts, I'm everybody's like, oh got a Batgirl's backup. Yeah, yeah. So you end up where they're digging through the rubble. The rubble. Oh my god, where are they? Where are they? They get a call and and this is kind of again, some things in this whole deal, you set up stakes then you take it away. Who ordered the stake Eric? Because you don't have any communication, but then they have radios, but then we had don't. that though. That I know, but I'm saying that's what I'm saying about this whole thing. I'm not saying it isn't set up. I'm saying there's no stakes in any of these things going on because you always had a way to get around what was the big deal? I mean, if you ended up having it so they couldn't get a hold of them, that would have made it more of a tension-filled deal. But they just call on the radio, even though, you know, they're like, don't say anything the over the Steph deal. And, yeah, hey, I see you right here. We're here together. Okay, come meet us. We're going to go and take care of Sky Base 1, which obviously When was they it do. started calling Sky Base 1? Because we, you and I always just call it the UFO. The UFO. Until this issue, I'm like, when did we start calling it Seriously, Skybase 1? Though, that's what Where's I'm saying. Skybase 2? I'm saying about all of these things. It's just like when they say those like, do specials. They have, do they have, what, 30 UFOs that fly around that are all called Skybase 22? Because they have a bunch of Peacekeeper armor that is all just Peacekeeper 22. Peacekeeper 22. Uh, you know, all over the place in this one. Then the 22 seemed to disappear off the Do you the, think the, the printer just, like, screwed up the order and they got up for, like, really cheap? And, like, Simon Saint, that's how he got so rich. He's a penny pinch. He's like, I'm going to go and just buy all these fucked up 22s. It might be. But, like you said, the sky base number deal. one. I think that it's like when you get those specials and they're the number one and we know there's never going to be a number two. <laughs> um, but it's, again, this is the sort of thing. And this is little nitpicks, but as a... As a whole, for this whole event thing, things just kind of started popping up. I mean, obviously, anti-Oracle then just became the seer. And we didn't even know the transition. It was coming up in side books first. And then it seemed to be a uh, I Am Batman thing that they had to kind of retroactively shove in. It's a Batgirls thing. It's an I Am uh, Batman thing. It's like everything thing. But it it feels different every time that you deal with it in every individual book. And to get us to that point now, it just feels... If you might say things just kind of happen, the stakes are gone, but the thing that feels really weird to me is we have a sky base, one in the sky, the headquarters of Simon Satan is complete takeover of Gotham City with the magistrate, and we find out this issue just because we need to. Yeah, we got a, we got a, a kindergarten up here. People are like, the magistrate are babysitting people's kids because it's safe up there. I'm like, what? Be- because it seemed like you had to add something for this book. Well, no, Again, it's not, it's not only that. We had to have a reason that the seer is up there. The seer seems to be a little girl. Yeah, and I she's think that, there the I don't entire think time. That that's the case. I think that that's a. Uh, she's uh, throughout this whole thing, and she looks just like the way she does in the Batgirl's backup in Batman. No, she does, but she also looks exactly like that reporter who isn't a little girl. I think that she is somebody who's just playing but it. Also, up. this little girl is here, and we know that for some reason the little girl or the, whoever the seer is has to be on the ufo i don't know why that grace reporter woman would be on the ufo well, i don't know but there's also the idea that the seer was in that same room with simon saint but that he doesn't, doesn't make any seem sense to either. realize and they end up having the so I, none but at of least inside makes sense. that room there was a thumb drive 
Yeah, yeah. Well, they said that she was just in here. Why didn't you see her? And he's like, ah, you know, and then a he little gets girl. punched out. She's tiny, like Chucky Again, running you around. Let a little girl run in, and I wouldn't let a little girl on a freaking UFO. I just got the play of that. Now, with that, if you're going to go with that full deal, then you're starting to think, okay, if that's the case, if you're going to start playing, let's figure out who the seer is. And if it isn't the reporter, I mean, I took it as almost like a Dark Knight deal, where when you have everybody going out, and even like. Uh, you know, the classic where you have uh, a bank robbery or something, and then the robber ends up dressing up like a normal person and gets taken out there. But with that, if that is actually just a person, a, a kid that was there, they have to be somebody that is the daughter of, of an elite part of Agreed. the Gotham. So that might be the hint of maybe figuring it out. Uh, but really... There's no reason. I took it but as again, the stakes, so that just also, popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, and, and also I thought that it was like one of those, well, well, we're going to crash this UFO into the bay, which I have problems with that, too. But where else you the put idea, it? What, land it? I mean, where? this thing is in the air. What do you mean where? It had to take off from somewhere. They end up making an industrial disaster that's going to have cleanup for a year instead of just going up, saying, okay, we're shutting this down, stopping it. She says Almost as if she could stop it from falling and then have the people who might be able to figure it it could just hover in the air until you decide then to land it where it took off from without anything getting destroyed in the bay. I mean, this is going to take a cleanup that is a ridiculous amount of whatever. I I don't know what a UFO does if it drops oil or the mechanics behind it or stuff like that. It's electromagnets. I don't know what a UFO falling in the Gotham Bay is going to actually do to anything but just kind of sit there and destroy the insides of the UFO so nobody else could ever use it again. If you ended up having a space station fall and that it would cause problems. I mean, that's going to be a gigantic explosion. That thing is huge. I'm just saying to get that and they even say in the deal and it might be In the Omega issue, you know, the idea, we got to clean this up and it's going to cost a year or somewhere I read it. Uh, But, yeah, it's just weird. I can stop this, but I'm not going to. We're just going to crash it into the bay. Everybody better get out. And we got the kids because the kids seem like, like you said, set up so that in my mind, not just to make the seer a kid. But also just a way for her to figure out a way to get out. Because the thing is, even though there. we have the seer being a big I am Batman villain at this point in time, the only person that Jace Fox is really dealing with outside of Satan, Satan uh, Arcadine, stuff like that, his real concern is the seer right now and the, her moral authority. But when you have the Batgirls book and this is her, their first big villain going forward, I think you want to make it be a young girl to go up against these other young girls who are the Batgirls. Well, it's going to be in that book and pretty much only going on. I think that the stuff will fall apart. In the I Am Batman are kind of, you know, end that and then he goes off to New York City uh, in a little bit. But with that, yeah, you, you got to see. But again, the way that they're playing it out, it's a kindergarten. I don't know that you need to have a seven year old, a six year old going against them. I think that the person is a little bit. Well, older, I don't know if it's just a kindergarten. Do they, they say, well, the, they say the, the young? I mean, they yeah. say that. But the That's idea 17 and below. No, they say daycare. <laughs> You're not going to no daycare at 17. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see how it – I don't think it's even going to tie up real well. It will end up – it'll be like a 90-year-old lady. But they end up going. They come and dear these Peacekeeper 22s, you know, armor with jetpacks. They go up. And again, like this whole deal, you end up having things that are just kind of forced. I mean, I understand what you have to do, but you don't have to point out the idea of take your helmets off. Why? We don't want to attack each other. No, it's so that we see who's who. I get it, but 
usually the peacekeepers will allow different numbers. These are all 22s, so I Seriously. guess you have to do it here. They're all 22s, even the people that are already on the UFOs who are coming to be reinforcements to stop our heroes. Everybody's a peacekeeper 22, and I don't understand why out of nowhere. Or even the idea that we had peacekeeper 1 and we had peacekeeper X. These were the first designated peacekeepers. Like in the future, we know there's like, you know, peacekeeper one through 12. And they're like the lieutenants down from Simon State and stuff like that. And you got cybers and different things. But these are the designated ones. And now you just have like, you know, whatever number you need to be yeah, a peacekeeper. Yeah, my favorite is peacekeeper 91 still. I think oh, that's yeah. my favorite. I, I, I actually. You see the I, four alarm of Gotham City? I, no, I told you it's the Sergei Fedorov. But it, with that there, I also do enjoy peacekeeper 57. I don't know if you remember him. He's got all the flavors there. It's just ridiculous. It's nothing. And in this, trying to figure out cybers, peacekeeper, nothing ever. And that's my biggest problem with Fear State in general. We're going to get more into it than the the Batman deal, where things were always just, they never got past the setup deal. Okay, let's see what this Fear State is. Let's see the peacekeepers. Oh, you mentioned cybers. Oh, my God, Ricardo, you you went down. And nothing ever felt like I was full out, you know, Real, like, really putting my thumb down on the idea of, okay, this is what this is. This is the villain. Let's go. And these tie in issues really didn't have much to do. This one, at least we do see them taking down the sky base. So, one this is and, more than what Batman's done the entire run. Well, yeah. And, and still, though, it ends up kind of feeling weird when you get to the one point. But really, actually, when we get to Batman next, Basically, it's a hero pose, and then Simon Saint pretty much gets taken down off-panel on a news report that we find out. And this is why James Tynan's stories, this is like the Joker War again. And even going back to Batman and Robin Eternal, he's not very good at these big, big event-type things, and it, it just gets you know frustrating. But he'll be leaving, so, and I know a lot of people are upset, but you end up having these kids there at the last second. Oh, who are you going to save? The kids, the kids. And that is the setup for the seer to go and, you know, sit there. Hey, do you know Superman? I'm like, She's well, in the background you, all this time. I'm telling you, because I read the Batman book first with the Batgirl's backup. So I saw the little seer there sitting there in her big old chair because she's a little girl. And like, when I saw her here, I'm like, oh, you're in the background this whole time, seer. But then they have the end of this whole thing where it's just her walking away. I'm like, okay, so it's not going to be a big secret. Yeah, I thought it was a big thing, too. Uh, did she dye her hair or is that a wig? Because she kind of has different hair color a lot of times when you see her. But... There she is. You even see that symbol that you get on the thumb drive when yeah. Barbara's like, here we go. We're going to take her down. We got her stuff. And then you see it reflected in her glasses <laughs> for some reason at the end, which was, eh, okay. And it's it says to be, that's, I mean, I'm telling you, that's if you didn't get the idea already. Like, oh, I don't know. You still say, think it's a reporter woman for some reason. A lot of people reason. do. I a know. lot of people think it is or something to do with maybe a daughter of hers. They look exactly alike. They're very I mean, similar. They, they really do. So it might be, you know, is she considered an elite? Would, would she be well, able to? Well, that's the to- thing is maybe she comes from a very rich family and decided she doesn't like, you know, wants to go off and break off and be her own thing or a news reporter, but also somebody whose daddy's money is not going to let her get too far away from her because he wants to take care of his baby girl. I don't know. I, I hope that it actually makes more sense. I hope that it is something that is developed a little more, but it is going off to Conrad and Clune, and so we'll see how they deal with it. And even then, when we do get to the next book, The Batman with the Batgirl backup, things seemed a little weird in that as well. I, I don't think that it all meshes very well, but we'll talk about that in a little bit because really this just, it's a quick read. It really goes through this. The art's okay. Like I said, I enjoy I, I'm the art not a well. huge fan of the faces overall. 
uh, everybody looks like Very even angular. Tim Drake at points doesn't. I'm like, okay, I guess that's still Tim doesn't look right from the profile. But really, there's not much going on. You end up having them go up. They punch out. Barbara gets to punch out uh, Simon Saint. So at least we, we also get, get to talk about the kiss that they had and had freaking all the Batgirls and the Tim Drake swoon over the idea. Finally, it happened. Yeah, yeah. How was it? It was great. But it here was we so go. good. We'll see what happens with that and how that Moist. continues on in the Nightwing. I book, just but- not even that though. It's just where we are because. I don't know if Teen Titans Academy is a book that regularly comes out anymore, but in that series, when this was all coming out at the same time, when there were no delays and stuff like that, we had Dick Grayson sleeping with Starfire, and then in his own book, he was kind of making eyes of Barbara. I'm like, are you a coxman, Dick? Is that yeah, what's well, going on right now? Well, he is a coxman. You can't choose? LeBron like LeBron James. James. But I, I, I actually, in my mind, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, okay, I got my scales here. I'm like, okay, uh, Tom Taylor there. Tim Sheridan. Oh my God, the scales just shifted. I'm going with Tom Taylor. I'm just saying, you I'm screw not listening over Barbara. To she's going to ruin all your credit scores and do all. This. She's going to dox you online. Starfire, you screw her. Starfire will kill she's you. She'll set you on fire. <laughs> She'll kill you. I don't want to mess with either of them. Maybe you shouldn't break either of their hearts. But with that, I think that Corey is easier to kind of get past that. I think that she could move on real quick. When she finds well, out Roy Harper say, is alive, and then she goes up she does and not starts care making about out Roy with Harper. him again, <laughs> she's going to learn a lot of languages after you're done. The with language her, of love, Eric, maybe. Right? Yeah, really, the international language. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that I would be more. I, I'd actually be more afraid of screwing over Barbara. I really would. Than, well, than all you got to do think, at this point in time is tell her, "Look, baby, remember in Death Metal when we we're all fighting? Yeah." I got to leave you because Barbara and I got married in that death metal universe and nobody ever talks about it. And she's like, oh, man, are we supposed to know that? Yeah, but do we? I don't know. It's and the now funniest that I'm a billionaire, thing. I it really got to take care of this. It would be hilarious if you end up where it's sitting there and you end up having Tim. Oh, they just want to go together because they were smooching. And then you have Steph. Oh, my God, they did it finally. Oh, my goodness. And then I want Dick to say, we're, we're married. We got married in a death metal. Don't you remember? Nope, don't remember that. And then Barbara's like looking the other way. She doesn't remember any of it. What happens in death metal verse stays it in the seems, death metal verse. Unless, except the broad ideas of there's a multiverse. An omniverse. People remember. They don't even know what the hell we call it anymore. Eric, what would you give this? I like this issue for what it's doing because in my mind, it's actually doing the most lifting that we had anywhere in uh, Fear State right now. I like the character interactions. Things kind of happen to happen, especially with the idea that we have, you know, a babysitting freaking wing of the of the UFO. I don't know if you can call it a wing because it's round, but it just seemed weird to get us our seer connection moving to the back rows. But that's one of the biggest detriment. But I am just happy to know who seer is and why she would be on the UFO because None of that ever made sense for the lead. If at least we know to a degree, not a great degree, to a degree, why she's up there and how she got in that whole area. But I'm going to end up giving this a 7.5 out of 10. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Now, with that, uh, the idea, it really felt like at the last second, like, oh, crap, we got to figure out what's up with the seer and how to get her off. It really did feel like it was just thrown in there. Now, one of the other things that I think and, and what we're going to go forward with the idea of does this divert the future state what does it do who's going to get in trouble i think that really the idea of that base sky base one hitting the harbor and not just it's because they have to give something almost like a day getting rid of records and things like that i think that that is a play of if seer isn't actually one and she's just kind of like pretending okay i'll go over here and i'll get into with the kids and go down 
that she, if she was working with the magistrate and had something Child with it to be in there, uh, that she would, again, though, I'm thinking that she is going to be the, the girl's ages, and that's way older than, like I said, somebody who has a daycare. That you Again, would the thing to. is, it's not just a daycare. It's where elite families took their kids so that they would be safe with the magistrate during all the yeah, freaking hell of fear I'm telling state. you, that's the thing is, like, I'm guessing that this it's person like if, you is, know, like, 18 or 19. I don't consider that I think much it's, like, a, a 16 or something like that. But in my mind, it's, like, if, like, if you were some kind of elite kind of thing and you're, like, Logan's all, like, Daddy, can I go in the magistrate? No, you're too old to be figured watched by Simon Saint. Logan's 15, and I yeah. probably, it's all, to me, I'm going trick-or-treat rules. I think that he's too old. Your trick or treat ain't going on the sky base. Plus, I'm going to save a buck. I'm not sending him up there. Plus, the idea, where did they get this? The elite. They didn't say the smart. I mean, the idea of, okay, I think that the safest place here is on the UFO over the deal. That's not a safe place. Get, yeah, how about from, this? From what people are worried about, though, with the scarecrow and the fear state and stuff like that, I think it would be the safest place. You think that it cost a bunch of money to get them their asses up there and, and stay there? Get Dude, them to Metropolis. Get them off to Central City. You can go and find a daycare or something instead of them living on a UFO. I mean, seriously, that was the st- I'm sitting there like, they are dumb. I guess they are it's dumb. Like a, they it's like a tornado shelter. It, it, it's in the air. This would be the tornado shelter is just like randomly hovering in the eye Obviously, of the storm. Obviously, there's no tornado, but the, you're above where anything would happen with a fear toxin attack. Y- you just end up, the magistrate just shows up out of nowhere. Simon's saying, just look at the guy. I don't trust him. And then also, why also wasn't he hanging around with birds like he was in the future state? I don't know what's going on. But you end up where I wouldn't want them where I'm thinking that they're getting beat up by the- the magistrate and peace guy. I, there's no way I would have said him. It was so weird. But yeah, I would have mo- I, what I would have said. I wouldn't have went with the elite, but that that's why I think that maybe if you're right and you're going with it surface level deal, that that's why you say the elite maybe get a little connection. But if you're going to have this where you need these kids up there, don't say that it's the elite in a daycare. That should just be the workers up there. And their kids have it just the magistrate and Simon St. Industries people there. They probably have kids. Just have them there like a work daycare that you usually would have. And I would have been better with the idea than the elite having, oh, my God, we're so well, we did see Simon smart. Saint kind of working with Mr. Worth previously in Detective Comics. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm just saying in general, though, it just seems weird for people to say, okay, during this time, I'm going to send my kids up to a UFO. But yeah, I'm 7 out of 10, though, because it does do. Now, the the heavy lifting you're saying that it's doing for Fear State, what is that, like three pounds? Because there's not a lot of heavy lifting going on in general with this story. It's pretty paper thin. We took out the magistrate. They're all done now. Well, we're getting to the next one. I'm saying when you have a main book that really isn't giving you much, he did, Tom Taylor did get, he like wrung out a bunch of things that he could use there. Batman punched go on. Peacekeeper one and freaking, you know, uh, Poison Ivy said, I'm not going to kill everybody today. And that's what we have a Batman. I just, uh, Batman, here's my deal. It, Ivy says, you know what? These people need a little air conditioning. That's all we need. <laughs> I'm going to give you, I'm going to lower the temperatures here. Like really that, that's the big play. <laughs> I need to know what this pheromone is that she releases to like really, like, you know, uh, Alleviate everybody's anxiety because I want to suck on that all day it's long. It's so off, Eric. It's just anxiety meds. That's all she's about. <laughs> Batman number 117. Written like, like an aerosol canful of this pheromone. Yeah. Art by Jorge Amenez, Tomo Moray, and Clayton Cowles. I- I'm going with if you go from 
what people are involved with now in the headlines. They're, people are going to be so mad and probably sue Ivy for giving them that pheromone later. That girl's back we'll be up a Becky Cloonan and Mike Conrad with our by Jorge Corona, Sarah Stern, and Becky Carey. Ah, James Tynan proves the fear state was hardly an event and that the little bit of story he had wasn't enough to fill his own book, let alone all the tie-ins. Story never felt like it left the setup stage, and with that, the concept of fear state and who the main threat really was never was clear enough to make this ending feel like anything that was earned at all. The best I can say is it's over, and we can move on, at least after the fear state mega epilogue in a few weeks. Also, Eric, a Batgirl's backup, as you like to say with things, Sarah. I told you before, I was debating now, since it does tie into the Nightwing and the thing we're doing it, but I'm not judging anything of the upcoming Batgirl's book by what these backups were here. You know, yeah. the regular book gets its own play here because you even said a lot of times, even with a, a future state, you didn't want to judge the writers because they were kind of shoehorned into a, a, it, yeah. a story that, that that's so we'll we'll give them the benefit, though. I do. I, I the tone. It just I don't know. I'm worried. I'm a little worried, but we'll the see. Is, we'll the see tone that I down. got in this Batgirl's backup, I actually thought I actually enjoyed more than I thought based on the way that the solicits were written. I'm like, you know, sleepover girl time. Well, that's, like, what we're gonna, that's not this. That's when we get to the issue. So you still have to wait for those. But we'll but see. I, I just want to think because I can see that idea of that solicit, the way that's written. Right. And I look at the way this backup is with, you know, Cass and Steph hanging out in a freaking hotel room. It's along the same lines. <laughs> I can make it work, kind of. The weird part about it is when you get to this backup, it's almost as if this backup, especially where it's so disjointed from the fear state, like even that, like, oh, she's kind of upset about somebody taking over her tech. I'm like, no, 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 that was that was the seer. This is a big thing that you just took down. Not this. Oh, she's just upset about some person taking over. It just felt weird to me. But we start the issue like we usually do. Simon Saint's losing his shit because yeah, things aren't going right. Yeah. Every issue starts with him screaming. It's like on well, time. It's a, it's a good reason, too, because at this very moment, we tie into the Nightwing book where our bat people break in wearing their Peacekeeper uniforms and they're about to take his ass down. But even before that, it's the same, though. It's it's a process. Oh, my God, what's going on? Get a hold of this guy. Get a hold of that guy. Mayor Nakano on line three. Ah, tell ah. him to knock off. At least he's not throwing up at this point. Agreed. He's gotten past well, that. Vegas, he hasn't had anything to eat. He's got nothing to vomit. He he looks up, and there are, you know, like we said, Batgirl, Nightwing, Tim Drake, and the Batgirls. They have shown up in their deal. That's what we get. And then we know what happens from sure the, do. the Nightwing. Heavy but we lifting. don't really. We don't really, because we never really well, no, see him get arrested. We don't know about this, but I know through the, like, the news reports of this that Mayor DeCano says, I done fucked up. I let them in too early. They, they're evil fucking people. We need to get them out of here now. But the big bads of this book, Peacekeeper 1, you have Simon Saint and Scarecrow. Scarecrow was shot in the back last issue and just fell over. Simon Saint just gets taken down here, and we don't even see him actually get arrested we're told by a news report and we have peacekeeper one who gets knocked out finally by batman and left almost like left like why aren't you grabbing these people and getting them and so with that it reminds me of and i always go back to it the whole joker war where you had that set up with the theaters and at the very end batman goes oh no the theaters and i think it was night when you said oh don't worry about that we took care of them. all right well you had a bunch of things and it, it never he doesn't give you an ending that actually feels satisfying if he wants to push the idea. Oh my God, I want to see that Simon Saint. Yeah, in Nightwing, we saw him get punched by Barbara. That was, but in the main book, 
you get a hero's post. That's it. And so if you're only reading the main book, like you're like, okay, they go, they took them down. I see in the news report. What you don't a fool you are if you're only reading the main book because you're missing out on the event of the year in Fear State. Yeah. And there's the <laughs> finale, it says. So then you go to Batman and Peacekeeper, who all of this time have just been fighting. It's just been back and forth, back and forth. So because this is the finale, again, Batman all punches this time. Out. But it was really just the last issue into this because, you no, know, because they fought before won. and Peacekeeper, then he got pushed aside and then they started well, that's the fighting thing is, again. But, but leading up to that is when we had that. But during Fear State, Batman's been crazy. Peacekeeper 1's been crazy. And now they're both all right. And now they're going to fight. Well, yeah. They haven't done anything, really. Seriously, in Fear State, they did fight. And then Batman got away. Batman got away. And that's where Ricardo showed up and all that stuff going down. So we, what has Batman done besides this? Go a little insane. You know, get this. And so they fight this time, and this time Batman wins. That That's all it is. And at this point As he now, does. Sean Mahoney has changed up his whole attitude before he was, you know, oh, I'm well, insane, I'm going there. Well, yeah, the evolved is just, I'm going to be the magistrate. Now, that's the only He's got and, confidence. And so with Good that, you, Sean. with that, though, that's my big point about this is, it's not giving me, besides the idea that he's completely insane and he's got confidence, it's not giving me an idea where all of a sudden you see Peacekeeper one and go, okay, I see what the Scarecrow was up to. I see that this could have, I, I, you don't really, in my mind, get a connection of, oh, right, man, Scarecrow was right. Because I don't, I still don't know what he had going on with this fear state. When you get done being, you know, brain bombed by this, whatever trauma evolution of the fear state is, like Sean Mahoney does, it's like you just walked out of one of those peps, like, you know, those, uh, those seminars that freaking give you all the freaking speeches about how to yeah, be successful in life up. and stuff. And that's what Sean Mahoney is right now. And that's like, doesn't Bing last bong. very long though. No, no. And so what, and it reminds because me. Because some when, asshole is always going to be out there and punch you in the face and knock you down a little bit. And you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. I, I think you will because it was at the theater you worked at. But when I saw Bloodsport, I came out. I was oh, yeah. so fired up, right? Fuck yeah. I ended up karate, like, chopping the door going out, and the thing <laughs> kind of went up and then slammed right back in my face. <laughs> I was like, come on. I'm like, yeah, that didn't last long. Exactly. And then ended up getting so fired up, I went to Tiger Schulman's with my buddy Brett, and he broke my nose. I, that blood sport was the worst thing for me ever. I looked like a fool, too. I, I ended up doing, like, this karate move to the door. It did not work well. What is a karate move? Did you just, like, I a chop? I went to chop it, but with, like, a stance. <laughs> That was so good. Uh, I, I figured that I was going to rip that thing off and then go, and next why, thing I'm, why in, are you I'm gonna, in a kumite. Why are you destroying freaking theater I property? I fired up. I, I ended up, I'm like, uh, I wouldn't start celebrating like Jackson too much ahead of time. I, I was Frank Dukes. I was ready. Put up the Dukes. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it looks good. I mean, you have a fight. Looks good. Then you go well, down. Well, that's the thing is, it looks good. With that fight aspect, though, is the worst part about it because you just have Sean Mahoney said, "I'm gonna take over that matchup. We don't need you, Batman. You ain't nothing." Like, oh yeah, I like you know, you don't get your future. Neither does the Scarecrow and stuff like that. But I don't believe you, Batman. And all Batman does is to really, you know, up the ante to say that I'm really gonna take you down. He takes off his utility belt and wraps it around his fist and freaking wrist. I'm like. What is that going to do? You're going to punch him with a pouch full of smoke grenades, in my mind. Like, what is this move that he's doing, though? Seriously, though, before that, Eric, at one point, he does the Rey Mysterio. He jumps up and puts his legs wrapped around his his neck like Rey Mysterio. That's cool. Uh, But yeah, so with that going on, okay, we have that. Then we also have a bleeding out scarecrow, Jonathan Crane. 
who is just covered in blood. But he's yeah. laying there and he's, he's like, fine. oh, my God, he's passed out a couple of times. He's there. He passes out again. He gets knocked out again. And basically, oh, Miracle Molly, what up, girl? Like, why are you doing this? You were right with the Unsandy Collective. You know, you could use this whole deal and evolve. Gotham City does need to evolve. You know that as well as I do, which puts the idea in her head. Let's kind of backwards retroactively fit this whole trauma bomb back to the mind control machine. The mind white machine. You're going to sum the satellite, and I really thought this Nobody was going to happen. Nobody knows the satellite is well, anymore. we do. It's how you <laughs> ended sure up does. having everybody not knowing anything about Dick Grayson and all, yes. all those things. So, But with that, she can control the minds and wipe the minds of all of Gotham so that they forget fear state. And the thing is, where is this trauma bomb for us? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I want to forget everything, Eric. But so with that, okay, that sets up that part with Batman is going to try to have to talk Miracle Molly down. But again, I hate eh. these moments that we've had in Batman with Tom King and now James Tynan, where we have characters like Gotham Girl and Miracle Molly. They're, they're, they're almost the same in my mind, especially how you're dealing oh, with them. Oh, it's, it's exactly the same. When you have these characters who have proven to be bad characters, yeah, they can be redeemed at times, but ultimately, you know them to be bad characters. Miracle Molly wants to brain-wipe everybody right now, make sure that Fear State is no longer a thing and everybody will be the Unsanity Collective, essentially, and be better people for it. And what does Batman do with this this weird cyber terrorist? He takes his fucking mask off to freaking talk to her one-on-one. I'm like, well, there goes that. And the thing is, in my mind, she's got the robotic eye. All this shit's getting recorded. Yeah, and then I'm thinking that he's going to press the button on that mind-wipe machine. You ain't going to remember that. I hate it when he really does that. The thing is, he already says... I'm going to hook you into my cow, see what's going on, because she's worried. She's like, oh, my God, we're never going to learn. Gotham City is in fear. And he's like, no, no, no. They they do know better. It's a weird line. I remember what this, this connection is to his cow, though. I know he can pick up radio signals, stuff, whatever he needs to do. And he get a, but when he connects this thing to her, she is seeing mind movies of news programs. I'm like, are you constantly just watching the news with their left eye and yeah, fighting with your right? Doing. And she gets to see Simon St. Arrested. But he does say... Hey, listen, you know, I'll show you that things do work, that the city itself can work. You don't have to wipe its mind. That's not for you to do. At one point, he has a weird line. that He's like, remember when we were talking and I said that the city is a suspicious and cowardly lot. And I'm like, what? Like the city's that? And then he says, now that makes them how that makes them dangerous, but it also makes them human. And they are all capable. I don't get that line. I mean, he's going with the villains are suspicious and cowardly lot. But then he throws that the city is now, but they can actually be bad, but now they can be good as well. Well, you just flip-flopped around. You're wishy-washy. You're not giving us anything That's why he has to take the mask off because you know he's talking in circles like, oh, shit, I don't have a point. Yeah, really. But you end up having this whole Uh, deal. Here's my face. Look at my face. There's like these moments here where James Tynan, it is like his regular Batman run is over here. He has the Omega deal, but that's not part of this. So in this, he has to end this story that he barely set up. But then in the meantime, he wants to leave with these kind of fan service thanks a lot moments. I'm going to give you this. This guy comes off like he's so desperate to get people to like him. He has two issues in this where you have Harley and Ivy kiss. Like he's doing these surface level things that I think are just thrown in there to try to get people on board with him when it he doesn't have a story here. 
Because even at that point where all this shit is going down, everything that happened, the idea that Fear State was set up because people were afraid and sick of Batman and Batman's not doing it, then they just put the bat symbol up and everybody's cheering. Hooray. And then like, no. Why is that, that bat symbol still up there? I don't know. And, and everybody goes, Mercado's day one as mayor. That shit's gone. Will somebody turn around and see that Jace Fox is standing right behind them? That they don't know who he is? Like, who's this Batman guy? I, I kind of saw that, but I took it as they were all like, like we, we get to see them all together, but they're it's all doing their own things. It's not that they're on separate things. I'm looking at you know it. I, mean? like, I, I, I see it so. as a stylized thing, though, where they're all looking up where they don't all, all have all to be together. They're all climbing up on that building, and they're there. It's just so you can have that bad yes. family there and go, okay, but it's... It's just so to have that, that again, fan service, that's even service level shit because the big thing was, okay, Ivy got involved here. Ivy Queen, shows Ivy's going to tear down that city because it ain't worth it no more. But instead, you end up in no setup. I mean, in late setup, especially with the Gardner book that we do next coming out the same week. But at one point, you had the Gardner and Harley leave to go to the Catwoman book supposedly to get the you know, naive Ivy, which we never saw in that. They just showed up with her yeah. then. So then here you just get, hey, uh, Pam, and even the idea that Tynan couldn't get this Queen Ivy to really be mean enough that you really thought, oh, my God, they have to combine. She has been a little bit more testy, but she has let everything go. You know, hey, the Unsanity Clever, come on down. I'll keep you here. All right. You know, Harley, yeah, I still love you. And so when you get this c- combination deal, to just then to end this of I'm going to turn down the thermostat a little, set some pheromones and maybe get some flowers up and about to get rid of what might be toxin in the air, even though we almost were told that that wasn't the case. That was more seer telling lies. You were waiting for that thought bomb or the trauma bomb. But even then, it's just done to be done. It just ends to end. And Which is the weirdest not... part of it because this is how we ended the Joker War with the big cliffhanger of Queen Ivy saying continued in 2021. And the whole idea that we waited months to get any kind of like, you know, semblance of a continuation of that. And here we have it where it's not even played out right where you have the same week as the finale of this. You have the Batman Secret Files of Gardner where we finally just find out the reason that there are two Ivies because up to this point it's never been explained. The gardener just goes and steals some brainwaves and makes a seed for the best parts of Ivy. And that's I'm like, why didn't you tie this into what we had with Year of the Villain? Because even when you had the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy book, that book ended essentially the same way that this one does with the whole thing. Because you had two Ivies in that. One mean, one good. One the good one hanging out with Harley Quinn. And at the end, they kind of combined back together again. And we didn't know what was going to be the outcome of Poison Ivy. But if you want to continue on this trend of where we left off with that... Just say because of the super fertilizer that Ivy had or even the resurrection that she had through the speed force freaking touching the rose or whatever fucking nonsense to like, you know, Tom King did. And here's a crisis when she came back. But you also had the Apex Lex gift that he gave Poison Ivy that was creating all these different versions of Ivy. At one point, we thought that all the other doubles had been burned in a house, but there could be one more out there. And this is the version to say that it's just. Oh, yeah, I thought that Ivy was going to die during Heroes in Crisis, so I made a seed of her with her best parts, and here she is, and the magistrate got a hold of it and made drugs out of her. Yeah, and, and it really seemed to more tie into, like, after the, you know, everyone loves Ivy, I yeah. ended up worrying about her. Like, you try to tie things in. The weird thing about it is, is that not only, and maybe some people are thinking, they're like, I, I don't know what they're talking about. I never read that Harley Ivy book. I didn't read Heroes in Crisis. I just came on. The problem is, 
is that James Tynan's version here that does change it all up. You didn't even get until this week anyway. So nothing was set up. I mean, and that's, you know, timing, but that's his own secret files book. They had to get that out before this issue. But even then it just felt like, oh, by the way, this is what happened. And somehow I'm going to tie it into a character I created again. Everybody that Tynan ends up creating seems to have a background with every other character that gets involved. You end up Master having, oh my Wise, God. Ghostmaker. What's up with Ghostmaker? With, oh, he went to school with you. Oh, okay. Hey, what happened? Well, who's with Ghostmaker? Oh, he he trained with Bruce Wayne. And then for a few weeks, he also hung out with the Scarecrow. What about Master Wise of the Unsettling Card? Used to work with the Mad Hatter. Oh, who's this new character, the Gardener? Used to work with Alec Holland and Poison Ivy. Yeah. It's just everything is like Jason based Woodrow. on. The other thing, so there's not Which much. Actually, I don't work mind that be one done. because it works well with going back to the post-crisis Ivy origin that Neil Gaiman did. Look, that's fine, but when we get to it, it's hardly a Gardner issue. It's Gardner telling a story about Ivy at the last second. We don't get anything, and there's no reason where Tynan, I think, realizes, yeah, this Gardner's not hitting. I didn't have no. enough time, so I'm going to get no out. Clown but in the meantime, no punchline. I'll end up, you know, kind of telling an Ivy story that I didn't tell. In the regular book, because everything, and it's the problem is, there's tie-ins. Now, if you're not reading the tie-ins, there's going to be a lot of times in these this issue especially where you're going to say, oh, my, I must have missed. A lot of this was never you said. Much. You didn't miss anything. A lot of this stuff was never brought about. And like I said, and Tynan it was, always It was just kind of said and skipped over. Tynan always feels like he, like I said, he goes from setup, 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 ending. You never get. A progression that gets beyond because you're always getting this new bit of wacky information thrown at you at all times. Oh, my God. I think that. the Oh, wait a minute. You had the Ghostmaker was there with the Jonathan Craig. Like everything just comes out of nowhere and you never can set. And I said Ghostmaker. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that'll be in that Omega issue. (laughs) It'll just pop up. Uh, But with that, it it just ends with I I even put I was gonna put it ended with a thud, but it doesn't. It ends with like a whisper. Out of all of this, the thing that I cared the most about was the Poison Ivy story because it had the most potential in my mind to lead to something really intriguing. But when you introduce Queen Ivy to her naive counterpart and they combine together to be a whole person that like Harley wants and like you know we can pretty much just get you know Poison Ivy back to status quo again. But the idea, oh man. I am so jacked up right now because it's two Ivies combined as one. But I also, there's Squeak right there. I'm going to use this extra power I have and get rid of it completely by healing Squeak and also back to status quo now because Boom. of that. I'm like, yeah, exactly. why do you have to even say this, that she was this powered up just to get rid of it a page later? It's Nobody's going to sit there and say, oh, my God, Squeak. I mean, you could have just had Ivy combined come back and say, oh, my God, with the compassion, more of the compassion of the naive Ivy. Uh, I'm going to fix her. Boom, fix. You didn't have to. I'm powered up. What am I going to do? Oh, my God. Oh, God. oh, I'll use this expendable energy here to, to heal it's her just funny without to the any idea. explanation. You have Queen Ivy and Naive Ivy combined to be the ultimate Ivy that we have here. You know, a real connection to the green. I'm going to save the cyborg girl. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I healed her with my green powers. I healed her with plant powers. Techno girl. Boom. All right. And whatever. Then- fuck it. You get it where everybody's, you know, getting healed. I can, here's, here's the, here's how Fear State. Give me that Harley Poison Ivy smooch. I'm happy Here now. is the ending of Fear State. This is what does it. I can lower the temperature a bit. I can calm things down. Use my pheromones so they aren't quite so afraid anymore. Boom, Thank done. You. Fear State Huffing over. That shit that, all that's day. it. That's it. I know. 
Really, if the idea that they were using I am making naive, drugs out of poison ivy if this is the fucking they thing. They were using naive ivy, we didn't get it. Now we get it. I'm going, this is like Poppy Farm 2.0. I'm, I'm gathering these plants, and I'm going to town here. And maybe I won't be so, you know, upset at things, Eric. But then maybe. just, uh, like you said, heel squeak. What else can I do? I need people to get on board because I, I, okay, ivy and Harley kiss. Boom, and I'm I down. Did it. Best part of Fear State. He sits back like a cigarette. He's done. But that's the worst part, though, is that you ended this whole thing with Queen Ivy the same way that we ended the deal in the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy book, where her two halves just combined together and were back to a status quo until he came out and said, oh, no, this is Queen Ivy. And also, we have like, he just repeated this other story, even to the ending. Yeah, but at least so, here you have Harley and Ivy together because in that you had Harley go off and Ivy do her own thing. Yeah, Ivy Apparently, said, I don't want to be around stuff. and I have to figure things out. And then people got upset. Well, yeah, kiss. Okay, fan service. Boom. Mm-hmm. You end up having Sean Mahoney get taken down by Batman after he goes through his, you know, rantings and uh, or ravings. And he just smashes him, like you said, with the bat <laughs> utility belt as a Take deal. That. I mean, I mean, I would rather dip my hands in like fudge and gummy bears, but then I do part two. Yes, part two. Uh, and then you have the idea. Okay. Disarm it, Molly. Do it. Not quite. I think I might want Gotham to not remember this stuff. Actually, Batman, I wish you'd sat there and like, you see your point, but you know, you can't do that. You can't let people, even though what Ivy did is kind of control people in a way. But you can't do that. Let's let Gotham. It's way better than everybody loves Ivy with the idea of controlling people. She's just making people not so scared. It is. It's just the idea. Like if you went into a a, a business and you're sit- and all of a sudden they're pumping you know drugs through the vents, you like it, but Give still, me. please, because going into a place where I'm, like let's say I'm a business. Full of other people. Yeah, that's it's again it's not good. But it's, let's let's it give works. it give it all here. Yeah, really, you're in. But yeah, so she is gonna end up wiping everyone's minds. And Batman says, "No, no, no. Look at my Kel. I'm gonna connect you. You have to remind everybody that Miracle Molly is a great tech girl." She says, Cyborg. "I'll shut you down if you whatever." Here, look. And also, Molly, can can you make it so everybody forgets that Bruce Wayne lost his money? Can we go back that far? You know what, Molly? You might be on to something. Can you get me my numbers to my offshore accounts? Maybe. Also, there's Ghostmaker. The weirdest thing here is that Molly sees everything, including those hidden cameras down in Eden underneath Gotham. But there's Ghostmaker in the back. Hey, there he is. And Nakado's like, you know what? I done messed up. I'm not Oopsie. exactly right. I don't know that he's going to be reelected. Okay? I'm telling you, the thing is, this is the one and done for Nakano right now. He is out. Like, Mayor Hill was a bad dude, but, like, you know, this one-eyed fuck who brought in the freaking Nazis to our door, like, we're not reelecting him. Yeah, no, no. Legitimately, I mean, if Nakano was a stand-up guy that I thought he was at one point, th- this should be a resignation. Thing is, I still think he's a stand-up guy. He's as dumb as shit. He should he resign. Do things on a whim based on him losing an eye and a funny. partner. He's like, It'd be funny. He's like, hey, everybody, you know, I, I messed up. I trusted Simon St. the Magistrate. But, you know, Gotham. And everybody, yeah, give him hell, Nakano. <laughs> ah, Nakano for 2022. Ah, you end up having Nikano the bad <laughs> with a real vision. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's not nice, Eric. I would I would love like the idea of whoever's running against Nakano, where they get them like, okay, we have a budget for these diss ads. Really, we we don't need those. I mean, people Tony, right there, you're gonna have a thing. Vote for Nakano with a question mark, and at the below that, the eyes have it. 
Oh, my goodness gracious. He doesn't dot the eyes. You end up where the bat symbol's up there, and you see Molly sees it, and then Batman has to put an exclamation point on that and say, oh, by the way, since you're already crying and seem to get the idea that everybody is coming around, uh, let me show you my identity. Like I said before, I'm like, why are you doing this? This is a move that always gets me. And when he gives the, but that's supposed to be something special, not to wackadoos. I'm telling you, just think of the other, I bet you. Cyber terrorist. I'm telling you, if you look at the, you know, thing in Blackgate, wherever, he's probably shown Punchline his identity seven times now. Hey, by the way, it's me. She's like, I know this already, Bruce, seriously. But yeah, she's crying. It's me, Bruce Wayne. There's not even like that connection here of what you usually get when he does do that. It's the idea that somebody has a similar situation to him. So like, listen, you don't understand what I feel. No, 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 I do. I'm Bruce Wayne. Oh, my God, he does. This is just like... Former billionaire Bruce Wayne, you're just like me when I had my mind wiped because I couldn't deal with society anymore. I mean, what what is that? And he's like, well, I was in that Lazarus machine thing. Oh, somebody killed my boss. Yeah. (laughs) I just... Miracle Molly. She's like, oh, my God, I'm upset. What about... What are we going to do with the city? Well, wait a second. I'm Bruce Wayne. She's like, what the fuck does that matter? I, I want to know what I'm supposed cool, to do. Cool, cool, like, really? cool. And then she's like, well, can I borrow five bucks? He's like, I don't have any money. Put that cow back on. I don't need you. You know what I can do, though, for five bucks? Sell your identity to the highest bidder. Yeah. Ex- now. With my cyborg eye. Seriously. This all is over, right? What? No, what do you think? Omega. What? No, I'm saying. What do you think should happen to Miracle Molly? She's going to jail, Eric. Yeah. She has broken many a law, including maybe murder. It and he's shown his people. identity. She's probably going to be in jail knowing the one thing that she has as, you know, sort of leverage of anything is, I know who Batman is. Seriously. And that is ridiculous. Didn't do that is for so ridiculous. Man, no, it didn't. But nobody's going to listen to him. And then again, look at her. Who's going to listen to her, Eric? But yeah, right online. And just the idea, too, okay, let's say that Miracle Molly, she's of sound mind as far as I'm concerned, even because she had half of it wiped away, but she's going to go to Blackgate, where yeah. Punchline is yeah. currently in control of Blackgate exactly. in the women's prison. Yeah, and, and and probably with a lot of other Batman villains that, you know, she might be able to use this so You're going to dig that eye up out and hook it up to a fucking VCR. Oh, crap. She's like, maybe that'd be funny, as, but she actually said, if I see that you are trying to, you know, hack in, but it would be funny that his hacking skills, that's how they'd get out of it. Like, even though she said that, she wasn't as good as Batman, and he ended up so that she couldn't record it. Nobody will believe her. Yeah, I just don't think that she should end up in prison, though, just because, you know, Damien, Jason Todd, Ghost Doesn't Maker, matter. They Cass. weren't caught. These, she was. She's not a part of the Bat family. Batman has let them all go. <laughs> but that's the thing. If you sit there, I'm not saying Batman. I'm saying that when things come down here and they start arresting people, magistrate and unsanity collective are going to be the ones that are going to get done. And she's there. She's not unless she hides away. I think she's that in a she's arrested right now. Yeah, I, we'll see. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. I say right to jail, and unless then she, she uses turns that identity or Batman fucks her over completely. She should be gone. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we end up with the backup, and also as you go. Just so we can get the big deal, Ivy uses her control powers to spell out "end" in roots with a flower. Like that is so cool. All right. Oh my goodness. Then we get to the Batgirls deal, and this is where you're going to get a little feel, like we said, of what's coming up 
in that Batgirls book. And like I said, they, they end up having Steph and Cass in their hold away. You end up having Barbara say after the Sky Base One came down, hey, you guys have to lay low. Got to make sure that the seer doesn't get you until we can find a new hideout. Yeah, we're going to find a hideout. I'm going to work at that while you sit there because they are kind of wanted as terrorists. So They are end up to be the ones who well. blew up the clock tower. And it's weird because you have this character, Grace, who is the journalist who's reporting on this and grisly murders in the Hill neighborhood in Gotham City. But it seems like a weird situation where I want to think that she believes the Batgirls didn't do it. But I don't know if it's just seer putting in, out all these like videos that show them because I don't see these things that say, oh, yeah. Look at that video. The Batgirl yeah, stuff did it. And she's there to say, I was there. That stuff didn't really happen. It's fine. I think it just blows over. They figure out stuff with the magistrate, and then it all goes, and then you get just Seer versus the Batgirls. Um, but, I mean, a minute ago, they were on top of a, you know, big, tall building looking up at the Bat symbol. But What's the next day? They are there. Yeah, I'm telling you, though, they should have been, you know, laying low a little more because they say once that went down, the base went down, they were told you get away and they haven't yeah. seen her since. And, yeah, it's just that they are, you know, wanted as terrorists and they're kind of hanging well, not out. Not only just wanted for terrorists, but the Batgirls are the, the Batgirls as their secret identity, though. The Seer knows all this. We have to hide mostly from Seer because if you get freaking pinpointed, they're going to send the freaking... I don't know, police Which the seer or could whatever. If they if really wanted to do it, could just release all that info now. But obviously, right. he wants to keep that aside to play around with it, almost like a Miracle Molly. But, you know, you get them hanging out. They're eating Chinese food. They're messing throwing up the place. They're throwing TVs out the goddamn window. And it's the weirdest thing because they go outside onto the catwalk outside this sleazy-ass motel freaking out from hell. But the idea is they're screwing over because one of the cameras picks them up. Seer knows where they are, and somehow this character then projects her image on top of the t- on the, to the tube TV that they have. And I don't know how it works. They throw the TV out, but Seer now knows no, where the back goes. Are, yeah, but doesn't but really doesn't do, do much. Shit. No, just kind of again. We end up having the back continue to stay where they are, even though they know the Seer's there, and play fucking you know Darth Vader lightsaber games because they're bored out of their goddamn minds, but. Get the hell out of there because you're one and only villain right now who knows your identities and has also tried to kill you both at the time, knows where you are, but nobody seems to care. And with that all, you have to keep in mind, too, that I guess that what they're showing you, too, is that even though the zip drive got taken by Barbara, even though the sky base went down, she still is able to do some things wherever she has went home, whatnot. Yeah. She has the capabilities to find them and then, you know, go on this TV and things like that. So. It's just, and really, I think at this point, besides the identity thing, as we go over into the Batgirls book, I think it's going to be more about just, you know, the seer messing with them continuously and them trying to figure this out and whatnot. I hope that it doesn't get heavy into magistrate this and that. I think you leave that behind. Go more with the seer and what the seer is going to do. I get the idea that it'll eventually get back to the idea of evolving Barbara, almost the Joker thing, because I don't think Coonan and Conrad are very original with the things. I think that it'll end up being Cass and Steph are, you know, dumbing down Barbara. You have to get just like the Joker does with the Robins, with Batman. I, I kind of see that maybe coming, but I'm intrigued to see who, you know, the seer might be, even though when you see this, you think kid, all that, it's probably just going to be somebody's kid or whatnot, but it, it'll be okay. And I, I'm going to look forward to the One of the things that you have to know, though, from the solicits, just to point out, when they see that guy, spray painting 
the walls the, the, and the stuff face. Yeah, that, that person is actually part of the main villain core as well. In well, the I imagine that's because more that's important. what the journalist Grace was talking about, the idea that there's grisly murders in the Hill neighborhood. And I want to say that in the background we keep seeing this guy who's spray-painting stuff, but when we finally do see him by the end after he gets done spray-painting the Welcome to the Hill, where he just makes it Welcome to Hell with a freaking devil Batman on there, but... The guy's missing his lower half of his face. <laughs> He's been defaced. He's the Batgirl's Banksy. He is, Eric. I'm telling you, the thing is, it's too bad that Tim Seeley already used that as a character in the Nightwing book because he should really be defacer because he's he missing half his fucking face and he defaces things. Well, you, you keep using defacer Oracle as different thing. Defacer, the real defacer. Uh, but yeah, by the end of this, and uh, the, this backup doesn't do anything up or down for the score. It's all about fear state for me. In this and the Batman main deal, what would you give it? Thing is, I look forward to the Batgirls book more because of this backup of what we're going to be dealing with with you know a young seer. Because in my mind, it's almost like when Tim Drake had his rival, the General, who would later become you know Anarchy Ulysses and stuff like that. It was a young kid who was like a strategist who wouldn't go up against Robin. I see the seer doing the same kind of thing against our Batgirls around the same kind of age, maybe a little younger, but around the same kind of age. So I look forward to that. That in my mind, you know. Does something again, like you. I'm not going to put that into my score for the fear state. For what we have here, you pretty much have some decent art going throughout this whole book, but you have really weak conclusions to every aspect with Peacekeeper One, Poison Ivy, the Magistrate, Miracle Molly. It's all weak sauce. And ultimately, I'm just going to give it a six out of 10 because of the art and some decent aspects with a smoochy smoochy with, you know, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. That's just there to try to get people, okay, let's forget about this nonsense. I get it. I gave it a four. I gave it a four, and that's with the art. And again, I'm telling you, I wouldn't go full out thinking that the seer is what you think. I'll wait to see what the seer is, because again, you have Clunan and Conrad who think that the Phantom Zone's part of the multiverse. I, they will change things around and do things and not set up things properly. So we'll see what it is. But it makes sense to make it a young girl. Yeah. But I don't think that it's going to make as much sense once we get the reveal. Probably you'll be like, this girl's like 24. Why was she there or whatnot? I just, I'm not going to count on them, you know, having a setup that's going to make sense until I actually see it in any books that they do. I just don't know why they would show this here when it would be completely different once they take over. No, I'm saying you see that, but I think that when they go with it being on the sky base, that was just, I think, the idea of Tom Taylor needed a way to get them off and why was she there and how, not even just there. But how can she get off of a crashing, you know, sky base? And I think that was thrown in. Like I said, almost like the idea where me and you go rob a bank, we get a bunch of hostages, and then we just dress up like we're one of the hostages when they let us out and we escape. I, I'm worried that it's not going to fully show that sort of deal, that it's going to be more than what we, you know, like a different age or something, or it'll just completely change. We'll have to see. Can it be a child prodigy who was working for the magistrate, but then went and hid with the rest of the kids to get out of there? I don't I don't know. That's why would Simon Saint not realize that she was there and what it was, and then there would be a record. I just, we'll have to see. And again, maybe we're just going to have to leave that behind once we get into the regular book, because it wasn't their book. It was Tom Taylor's who had to kind of Finagle that away. So I'll wait and see. But I'm looking forward to it. I am Batman. The moral authority in this little girl. Again, that doesn't seem like a little girl doing that. That seems like more. But again, we seem to think that that could have been something in the future. It's all wacky. But what is the next book? Batman Secret Files, The Gardener, number one, written by James Tynan IV with Arpai, Christian Ward, and Tom Napolitano. 
Now the fear state is just about over, I guess it's time that we learn about Dr. Bella Garten, also known as the gardener, who we've previously seen as someone who used to work with Pamela Isley, and besides for tying Bella into Neil Gaiman's post-crisis origin for Poison Ivy, there wasn't a lot of new information given in this issue, and the new stuff we do get that should be important feels like we missed out on a storyline we already have to make um, we already have to make the gardener kind of relevant in Fear State because she did absolutely nothing. No, did nothing. And then when you go into this, I actually thought we were going to have more of a focus on the gardener. But this is just a tell me a story about Ivy. And that's going to affect my score at the end. I like some of the stuff we have. I like tying it in to the Neil Gaiman stuff. That's cool. But then you end up having a la- it's it's a last second Hail Mary. I mean, you have two seconds on the clock. And you're down by six points. you got to score a touchdown here. And that's kind of what it is because it's way too late. The timing may have been because of the paper shortage. It might not have been something that was quite. But still, it just felt like extraneous things oh. to try to explain more Ivy than the gardener. And it's a gardener issue that time and leaving, you would think that he's trying to give you info on the character so that it can continue forward. But really, the character to me, like I said, superpower is telling stories about Ivy. And her, you know, past connection that just pops up and it, it threw me off. But seems like a weird situation, though, where years ago before, well, maybe not years ago, maybe I don't, it's comic book time, but before everybody loves Ivy was going down in Tom King's run, the gardener came to town because she realized that Poison Ivy was acting erratic and bad shit was going to go down. And she was warning Batman. She's like, I hope I never have to come to this shithole place again because why am an eco terrorist? I don't play in the sandboxes of heroes and stuff like that. I stay on the sidelines. That's why you never heard of me. But also, let me tell you my story, because I am Dr. Bella Garten. I don't know if you know this, but my father was a military man. My uh, mother, I, I want to stop you a second. Just a second. She doesn't tell Batman that. That's another thing that gets me upset. She doesn't tell Batman that. She says, I don't tell I don't tell him my this. story, but the thing why, is, why is she, why are we getting it that way of, I'm not going to tell him this, but I'm going to tell you this. But it's, it's just like a couple things. Yeah. It, seriously. That is such a is, convoluted I, way I, to tell a it, backstory. It is a weird story because it is a very stylized way the art works to give you this whole kind of background to it. It, it doesn't hurt the story in my mind. It just doesn't make it very interesting, especially because we're just being told a thing with like a stylized pages and just putting together narration boxes of the, her telling us stuff here. And it's very boring. Yeah. But if she boring. actually sat down, like I said, she told Batman. That's obviously not true. But just imagine I'm in town. Hey. Let me tell you my entire story, Batman, even though you've never met me before. But you know who I am. You know who I am. I'm Dr. Bella Garten. I used to work with Pamela Isley. Exactly. It's funny. (laughs) But um, I used to work with Pamela Isley, Alec Holland, and Linda Holland. Jason Woodrow was our project manager. We worked all this different stuff. So it is tying her into that. But everybody went off and did their own things. She had an affair with Ivy. Then Ivy went off and started fucking Jason Woodrow. She's fucking everybody. But the big thing about the idea of his... She knew at the end, because when Poison Ivy became Poison Ivy because of what Jason Woodrow did to her to become the character that we know her to be, she became a bit more erratic and was getting more and more erratic. And Dr. Bella Garten, the gardener, she saw this and knew, holy shit, she's going to keep on doing this stuff. She's not going to become human anymore. She might even die. The idea that when she comes back to her years later and pretty much falls asleep on her couch for a second or something like that, like, you know what? I love this Pamela Isley. I want to keep the best parts of her because she's going downhill fast. I better pull out my Cerebro freaking headset to freaking download her best parts of her mind that I can then turn into a seed and plant into the ground. So we have our naive eye view. I'm like, you, what? I, I, well, first off, I'm sitting there. I'm like, 
the plan is this. I'm going to get all the good parts. So I'm I'm worried that she's going to go bad. So I'm going to take all the good parts from her. Hey, she's going to go real bad, but then I'll have the good parts. But Even the thing that, is, I don't know if she took it or just copied those. It seems like you would have to because she doesn't have them. I mean, they say she's not whole in the whole fear state. So you end up where she took them and planted them, and they'll be there later. It's just no, no, I'm it's saying a the thing is, in way. fear state, though, she's like, you know, she's that remade version after Heroes in Crisis and stuff like that. Yeah, but this is this is. I think they're even not even going with Heroes in Crisis here. Well, I don't talk about think that because that's where that. she died. Now I'm saying she. They're more going with the everyone loves Ivy for this through this whole well, that deal. Led to, that led to Heroes in Crisis, though, and why she was yeah, there. Yeah, but and I'm died. saying that that's all that they're really pointing on here. The idea that she was going to go crazy, she ended up controlling people, and she says that I don't ever get the idea that they're going more than that. Except that I got a piece of her implanted so that later we can have. The naive RV that got captured and used to make drugs. I mean, I, I really don't think that this is that tied into most of the current continuity more than it was in the beginning. Well, the reason of she it. do this because she knew that if she kept going down this path, that it was going to end up killing her, and she wanted to make sure that Ivy lived on the best parts of her. Yeah, again, though, but it didn't seem like that ever really was played out in this. I don't ever remember a point where they're like, and then she got in this thing with Heroes in Crisis and died. It seemed like this was able to kind of save her, and then they used that with this. I'm not even getting the idea that they're even pointing to Heroes in Crisis at all in this. And so with that... I understood because that's where she died. No, I, but I'm saying they never said she died in this. They they talk about the idea that she knew that she was no, going to keep dying if she went she like this. No, she she might die because she's going like that, and that's why I had to get rid of it, but seemed like that was like the cause and the solution. Never really said, okay, and it was glad, I'm glad I did that, because then you would have to bring it back, and it, it doesn't make sense if she ended up using the separate. She just says, I took that, and then it got captured and used. And now I have to combine them. I don't. I think that you're putting more because in this one story, this one scene that you see her laying there, dead, bleeding out, kind of thing, and then you see her reborn, like she was at the end of Heroes in Crisis, to give you that weird skinless looking Cenobite poison ivy look. Yeah, but the narration of that is still talking about when she emerged from Woodrow's experiment. Her only meta human ability was. It's it's not telling you that this is where Heroes in Crisis, we don't see it. This is just going with what she did with Woodrow and this experiment, and then she just became more of a plant-based thing than a human, and it was the experiment that did it. No, I'm saying later on, towards the end no, of the I'm issue. No, I'm looking at the thing where it looks like she's, she's bleeding, bleeding out. she's bleeding out, dead, yeah, and then it's reborn. doesn't look like she's bleeding out that much. See, I guess you have that there, but it, it doesn't spell it out as much. But then even then, then it wouldn't make sense for her to be reborn Without that deal. and it, Well, that was the weirdest part because we have, you know, we're making the best parts of Ivy. Somehow the gardener has an ability to make a seed out of these these mind movies that she's downloaded or something like that. But the idea when you get the heroes in crisis and like, you know, Poison Ivy knew herself that she was going to die and then imprinted herself on a rose that then became her after the Flash touched it with like, you know, speed force energy. I'm like. That doesn't make any goddamn sense to me either in order for, like, for this to work out with the other thing. Like, none of these of these resurrection ideas really work for me because, yes, Dr. Bella Garden, she can make these weird predator plant hybrid kind of things that have, you know, dogs go around as plant dogs and they eat rats and shit like that. But the idea that she can make a seed out of memories that can make an entire woman who's poison ivy for the most part, just a really nice version. Like, I don't know how you get from one area to the other. I, I still think it's a misplay because you end up having her say that when she dies and you see that you do see like that as not as sexy a death as we were originally going to have with the clay man deal. But it says. 
But what is death to a woman whose mind is imprinted on every plant in the radius of hundreds of thousands? You know, the whole deal. She will grow again, but she will grow colder, harder. Trauma affects that. Well, she gets that other seed after that. She ends up going then after that to get that seed in the next page. And I guess maybe she's thinking of that ahead of time, but still. I, agree. I think this happened like this happened before that she ended up you dying. You end up having the same exact thing that happened in Heroes in Crisis, but now that seems like it's a new thing here. You ended up having, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all this convoluted deal. And the, the thing, again, though, it's hardly about the gardener. You, you don't learn anything oh, no, except at the beginning. The, not, not where Naive Ivy came from, which I do appreciate because I wanted to know this whole story. It's kind of lackluster. I like that we have this here. Like Dr. Bella Garden, where she goes back and gives the her background and who she is. Like We don't see her doing a lot of eco-terrorism as she has gone off and trying to make the world a better place through which her mind is. Not as extreme as Ivy, but still, I don't know, fucking around with her plant dogs. It seems weird, though, because I like the stuff that's happening here. We're tying her background to the post-crisis Ivy secret origin and seeing where this naive Ivy came from and just making sure that the continuity works for where she was before with Everybody Loves Ivy and the heroes in crisis to this. It's just not as compelling as I wanted to be. As we're talking about this, though, the problem is this is like a clown hunter issue that's all about Robin. This is a gardener issue. This issue is people are buying it as a secret files gardener issue. And you get jack shit about her except telling you Ivy stuff for fear state. You you don't get anything with the character. Yeah, you get, okay, I was born here. I ended up going and being raised in Germany. But you get nothing. The, the whole thing that comes down for me is that this is a dupe. You're not getting anything about this character that is really substantial that anybody later will know anything about her except for that she ended up being the one who got the naive well, idea tying her into like you know poison ivy again you know, but that's like, and you say that but again that's tying into the poison ivy deal where james tynan all he does is try to elevate characters by piggybacking on other no, people's no, I agree. stories it, just, it lets you know a little bit more because the idea of the characters you have in that program at the time with jason woodrow the pharaonic man alec holland who would become swamp thing point like pamela eyes who become you know poison ivy and stuff like that she is along these kind of ideas of these people with it, like, you know, how smart they but are. Everything and what their field with of research that is, is, I was there when Woodrow did that. I was there when Alec Collin and his wife did that. There's nothing that she was really doing except at one point was smooching with Ivy. Well, that at the point she saw what was going, you know, after Alec and Linda left and stuff like that, she realized that Woodrow was taking things too far and Poison Ivy was following him down his path and she left herself. But again, it just, like I said, at the end, if you were just somebody who, thought you liked the guy i don't know why anybody would be necessarily gardner fans because you never really saw anything of her anyway but if they were like oh well i'm not really reading fear state but i want to know about you know gardner you're going to learn more about ivy and how the setup is for fear state than actually have a gardner issue uh because he never took the time to explain the ivy stuff so he ends up forcing in here as he's leaving and it just threw me off it threw me off the idea that we barely got anything that was Gardner by herself. It was always tagged into somebody else. But to explain Ivy, I mean, this was all about well, even Ivy. The, the inception of the character when she's first out there, like, here's a secret files on this character. But when she first came out, all she was was a copy, weaker version of Ivy for the most part. And we even see that through her backstory. All she wants to talk about is she's a hanger on her. Yeah. I just don't know why you just, and really, get rid of the Gardner because we hardly knew ye. And really go and deep dive into just Ivy and have Batman say go to the, you know, Queen Ivy. Let's figure some things out. Let's see what's going on. This is just to have somebody at the last second of, oh, this is how that seed 
was, oh, yeah. even though we kind of went with it. We didn't get an explanation, but we were going with the idea of, like you said, at the end of Heroes in Crisis into the Harley and the Ivy. You just needed a little more explanation in the I'm book you, itself. That worked so well in my mind for what you had with the Apex Lex like gift that he gave Ivy with the super fertilizer and whatever and stuff like that. Seemed like it would work in really well. To introduce an entire new character, force her background into something to say, this is a seed. Oh, what happened to seed? Oh, yeah, the thing about that. The magistrate went and got it before I could. He used to make drugs. I'm like, what a weird thing. Well, like, there was a weird thing, too. There was a point where, like, really, if, it, if it's Eric Shea getting his, you know, comeuppance, or not comeuppance, but druthers, like, you could have tied this into the War of the Green stuff you want set up, but even in this, the it kind of pushes it away that. from that. Like, no, oh, I it's did not, not even talk green. about it in it's... the Batman, though, because even at the end when you have Queen Ivy and Naive Ivy go together and she seems like, I'm getting rid of most of my power to save the squeaker here. I'm like, well, there goes my War of the Green. <laughs> and even then when you end up having Ivy start to change and go, they really kind and kind of hints at the idea. It's not necessarily the green. It's more of the pheromones and this it's a different connection and i'm not going to get into that because well, I it's can't. a force connection kind of thing for how it works out with the pheromones and what jason woodrow did to her and like i'm telling things it's a lot of the lines like the way it was almost presented to agree like you know not as attack like but you know the uh the poison ivy origin in the batman and robin movie it's kind of closer than you think it seems like for how she's made but she is you know a plant being now that's what jason woodrow made her in the being she has a connection to the green she's not an avatar but she has that yeah. connection I, I thought that it even kind of and i was trying to find the spot there was just a line that made it even seem like well listen she's not really anything with the green it's something a little different it's something a little more you know superficial than that it's not just that she that, can though. tune into it she can just do things with the plants because of what woodrow did which that's fine, but I wanted more of a connection to the green, the way things Just have been think working. think about that, though. John Glover played Jason Woodrow in that Batman and Robin movie back in, like, what, 98 at that point. He's played Lionel Luther, and he has played the father of Dr. Savannah for DC Comics. Like, he has a hell of a DC background right now. He plays probably even more than I'm not thinking of. But for some reason, just thinking back at that J- Jason Woodrow, Dr. Woodrow part of that, I'm like, that was John Glover, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at it, and her, is this it? Uh, her pheromones could do that. I, I was looking, there was just something weird that it just gave me this little inkling like, ooh, you didn't want to go that extra step. You're kind of pulling back a little with it and kind of going with the idea. I suggest everybody go back and check out that Secret Files in the 80s kind of thing that Neil Gaiman wrote to make a new version of Poison Ivy for a new Earth One world because it's pretty cool and it works around that it's still in continuity here to this day. Yeah, and then again with an extra character. Because Tynan, you know, okay, I'm doing this. I'm Kind of telling a Gardner story, but more of an Ivy story. So I better get people on board. Let's have them smooch again. We get the second smooch of the All section right. there. And that's just then. I don't kiss mind. And kiss and I don't I mind the idea of, uh, you know, hey, they helped who they wanted to. But even then, when they're driving and throwing the money, that seems so much like it was out of that Ivy Harley miniseries that oh, we was. ended up. Oh, no, not that one, but like the, like the original kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm saying Love even that like looks that. like what they were going with. Remember that when they were driving around doing their nonsense in yeah, that? Yeah, this, this is even more of a callback to Matt, like, you know, Paul Dini stuff. Oh, yeah, stuff. I don't think that, you know, Tynan really cares much about any of the other stuff since then. So, like you said, you do have, and you're right. You do have the that dead hits. deal of the, and that's not a great, that's a greatest miss, but you still have a little Heroes in Crisis because you mentioned that, but that is the trigger of, okay, I got to get her, you know, deal and whatnot. So, all right. Well, at the end, though, again, if you're here for the gardener, I think that you're going to be disappointed. You're not going to get much more of a character that in this, I don't think that she needs to carry on. 
and I was hoping that this would give me more of, okay, she's not just Ivy Light or whatever she doing is. this, and that's all she is, and it doesn't do anything to even try to make it any different. In fact, it gets worse with the connection that she has well, I with agree. her. I'm you, when you find out her background, it's just, oh, she totally is just The only Ivy thing Light. I can you think now. of, she could become a villain. She could become somebody or at she least where, already is. well, it, Ivy should be real pissed at her and get like, what, what the hell are you doing? I mean, this is, again, somebody who, while you were sleeping, violated you and took part well, of you away. She kind of brought it up in Batman. Yeah, well, I'm saying I, I'd be real pissed off if I were her. Uh, but with all of that, what did you give it? Well, that's the thing. It's if you really get pissed off at her, if it wasn't for that weird thing where she did imprint herself in that rose that she gave to Harley, who then threw it off the Gotham Bridge and then Flash fucking grabbed it for whatever reason and sparked it all up and she was reborn, this really would have been the way for her to be reborn. Thank you, Gardner. Like, you know, she thought ahead a little bit, but I ended up giving this whole thing a 6.5 out of 10. I'm going to clone you and put you in my basement in case you die and then you could live on. Eh, you wouldn't care, right? No. Well, not your basement. No, but the whole thing is, uh, the idea of this, it's very disappointing if you wanted more of that whole thing, but all the callbacks and making this character feel like she does belong here, I think these were good moments to pretty much tell anybody out there who doesn't know what the continuity of Poison Ivy is, to let them know that she was there in the background every step of the way, and explains away how we have two Ivies, while I would have liked it in the main book and had been done more with it. At least I got it to a degree, and I thought the art, the way it was stylized, looked good. I just wish it was presented in a in a it was pretty less boring, boring way. Right? Yeah, it was boring. I I don't give it any credit because it's just retelling a Neil Gaiman origin deal and then just tacking it on like he does with everything. And so, if you wanted to know the Gardner, you almost end up. This is Forrest Gump. You end up seeing the movie. For, oh my God, he was there with JFK. Then I didn't I know that. Movie. Like I do too, but that's all this is. You might as well have had if this was a movie. She would be digitally put into scenes. Oh my God, she was there all along. Oh my God, look at that. And so I, I can't give it much credit with that because you just go back to show Ivy, Ivy. Everything we say is Ivy. Yet this is Secret Files, the Gardener. And at the end, I, I thought that it was just so that when people say about Fear State, well, we never had that. Oh, yeah, we had it in this last second. And it thud. But uh, I'm giving it a 5 out of 10, just a regular 5 out of 10. But I was pretty bored with it throughout the way that it was presented because it's Tanya just wanting to give you information at the last second. He's not going to have much time to really present it as, you know, a story that he can develop. He just needs you to get information. He's going to give it through narration boxes as he's wont to do at times. And I thought it was just boring as well. But that is the end of the first section of books. We're done with the fear state, kind of. Kind of. Omega, we Not have really. a couple weeks. But, and that'll be a Patreon-only show because that's an annuals week. Just a little wink, wink. But we're going to go off right now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Yes, I need Eric Shea, and he is with me here to go through the mail. We have one mail from our man, J-Man. If you want to join J-Man in mailing us, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. He is busy birthday partying. 
Ericus J-Man says, hey, Jim, what's up, Eric? What's up, J-Man? Today is my birthday, and it is Happy today. Birthday. You sent this so far. I am doing a lot of housework. I celebrated my for wife's your last family. night. Yes. Yeah, really. You celebrated for us all. Wife's family is, except Jess, coming this afternoon to celebrate. So he ended up sending this. He's cleaning up. His wife's family is coming for the birthday party. They better come with some awesome presents. Better. So what do you, uh, what do I have to celebrate other than getting older? DC Comics solicits, Eric. That's what he's excited about. It seems as though DC tends to have five to nine titles monthly that are club bangers. And the rest range from mediocre to total trash, he says. Here's my list of the nine titles. Luckily, you won't have to go broke getting everything. Yeah, really, unless you like Detective Comics. Because that's every week now. That's crazy. I don't know that he'll put that down. February of 2022, he says, these are the bangers, Sarah. The bangers. And MASH. You're MASH. So could we be like a crime-fighting duo, bangers and MASH? That's and a terrible freaking duo. Love. No, that'd be cool. I'm Johnny Bangers. And Johnny you're, Bangers. You're Stevie MASH. You have a, a really tough backstory. You were raised on the streets. And they didn't know your name, but you ended up always crapping your pants with the mash back there. They're like, what's up with that dude? I'm just doing mash mash over here, calling myself Hawkeye. Yeah, you're Radar (laughs) O'Reilly. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, You're more of a BJ Honeycutt, if you ask me. Dark Knights of Steel, he says. Boom. He loves the Dark Knights of Steel. He's also enjoying Deathstroke Inc. It's it's a weird title, but I don't hate it. Um, I I don't hate it, but I need something more for me to get involved with it to see that we're not just going to go to fantasy island with cheetah that's what it Look, seems the next issue is i know that's the next issue i don't want to deal with that but it is what it is and i'm not going to yeah. hold the entire series i know like I just, no I'm, I'm accountable I for one issue <laughs> and there well we had two issues and i didn't really get much of those two we usually go with the idea you give it three so hopefully there'll be something for me the robin book he likes i do it's too i do like that justice league incarnate yeah, we'll see. That's good. We haven't had well, no, we haven't had an issue yet. So we oh, have no, to for wait some for reason that. we haven't had it. But I, when we say just so we can card, I was you thinking of think the Infinite of Frontier. The Infinite Frontier. I'm hoping that that's as good, even though I that, like that. kind of it, it kind of ended out, with a little fizzle, but I liked it, it continues. So okay, uh, Batman. All right, All right we have Joshua again. There's a lot of things here, though it. that are you know up in the air. I don't know yet. I couldn't call them bangers until I get at least one issue of it. Suicide Squad, Eric, we do like. like. Batman the Night, that's not out yet. The hell is is, that? That is a Chip Sadarsky Batman book that's coming out, so we haven't had an issue of that yet. Again, there's a lot of of these. I still can't say bangers until I read the first issue at least. Blue and Gold, which you'll hear, I'm kind of down on that book. I'm not really that excited about it. I could write a hell of a Blue and Gold issue. (laughs) You were really, you know, wowing my butt cheeks, Eric. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, and also you had some good ideas <laughs> about blue and gold. I mean, seriously. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and World of Krypton. I, I should have the queue up. That's a banditti deal. Beal, beal. I don't uh, look forward to that, uh, but I hope it's good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, legitimately, that seems like a book that we're going to have to debate if we're going to be talking. <laughs> if there's a lot of books that week, I can see that one falling off, but we'll. We'll probably be covering it, but I'm not really looking forward to that either. There's a lot. Again, the bangers here are a lot of things that are, He's you know. He's not a guy, though. They're pretty much, uh, you know, they're mysteries wrapped in an enigma. We'll have to see what's going on with those. And that's probably the thing that, in my mind, 
the idea that is telling there that half or if not more than half of these books that he says he's looking forward to whatever are books that haven't come out yet. So that Look, I don't know that Jay Man's a time on. traveler. No, he may be, but he's not putting Teen Titans Academy on this or oh, yeah and, and, and seriously and though the, the man might be a time travel but he would also have decent taste yeah, yeah he, he has some taste you know call me when you got class there um when you end Why? up having all that you know, just because i like a classy fella okay um i actually am looking forward to the mary marvel books so, so do i i'll throw that in so maybe i'm looking forward to some things too so take that jay man he says yeah, also, J-Man. he says i'm really missing peter j tomasi on superman titles all right that's that's yeah. It's been yeah. a long time a lot, now. I mean, a you'll get over it pe- eventually. A lot of people ended up like really upset, and I think it was more about the idea that Bendis took the books over than what we were actually getting. Because when I look back and think about some of the Tomasi stuff, it really wasn't hitting that hard. It there was, was some okay. fun stuff in there, though. It was okay, but you ended up, you know, you were, you know, a stick in the mud when they took the, the Cancer Kids to the moon. I mean, you really showed your true well, It wasn't there. a good issue. Yeah, it was just and, and freaking also like, we you know, ended up having hey, that. I'm going to give you some, like, appeal here that's going to really tug on the heartstrings, but little else. We didn't the road trip stuff. No, I mean, awful. a lot of people did, but, you know, there were some ups and downs there. Uh, it what says, about it Frankenstein like, taking on that alien? Yeah, yeah. It feels like the only way I can enjoy any of the other titles not listed above is if I look at the pictures and don't read any of the words. Like I'm watching some Telemundo soap opera. I like those. Yeah, we used to watch that one. Sexy. Uh, it was called Rebel Day. We, okay. I, I, I've seen probably every episode of Rebel Day. I don't know what the hell was going on, but there was the, the sexy guys and gals going around smooching. All right, that's all I know. Sometimes that's all you need. I'll and there was you. A, there was an uh, older woman that was like the mom of one of the girls that you ended up having Bud, my old boss, say. He just called her Hot Mom. Uh-huh. And he would say, hey, you guys, tell me when Hot Mom comes. <laughs> we yelled her, Hot Mom's on. And he'd come running out and look at her and then walk back at the office again. Uh, hard but yeah, with the television working. on mute. We didn't put it on mute, though. It would just be on. We'd just walk around watching it. Anyway, I have to get back to work on my birthday. It's birthday. Happy birthday, Keep Jay, up man. the good work, and I'll see you in seven. That's Jay. Man from Half Moon Bay, so yes, happy birthday, J-Man. And yeah, it's good. There's always going to be something that you look forward to coming up. I mean, we like these characters, so when you end up in... I, I like Chip Zdarsky. How dare you? So the Batman, the Knight, I don't know that I need another Batman book, but that's an alternative if something else isn't hitting. Is a seven-issue thing? I don't know. I was actually... I think it might be Black Label, if okay. I'm not mistaken. But even so... I was thinking when I said I should have looked to see if it was night. seven <laughs> issues. It probably is. It, it probably is the deal. We'll, the Dark Knight we'll shows going on. Up. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to. DC see. announces Batman the Night, a ten-issue exploration ten. of Bruce Wayne's origin. So you know what? I don't fucking need another origin story of Batman yeah. and or yeah, Bruce no. Wayne. Ten issues too. Yeah. Holy moly. Ah, yes, but that's Jane on Happy Bay. Happy birthday, Jane, man. We'll see. Eric's already not looking forward to, and you're not really smitten with, you know, Chip Zdarsky as much as I, I don't know him very so. well, but just well, the I'm idea saying, here. It's not like a, a must buy to you. I, I already Chip have Zdarsky. year one. I was already pissed off when Scott said and said, I'm not going to do year one. I'm doing zero year. I'm like, you can go yeah. fuck yourself. But Eric, you already, Holographic bats. you already had Neil Gaiman's secret origins, but then we got the Gardner. See, maybe they the can thing. give you something else. Maybe it was a whole callback, not a redo. Right? Well, maybe this is a 10 issue callback. That's a lot of issues for a callback. That'd be crazy. Maybe they'll they'll mix. Let me tell in, you about how the Batman became the sudden, fucking pearls are just gonna just, fall every I'm ten issues. You, all it is is when he goes off the train, we get to see Ghostmaker now. I'm like, yeah. oh my god, it works. 
<laughs> oh my goodness gracious! But we'll see. We'll see when it comes out. But hey, everybody, that's okay, the mail. Probably come uh, up back. Thank, thank you, Jeremy. He's like, hey, I, I wonder what he's going to do with that. That does sound like again. People argue, hey, there's too many bad. When you start doing redos of redos, then you start a having some problems. A ten issue right? exploration of the origin of Bruce Wayne. We're just going to have to watch his parents. Well, fuck. you. Well, that's the thing. You said Bruce Wayne, not bad. I know. So maybe that's what the we less do exciting get. version. <laughs> exactly. Just a little kid running around. Daddy, can I play the chess? Oh, Daddy, you don't pay attention to me. That's my Bruce Wayne. I don't care for your Bruce Wayne. Do you like Bruce Wayne? That's him at two and a half. I used to until you started talking about him. Daddy, please, I need the milks. That's what he says when he's hungry. I don't like the Alfreds, eh? What's going on with the Alfreds? I don't know why it's changing. (laughs) See, this is what happens. He's evolving. I end up, I should write this. By the end, he's like, hello, evolving. What's going on with the fish and chips there, Alfred? I don't want the cucumber sandwiches, you assholes. Oh, what's your language, young You're Bruce Wayne? You're an entire country. <laughs> Holy moly! You shouldn't be cussing like that. You'll get a spanking on your hiney. Use will. Hey, go screw yourself, Albert. Like, hey, use. Right? I'm like, You're still putting Philly in there. <laughs> yeah, I can. Hey, you can take the Philly from me, but you can't take the Philly from me. Hey. Oh God, we're all so <laughs> fucking dumb around here. Oh my God, that's that's the problem. Hey, Alfred, why don't you go get me one of them cheesesteaks, eh? All right, hey. young Bruce, how about <laughs> well, I get you, you now? What the hell's going on with Yins? Now he's from Pittsburgh. It's yins, yeah. I don't need the damn green peppers. That's not the Philly cheesesteak, Alfred, you son of a bitch. And he's like, hey. What was up with you then? Now this Alfred's changed too. Hey. How would you like? I saw a thing the other day on Twitter. I think it was on Twitter at least, but it was a a green pepper, like a stuffed green pepper no. full of cheese and uh, Philly cheese, like you know, steak. Okay, I, I see. That's a different thing. I might go with that. There. It's it's a stuffed pepper though, but with those items. Hey, Alfred, why are you getting me this this jersey here from the Eagles? I ain't liking no Wilbert Montgomery. I don't know. <laughs> we showed them. <laughs> See, he got him a retro deal. He wanted something new. Where's the Jalen Hurts effort? Oh, Bruce, I went to the discount store. How do you think we got so rich? Whew, that is good. Where's Chips and Dars? Get him on the phone. Eric, I think I have something for him. I, I didn't like the Carson order. Wentz jersey. Alfred, you son of a bitch. He's on the Colts, you asshole. Hey. I also have last year's loser of the Stanley oh. Cup, but it's the winner. Yay! Oh, I just spilled my coffee, Eric. The Good. end. Good. That's what you get for that. Thanks, J-Man. J-Man's to blame. But with all no, of that. Yes, he is. <laughs> J-Man's to blame. I, I, all mail goes to J-Man now. But hey, thanks, J-Man. Happy birthday. That was, that was my present. <laughs> That's my present. It comes with a receipt. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you can't return that. Who would ever take that back? <laughs> Maybe me when I Hopefully edit you. this out, right? I will take it back. Hey, I love you, Alfred. Thanks a lot, there, Bruce and boys. There you go. The end. And scene. We'll see if Chip Zdarsky picks up on that with his, you know, exploration of a young Bruce Wayne who just watch. wants a Jalen Hurts jersey for Christmas. But that is it for the mail. We're going to be back right in a second with some more books. Let me tell you a little bit about Batman, the audio adventures from HBO Max. Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, 
But beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. Join the Cape Crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. Starring Jeffrey Wright as Batman and a who's who of incredible Saturday Night Live alums, this rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas, includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossy and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. So go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman The Audio Adventures only on HBO Max. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair, blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just average shape. Looking for a star screen or maybe a hubcap, spends all his money buying all that crap. Well, that's just Ah, oh, yes, Eric, I need that song to relax me a little as we go into the next bit of books. I don't need to be doing scenes or voices, right? You know what I mean? You yeah, know what I'm I saying? <laughs> you want to hear me do my French voice? Hello, love. Here we go, Eric. We're going to jump right into it because we have three books here, two which I think you want to marry. We'll, we'll find out. We'll What's find that? out. Well, we'll find out if the marriage is still on. I think that you were engaged to both Aquaman and the Becoming and Nubia. Hopefully, they don't find out. You know what I mean? That would I'm cause some problems. <laughs> yeah, really. You are. Uh, I, oh, I thought you meant your waistband. Does that make sense, sir? Is this on? Aquaman and the Becoming number three is our first book up in this section. Eric's written by Brandon Thomas. Art by Scott Koblish. Wade Von Graubadger. Who sounds like one cool dude Adriana sure Lucas, Alex Gumeres, and and World Design. While I wasn't a huge fan of the last issue, this one sets up some of the family drama I expected, but I expected it from the Black Manum book. <laughs> this is actually the exact <laughs> thing that I said, but in like a reverse way, but because of that, I think that it's intriguing, and I like it because as I say right now, Eric and my Eisner are winning blurb that will continue. Brandon Thomas is doing an interesting thing here. Trying to balance out both sides of Jackson's family, which is hard when you have Black Mana in the picture. So I think that that's actually pretty cool to give the mom side of the thing something to do as well. Not just, hey, Zebel, whatever. But you end up having both sides there. And also we get some cool Justice League info. I did think that the issue did drag at, at bits and parts of it, but... I think that I'm back on board the ship, Eric. See, nautical things with that. I think that I am, you know, kind of, okay, let's go with this. And I see what's happening now, now that the Aquaman book has been announced and what that is going to be. I see that this becoming is more of a setup of the family deal to get into that book, as well as the Black Mana doing things to kind of give you more information of Black Mana. I like this book way more than the Black Mana book. Um, in this though, like I said, it felt like maybe it was dragging on a couple pages too long. You end up having at the end the reveal, you're waiting for this reveal of the sister, seeing who it is before. And it just kind of, it went like a page or so too long in my mind. But other than that, 
I didn't. I didn't mind this. I like I seeing this is the a protocol bit down from what we had in the first and second but issue. I though, like because this better than last issue. Almost, it's not even. And here's the thing: before you go, and I, I agree with you, but in the way that I couldn't get a grasp of what last issue was. Now that I kind of see what this series is leading to, I might have to go revisit last issue because remember, I said I just want Jackson. I want Jackson. Now I see that it is the whole family. And not just, you know, the becoming of Jackson. But you go on because I, I do I know what you're gonna say and whatnot. Not know what you're gonna say, or because you're an enigma to me. But what were you gonna say? Well, this is the idea, it seems like well, you know, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner and like, okay, where do we go from now? Because last time we saw that Jackson went to Mara and he was giving a Justice League, you know, teleporter. And when we have this here, it's like, okay, why doesn't he just get to the Justice League? Oh, it's it's kind of broken. So he's first going to go to Happy Harbor, that original sanctuary cave that they had there. And then he's going to have to try to rebuild it because Atlantis is still hot on his trail somehow. And even the idea is Yeah, like, that's the I, weird part. I got to fix mind. this because I need to get to the, the Titans Tower in San Francisco. I'm like, why don't you go to the Titans Tower in New York where all the Titans would be and not the dishe- this disheveled old Titans Tower that's freaking like... The he doesn't want to bring gets, the, the thunder to the man. This is backup. You need the backup because even this whole idea when he finally gets to like where he needs to go in his mind, he's then immediately ambushed and they're waiting for him. No, not they, but his sister in, you know, Atlantean armor. I'm like, why did we go all through the stuff with Jackson when it really didn't go anywhere? Yeah, and that's where I said that it did kind of but for some reason, seeing the stuff with his sister, and I, I kinda I didn't mind. I know it's, again, it's just fan service, and it's really done in an odd way. Brandon Thomas has a weird way of writing things where you can see what he's trying to do, but then he tries to twist and turn it a little too much. And then, like you said, you set up the idea that he goes with the, you know, deal, uh, the transporter. And when he ends up in Happy Harbor, like, how do they know he's there? How are they going there? That's the thing that I thought was forced more like, oh, my God, I'm here, but I, I don't have time. I got to go. They're invading you. Oh, geez. And so you end up, but I like seeing the purple deal. He ends up getting ray, healed, getting the purple ray, yeah. right? You have that. And he's well, sitting even there. That, when we have the whole idea that we go to Happy Harbor, which is a staple in DC Comics, but in the continuity, which I guess the Steve Orlando's run of Justice League of America was kind of ixnayed completely out of because, and we saw that it was going to be the foundation or the Justice Foundation we had there and do different things because even there, the, the, we've seen it in between there, like, you know, recognize, like, you know, brought back up and we said the same things. But like, what happened to all that because the mountain was destroyed? But here it's back to what are you? I guess that's just death metal. Must be death metal reborn. It must be. And at that one point, if people weren't aware, you were going to have this foundation run by Vixen through the Happy Harbor deal where they were going to go and solve the problems that most. It's almost like what John's doing now, almost yeah. in the whole Son of Kal El, where they were going to go and try to solve the problems that most superheroes. Yeah, they were supposed to, and that's what it would have been called. It never happened. Um. But yeah, like that, you end up, I thought that it was okay, but then you have to tie in the idea where Mara and Aquaman kind of did this, and they ended up having this, you know, jumps to different places. And I think that maybe Brandon Thomas thought this was a little more clever. I thought that it was neat enough to see these places, but it that's where I'm saying things go like a page too long. Because even like, the idea where we're going to have this fun, and even be shown a map, how he has to take these little, like Detroit. <laughs> we have to have these little mini jumps because the transmitter is damaged. He can't teleport directly where he wants to. So he has to make these little jumps from like Happy Harbor to Teen Titans, like the Roy Harper Academy, over to Je- Justice League Detroit to the Flash Museum and all these different things, even Challengers Mountain and stuff like that. In order for us to get to this point where we have to have this fan service, notice what I'm telling you. 
I don't hate. I'm telling you, it's just a downer, a little bit more of a down issue, and it feels like a bit of padding. Why doesn't he stay at the Titans Tower East? I, I mean, don't know. Right, he's for right some there. Reason, right? He's going to the one on the west, and I have no idea why. Yeah, but a plan. the idea for us to get to this point, because we never saw it, is like, oh, we have to add in a flashback, because also, after he left Merrick, he was then attacked again by Atlanteans, and that's when it got hurt, and like they were damaged. And I'm like, you're doing a lot of backtracking here to get this whole thing going, and I'm not sure why you're doing it. I, I just think because overall, I think that the story is just set up to get to that Aquaman book. You're going to set up the family deal. You're you're getting the idea that there is some Zebellion separatist, the separatist. You end up having Mara, who is going to give this big speech and things like that. Everybody's concerned with Jackson, and I think that with that, I guess you just had some time to. To fill here, Eric, because you're jumping around, but then we end up, you know, like I said, you see that everybody's worried about Jackson, and he has people who love him and family well, members. Holloway, who was like a love interest we saw before from Zebel, who's sneaking into Atlantis to ask, you know, former Queen Mara, is Jackson okay? I heard all this shit was going down. What's up with this whole thing? Like, you know, Atlanteans versus Zebellians. Why is this happening right now? Is it because you have to make this grand speech or this whole kind of union of these two worlds that hate each other? Are you a target next? Is that what's going on here? And even the idea where we have this background where Jackson's mother, Lucia, is harboring like, you know, Zebellion refugees who have left their homeland and have gone to like and lived in Amsey Bay now. And she's also stocking weapons in case something bad goes down. Like, there's a lot of things going on here, but it's not really well defined in my mind because now it just seems like we are going to stop, you know, maybe assassinate Mara for this, but we just have Jackson as the fall guy. Yeah, and I guess there's maybe the setup is to try to get, you know, everybody off chasing Jackson so that they can do their own thing. But I don't know what their own thing is and whatnot. You kind of get at the end that you would be led to believe, oh, my God, it involves a sister and things like that. But I don't even think that's the case because I think that she goes on For some into reason, the what deal. we talked about when uh, the last issue of Black Mana where Devil Ray might be an illegitimate son of Black Mana that we never knew about, I find that more compelling than a secret sis- a Zebellion sister that his mother had before Jackson. I, I have to assume before Jackson, but she is the arch enemy here going to take out Jackson and the mother and stuff like that. And I'm like, for some reason, just her in Atlantean armor doing all this stuff in the background to try to pull out Lucia and, you know, frame Jackson as far as we know. It just feels less compelling. It than does, but Devil she Ray still has Black that Meta. MO. She's saying, you had it easy. You ended up being this thing where I got left behind and mom isn't exactly the greatest thing ever. It gives you more of that, I think, that you're trying to make. And really, this whole thing so far in this three issues is really more about Lucia and her more of a badass than we ever thought before. So I don't mind that. Uh, and I get you. I think that maybe the reason why I like this a little more. How did Lucia get to freaking Titans Tower in San Francisco? Hey, she got on some. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's some weird stuff she going on. on the other side she of the ended up disappearing and then she ended up. I don't know. But I get more Jackson here. And yes, maybe it's just him teleporting or whatnot. But I, that's what I was kind of missing last issue when you did a lot of even in this where they are talking about, well, how dare you put a tracker on one of our, you know, soldiers in uh, in Atlantis? And they're oh, talking to Mara. Yeah. And Mara ends up saying, well, he was going to interrupt Andy's sleep. I'm like, I don't think that's going to hold in court, Mara. I know that you used <laughs> to be queen. Like but really, I want to know what the court is like here because the justification of he was not going with my daughter's sleep schedule that's all she said she's like he didn't care about interrupting the sleep schedule so i figured i need to no that's not why 
You wanted to see what they knew about Jackson and what was going on. And even then when they say, hey, uh, you know, where were you? You disappeared. We didn't know where you were. And she doesn't answer. And like, okay, here we go. We're going to have that. But that, I, I didn't mind that. But last issue, there was a lot. And he does meander at points and ends up staying with scenes, which he does again. But even when you see, you know, the people in his, his kind of boyfriend, his friend being concerned, I like that. Oh, wait, I yeah. like to see that he's, you know, cons- it shows you that he's loved and, and things like that. I, and I like that part. But I also so I got do, that last issue when Maris are like willing to drop everything to make sure that Jackson is out of there and lie to all yeah, these people. I, and go just, I always stuff. go with Maris just doing that because freaking Arthur would be pissed. But this is more of like a, a friend beyond what we usually see beyond the Aquaman family type deal that he does have these connections, but also something that might be able to be used to kind of get him to do things. I mean, I think that they bring him up always so that we realize, okay, and I think he's going to get kidnapped, captured, held ransom, whatever, to get Jackson to come out here. Um, but yeah, overall, seeing that he has a sister, a hidden sister, I don't think now that we're going to get Devil as the brother, no, that'd be very so odd now. That was an upset, but I don't mind seeing We're just this a bunch and of having her mad and sisters yeah yeah that's basically the like, deal. like you yeah. i mean it is it's, it's your origin um but again you end up having this fight and it just kind of is extended him you know hey that's my mother my mother my mother well, no 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 it's my too. mother too because i'm guessing the whole thing when like you know last issue like we see a little flashback in this where bear is talking to lucia when she's in her weird like you know under the basement armory that she had in mc bay where so like Jackson did not tell me where he was going. I told him not to, but he's carrying a device that can be tracked here. I'm like, does everybody know about this Justice League, you know, teleporter that she gave him that can be tracked because the Atlanteans seem to be they tracking seem to that. know where he Freaking, is. You know, his sister, Delilah, his mother, but how does everybody get to the other end of the country? Because he is teleporting to the other side of the country. I'm like, that'll take a little time to catch up. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see she has more tech that she had there and, and needed to Maybe. get here and whatnot. Or you ended up having the sister guy but the whole deal is you know mom is kind of a terrorist herself you gotta Freedom find out what gym. she did and things well it depends on which side you're on eric but I'm on i did like the, i did like the art i oh, thought the that great. the art was really good and like i said at the end i do and it is a shame because i want to be right but i also i'm i'm with you the idea of devil ray and what he's doing seemed like more set up of having like a killmonger type thing. Well, I'm yeah, going to take everybody to, like, down. Take on the mantle of his father and one up the man who left him behind. And the thing is, that's, that's all speculation more intriguing, on right? That's more intriguing, though, of a sister coming and saying, Mom isn't what you thought, and I'm going to punch you and punch you and, and maybe get on each other's side going forward. Because, again, she isn't exactly, it seems like, the greatest of people. And so what's going to happen when and if the Atlanteans do show up, maybe they end up having to defend each other, all that stuff going down. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But what would you give it? And a very quick review, because really, it's an extended deal with not a lot going on. No, uh, but still, I got more Jackson. And it's the it reveal just... of the sister. And that's the whole thing. And for some reason, I just I didn't know it ahead of time. But I was just waiting for that helmet to come off and it'd be a reveal along those lines because it just seemed like it, it had to be that way. The way she was talking to Jackson. And then when Lucia shows up out of nowhere, it's just like, tell him the truth, Lucia. Tell him or I will. And it's like, I just kept waiting for them. Like, stop beating around the bush. Just get yeah, to it. Tell me what the yeah, hell's was, going on now, please. It was a little please. extended. It, it's just like the teleporting where, oh my, you went to Detroit. Oh, man. Like, here's a page, like two pages of just 
tell him we'll see it. Punch him in the face, tell him, or I will. Punch him in the face, tell him we'll see it. Admit it. The more you keep talking, my score's going down, Eric. I wanted to be positive with this because I did like seeing Jackson, but even the idea where, oh my God, I'm going to teleport these little jumps. Ooh, you could die in any, any one. And it's really going to hurt. But instead of seeing mostly that, you just get a map where it's like Indiana Jones where you're going. So you don't even get really the full effect of that either as he gets over to the West Coast. But uh, what would you give it? 6.8 out of 10. I mean, that's weird. That's exactly my score. I went down from a 7. I wanted to give it a 7, but you're right. It, it kind of meanders and it kind of has still really like some the, things the that series are not the way I like the idea of Jackson Hyde being featured in this because I like him as a character and I want to see more of him. Actually, even the idea where it's Aquaman to becoming, like we know from Future State that one day he will become the Aquaman and I want to see that transition of this character who's been in the the background for the most part for a better part of a decade ever since he was introduced in brightest day and not really have any kind of real starring roles or anything and we're, we're doing stuff but is it too much too soon with a here's a sister you never knew well, yeah like, well that's I don't because know shit about his mother that's the aquaman book that's yeah. it's about their family and with black manna black manna and him and their family coming together to be the book so that's what you know I, I kind of want to see what's going on there, but now I'm worried that these two series, Black Man, I don't know what the hell's going on over there. It hurts yeah, my head. and magical rocks and in shit. In this, though, I think it's just going to be set up, set up, set up, and then we go off to the Aquaman. I don't think that there's going to be much more than setting up these characters to join in on that. And again, a lot of things, and we talk about it, me and you butt heads and the things, I don't think anything of Future State because I don't think that we're ever going to get to that. I think that we're going to avert that by you know, the I mean, end that's a possible idea, though, future of jackson you know if, if he continues down the path he's on right now he will one day become the well, aquaman yeah, i mean and, and then andy will be aqua woman and uh-huh. you know, it's just kind of you know what happens to garth and all that but yeah i i don't really go with that but we're gonna Tempest? move to the next deal and yeah everybody's wondering what's up with him uh in the next book we have nubia and the amazons number two written by stephanie williams and vira ayala art by alisa martinez mark morales emilio lopez Alan Pasalacqua and Becca Carey. While Eric is going with this as his Wonder Woman book, after this issue, I am still searching for mine because while we get the Amazon Fight Club and a look maybe at the Big Bad, most of this issue was a walking toward meet and greet that was pretty boring to me overall. I checked the page count at least seven times. In this, I was bored. (laughs) It's not just reading. I mean, you you make that joke. This is a nothing issue. You the end up going, hey there, hey there, that, but you, you end up doing nothing. You end up having Nubia just on a horse going around saying, hey, how are you? All right, catch you later. Hey, how are you? I woke up this morning by myself. Would have been cool to have somebody. All right, I'll see you later. Hey, what about these new characters that we got introduced out of the Well of Souls? Yeah, we'll kind of see them in a fight club. Turns out that we were going to be wrong about this whole thing, too. We thought that Bio was going to be the champion, the next Doom's Doorway I Guardian because she, of everything. Like, but it seems that Andromeda was going to be the one that, like, you know, she was the warrior-esque kind of thing that was going to be proven to be the next Guardian. And if the, but things didn't, aren't really going to work out because the Doom's here. I turned to thrill. stone. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. You reveal that the big bad is Medusa. And she wants her head back, Eric. Such she's, a weird she's idea. For her head. We have Medusa's head being guarded on Themyscira. She is the entity that escaped Doom's doorway and took over the last you know, pseudo-guardian that we had. But the thing that's weird about this and really terrible, because 
every time she comes out, she needs to possess a host. And you do that steam comes out of her mouth and it enters into somebody else's mouth. And the person who she formerly, like, you know, had been inhabiting, they turn to stone. So every time you see Medusa take over somebody, you know, I'm like, fuck, that person's dead. Even if they're or possessed right now, they, they are try dead. to do something else. I, you know how things are. They're going to say, oh my God, the Well of Souls, they're back. I mean, they're going to do something at the end because some of these characters I don't think will be gone. But I think that the well, problem is... Well, of Souls is fucked up because we even have, you know, omens of, you know, Themyscira going down. And like, you know, the weird idea that we have here, too, with the, the omens of these animals and stuff like that. And like, they're in danger. And I think the animals represent the Amazons. So I'm like, well, that's a bit of a leap, but it's not good. I'm like, the whole idea that it's tied to Nubia because she was the last one to come out of the Well of Souls before it stopped, you know, working. And then now we have it back open again and the new souls are coming in and it seems to be all tied to Nubia, but I don't understand that connection right now just because we have reintroduced the Well of Souls. We're doing stuff with that, which is exciting. We do, we are doing a walking tour of Themyscira because I think like a lot of stuff that we have in the backup of Wonder Woman before we saw the Van Amigdal tribe and stuff like that. We really are just trying to show people what the current status quo of the Amazons around the world are and how their hierarchy and society works. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that from this. And what I get in this is a failed attempt at old Stephanie Williams and Vida Ayala to go through and try to introduce the various Amazons. Yeah. But with that, it almost feels like they think that people already know them and a lot of people won't. So you just name them and move on. You end up, oh, hey there. You know, this person, what are you doing? Oh, you know me, I like the library. All right, get back to that. Hey, what are you doing? Well, I'm going to go back to the lab and check that out. All right, thanks a lot. And it's just throwing names at some people who wouldn't know them. This would be the similar thing for people that if we had a Black Panther issue and you get beyond Shiri and Okoye, you start naming like, hey, they're this person. We don't know them. And if you don't, you're not really going to get a hard deal of, okay, I know that person now. I know that person. I know what they do. I know what they do. You know that, but that's like, all you know, this is. Penelope is the one who has these, like, the, the, the visions, the, the, the omen seer Again, and stuff like that. Again, you say that, but I don't think that many people, if they don't know that character going into this or have it, it's just a name thrown and attached to a person that really doesn't stick because if you would have quizzed me, I wouldn't have known. I would not have known. Oh, no, I would have said, I don't know. Me. Yeah, because and so I people, get like, more. These are characters it. who have been around for a long, long time, and they've been around. I have always struggled to try to remember all the different Amazons on the mascara because it is these things where we go back and like, yeah, we go Penelope back occasionally and then go. You know what I mean? I know the name Mala, but I wouldn't be able to say, okay, Mala does this, 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 and this, and this. And I think there's people who are worse off if they're just jumping into this. And I think that it's really too much of a just breeze on by. Almost like it's they want to introduce these characters, but think that people know them more than they do. And I thought by the end, it ended up being a lot of nothing, a lot of just yakety yak with each other. And basically the big thing, Medusa, that's intriguing. And that's interesting. I that. But other than that, I really thought that this issue was just nothing. It, it bored the shit out of me. Then we go and I'm, I'm already bored. And then we have to get that. What they do, you know, the page Victor where you're going to explain the Victor Circle. I'm like, okay, it's the Fight Club, it's Blood Sport, and even then, it just kind of what little momentum it had, it just boom stopped, and then we go into that, and I'm like, we, I, I don't really need. We this. have a place that the Amazons go because they don't have a lot of forms of entertainment on the island, but it's a place where you can get away from your day to day life and do a little like, you know, fight clubbing to a degree. Yeah, it's kind of like a 
an underground type exactly. thing, it's, you know? It's, it's fine. Like people know about it, but they don't talk about it because it's not something that's really, yeah. like, you know. It's not uh, sanctioned. It's exactly. not, you're not supposed to do it, but you're allowed to do it if you don't talk about it. You, but it's you know, such a weird idea where I'm going through this and looking at the way they're like, here's a wall of record holders. Princess Diana holds the record for the most ground submissions. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, Nubia holds the record for the most KOs. I want to know what an Amazon Fight Club considers a TKO. I don't know. that. Where's the judge there? Like, because I'm, Mala holds the record for most TKOs. So exactly. But who's calling this fight? I'm looking. I guess in my mind, the TKO might be that you get kicked out of the ring. You have that circle. Maybe they go with that. I don't, I don't know. know the for some reason that They're not allowed to talk about like, it. So I don't I know. I want to know what you're doing here. But it, it's, it's just like I said, it's a weird issue where I want to know more about the new girls that came through the Well of Souls. And you do get that a bit, but not enough in my mind because you're walking around a bit and saying, hey, what's up? Oh, my God. And you have Nubia trying to contact the gods. They come in. Hey, what do you want? I'm not really sure. I kind of just want you to tell me. Okay, well, when you realize what you need, what you want, come and call us again. We'll keep the line open. But in the meantime, here's a little boom. Here's a little trinket. And she even just gives that away to go get it studied because she doesn't know what it oh, was. Yeah, she it doesn't just, know what it is. It felt weird, though, for her to give it up. Like, they gave it to her to have, and maybe she might need it. But they're going to go figure out what the it is idea, and whatnot. The idea, though, when she is, you know, trying to call upon her matrons here for a little, like, wisdom, and the gods actually show up and it surprise her because you don't have the gods actually show up all that often because they're finicky fucking assholes. But when you have them show up, like, you can ask us three a single question. We'll answer no matter what it is. And she doesn't do it because, you know, she's a little bit overwhelmed. She did not expect the goddesses to show up here and say, hey, you want some help? Like, holy shit, did not expect it that. It gives you the so idea she's, she's not really used to being queen and having well, this no. power to call them down. gods show well, up. Well, yeah, I mean, you know? I'm saying, because they even come down queen of Themyscira. This is what we do, you know, and she she didn't think this was going to happen. I don't think in the whole deal, the, that part I don't mind because you get that deal of Nubia wondering, should I be queen? Like, I was a warrior. I was guarding the gate, and now I'm queen. I don't know because I didn't become queen because of anything except for like an offensive thing where she ended up saying that she was going to look at the head of Medusa and she ended up, okay, that was just to see if you do that. So she's, you know, not really down with the idea. Maybe I don't deserve to be queen. I like that, but yeah, you get these questions. She doesn't ask the question. I'm like, well, the thing is, I'm glad she doesn't because she is a, like, you know, showing the wisdom of being a queen and just not a, like a, a warrior as, as she perceives herself to be because I need her to make sure that she holds on to this to the end of this story. I can say, goddesses, how do I turn how my sisters back How the hell do I get stone? them back? Yeah, that's what you would think. Please do it. No, I love the way. idea. It's like they're like, oh, Queen of Themyscira, the three of us, you get one. Why one question? I, I just start yelling at them, and then they'd answer because, and then my that's question's gone. You got to watch out. You got to watch out. You're going to get a homer with a poo, and you're going to ruin it. Uh, but yeah, she gets this, you know, little tiger deal or panther. Deal I medallion. would say lion for whatever reason. That's what I thought. But on top of that, though, when we get to explore more of Andromeda and stuff like that, and her being one of the best warriors of these new Amazons that have come to the island and stuff like that, there's a weird bit where Nubia goes and, you know, takes her on because she's going to be holding her record. She wants to see how well you're doing. Don't get too cocky, kid, because Nubia's back in town. I'm going to kick a little ass, take some names and shit like that. Where there is a bit where it seems like in their prior life, because well, a soul has no really time or place situation. It's just at any given time, a soul who's been killed violently can come back and be a, an immortal Amazon. But it seems that in their lives previously, Nubia and Andromeda knew each other in their mortal life. And, and I Nubia know ended up training 
you know, Andromeda to fight at this point, it seems, in their regular life. And they go through that thing where she thinks, okay, I remember this. I, I think exactly. that I met it's her a weird before. Call, like, you know, a weird deja vu of things that they don't understand because for the most part, their minds are wiped of what they once were previously, except for, you know, maybe a violent act. Or yeah, the, idea of the thing about this is that that really doesn't intrigue me. Only because if you end up, yeah, I remember you. Oh, yeah, I trained you in Detroit. It really isn't that exciting to me that because we see what they did. She ended up seemingly being somebody who knew some, you know, self-defense and taught this girl because she ended up getting attacked one time and she was saved by Nubia. So but I the don't idea know. of them remembering their former lives, I think, is compelling. And I want to know where it's going, especially with Penelope's visions and omens of bad things in the future based on the idea of the Well of Souls reopening again. Again, like I said, if the just say the three of them remember their past, I don't think that's that intriguing. We see that this well, woman was tied together though, at some point. I know, but again, though I'm saying that at the end of this and they're like, oh, my God, the people who come through the Well of Souls. I don't even know if we're going to continue with it, if they just end up shutting it down because of the idea of these visions and things but just the idea that the women would remember their past lives and the abuse they took then that doesn't really do anything but for is me there in the a long higher run. connection though because these women seem to know each other during those and what made them come here at the same time stuff like that i want to know about yeah but they don't it's just newbie and this one girl i, I as just far like as we know i right said now. like i said i i really if you end up finding out that the amazons all come in with a connection as one of the other amazons i don't think that that does anything for me you'll just end up Hey, I remember you. You lived in New Jersey with me. Yep, we're here on Themyscira. We're Amazons now. I, I just that doesn't really do much for me story wise of what that would end up being a good story overall to carry on. And I if just, you remember these things as well, does that like you know ruin the way that you would be on Themyscira because you remember man's world and what it was like to be a part of that thing and not more of a blank slate that's just willing to be an Amazon to follow these rules and stuff like that because you remember a past life? The only life? thing that I think is maybe you would want to be more with like Ben and McD I don't know. Because again, they're there because of their abuse. They've been chosen because of that. They go there. If they remember the abuse, they're just going to, they're still stuck on an island. They're Amazons. They'll train to be Amazons. Maybe they'll want to go get revenge or something. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know why or what that makes you less or more of an Amazon well, or you I'm get cast about. aside. I just think that they're just going to remember because I think that in the story, they want these women to remember the abuse so that they can end up having that. Like, oh, I'm against man's world because of that and whatnot. But this all leads to what's going to be this big, you know, event, this trials of the Amazons as they go. Maybe it's just so that when they go and fight or connect with Ben and McDowell and the rest, they end up, you know, remembering the past and maybe want to go back or and that's something like that. That's the status quo that I want to know about. Yeah, I just, I in the end, I don't really feel that that's that intriguing overall for a story, especially because most of the time we're just dealing with Wonder Woman off in Manswell anyway and not really dealing much with the Amazons, but them remembering their past. I don't know how much that intrigues me uh, a, as a whole. But now, and with you that, you too, don't have a Wonder Woman book because you're not a real big fan, but if you had to choose out of all the different Wonder books that we have out there, which one would be your Wonder Woman book? I, I'd probably... Would it be Wonder Girl? No, I'd probably use that Wonder, Wonder Woman Evolution because that still didn't completely piss me off. It just didn't do anything. What issue of nothing and you're okay? Maybe there's something going on. This could be it, but it's just not doing anything for me. I'm, I'm not really that... Like, at the end, I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Everything in these books ends up being that we keep saying, 
that could be intriguing. I want one that actually is intriguing. You know, everything is always the hope of tomorrow, and we never end up having anything hit by the end. We've had a lot of these. You even said Infinite Frontier, where we were so excited about it, fizzled out. Now we have to start again with Just League Incarnate, which I'm looking forward to. But, you know, when are we supposed to get these things? When are we going to go? Because I don't know any solicits. I mean, I'm telling you, I read the solicits to do a show on it, and every time it's just, ooh, this change, it'll change Gotham and rock it to its knees. And then you get to it, and I'm like, okay, that just sets up the next thing. We're never getting something that in the now, I'm like, holy crap, I got now. Maybe the next book is the one that does it, but. Uh, what do you think of this? What'd you give it? Well, this issue, though, with the idea of what it's going to be, like the idea of the Well of Souls opening up again, that's the story basis of this. Having Medusa on top of it, I think she's probably, but also I was really happy for this, you know, this mini to begin with because it allowed us to know who Nubia was in this continuity and where she came from because I, I wanted to know that ever since, you know, showed back up in Future State. So I'm happy that we had this and seeing the what's going on here. And plus, you know, I don't mind an idea of Medusa looking for her lost head Ida because that's scary as hell. And I like the way it starts. I like the art in this book a lot and I like where it's going. There are some, you know, down moments. If you're not about Themyscira, the Amazons, it's not going to hit well for you. I want to know more about it, even though I do have problems remembering and like, you know, recalling all the different Amazons, what their names are and what their jobs are. I like having these because it does remind me at least. I still struggle, but I still like this. I give it a 7.5. I'm going six. And I'm again, I'm not convinced that we're going to learn anything new. We have four more issues here, and then it's done. And then we go off. I don't know where or when any of these concepts would continue eventually. I think that these are all... What's the status quo for Themyscira? Well, again, though, I think that these will all end up just being something that is reset by the end with this Medusa thing. All this is to set up so we have a couple of these new players on the board so that you can go off to this trial of the Amazons, which ends up being a story about pretty much Themyscira not belonging to the Mm -hmm. amazon so i just think that these are plot devices that aren't going to actually end up hitting as a status quo as much as we think i think that it's all going to fall apart once you end up fixing whatever it is maybe just medusa i think that everything goes back to what it was before including the well of souls just shutting down again and then we'll go find out why it opened to begin yeah but again i'm not going to say that we may not even know that i'm I'm not going to give them any credit until i get the credit of what they're doing if at the end and i'm like oh my god this is awesome it changes the status quo this is incredible but right now i'm just they are bored because you're just meandering about you're you're talking to people hey i'm gonna go hey What's up with you? You seem sick. Oh, you get some fresh air. Okay. Where, She's a Medusa. Where's Nubia? Where's the queen? And and just and then all That's of a sudden, what you think fight Medusa club. sounds like all of a sudden, Fight Club. Yeah, <laughs> and then just it, it ended up feeling very bored. A boring issue for a second issue. I thought that you know that's this is the sort of thing that we usually get in that fourth issue, setting up the the big deal. But the second issue where you already had set up these new girls, let's see more of them, not just Fight Club. And I think I remember you. Especially because there's a couple of them, and we kind of leave them behind to get to Andromeda here. Kind of spotlighted Andromeda, and then end up she turns to stone. So you know she's out. And then I just wanted a little more of Nubia, and you know more of the Amazons that would hit hard, not just okay, we're just gonna walk around. But we'll go to the next book, which is what Superman, Son of Kal-el, number five, written by Tom Taylor, art by John Timms, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. 
In our previous issue, we saw President of Gamora, Henry Bendix, shoot John with a solar beam, hyping up our hero's powers. And because of that, this issue, we completely forget about Henry Bendix almost killing Mom and Pa Kent last issue because John's going to save the rest of the world now that he can hear them with his super, super hearing. And when he's done with that, John's going to get himself a smooch the hell out of he's going to smoosh the hell out of Jane Hakamura for awkwardly bouncing right after it. It's weird too because this is a big issue. You end up having John kiss Jay. That's fine. I wanted more setup of it. It was weird that you just didn't have them kind of off somewhere. You know, trying to figure out a plan, trying to see something. You do have John going. You know, and it, it's basically a way for Tom Taylor to show that John cares about everyone. Now he's going to have to save everyone because he hears them. And he's going to do Superman things, but it's nothing new. This is something that you would get from a lot of different Superman stories. And so seeing that, I still like it. You get to see, you know, that he will even go farther than you would think where he's almost passed out. He's almost sick. He's having all these problems going. But boy, this is a quick issue because you just bounce around for him to just pass out at, at the apartment with Jay and then wake up and kiss him. And I want it more. Of that, I thought that there was going to be more of a setup of the kiss and more of a, a connection because in my mind, we haven't really seen much of them just by themselves even talking. And I thought we were going to get more of that. It just seemed out of nowhere, that kiss. Well, that's fun. the thing is we had the big kiss reveal weeks ago, which if either people have loved or hated because they're all on Twitter and they all want to talk about it. I think it's fine personally. It's fine. I mean, and it's what it is. If we get good stories, I'm in. It. That's what this issue is essentially because when I jump into this, I want a good continuation of where we left off in our story with Superman going to the island nation of Gamora and confronting his Lex Luthor, what I want to call his Lex Luthor, Henry Bendix. And when he is shot with a freaking beam after Bendix told him, like, I would never do such a thing, like, you know, try to kill your grandparents. And he immediately fire on him because he now has super everything, super, super everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird play by Bendix if he decided, I'm not going to get you. I'm just going to destroy you. Of like you know, all star Superman of burning himself out like that. Well, alone. that's but what's it happening. Work. It seems you know what I mean. Like the whole thing, like he just immediately gives up on Bendix, who less than you know an hour ago tried to murder his grandparents. Because now we're just going to have him fly all over the world and just save different people and show different situations of that. And while that's all well and good, it just leaves this as a weird one off issue that interrupts the story that we we're currently doing for him just to pass out on Jay's you know couch and then wake up and have smoochy times before bouncing. Yeah, that's basically it. And, and the weird thing about it is, is that I actually, at, at, at the end, when he ends up and he sees Wally for two seconds, hey, Wally, yeah. what's going on? You know, can you help me out here? Whatever. I actually wish that this did progress. And like, you have this idea that Bendix wants him to burn out. He wants to and have him, you know, do this. He's going all over the place. I wish that we saw that thing almost like Tom Taylor did in the Nightwing book. And this is, again, there's a lot of like the fan service. Look at John. He's great. He's going to help everyone. I actually wish that we got what we got in that Nightwing bit as all of a sudden you see that people, the heroes, are seeing this happen. And they actually jump to John's aid and say, we got this. You look over. Okay, you go back. And then you have some time. Well, maybe him and Jay are watching on the TV of all the rest of the heroes. Wally, you know, Batman, everybody. Saving people and then get some conversation. Get John talking they are about saving people in their own books, doing different things. No, just I'm just saying he's all over just all over doing things. I'm saying though, give Jay and and John some time to sit there and talk about some things and talk about how John. You know, you have to kind of settle down. Yeah, you're Superman. Yeah, even when you hear things, because legitimately he passes out, gets some noise canceling earphones on, 
and then all of a sudden everything's fine. I mean, well, it's a weird nice deal. Nine hour nap. Well, yeah, I'm saying then everybody's not screaming now because whoever was is dead at that point. He just gets up and goes, okay, everything's fine. I don't hear anybody anymore. And it's more because that power has seeped away. Yeah. But even then, he's just like, I don't hear it. I don't do it then. It's a weird well, Superman play. can't save everybody. We've played with that for a long time. The point is, he just tried to. Passes out, wakes up, and doesn't even think of anything anymore. He's just like, eh, we're hanging here. I got to go get Bendix. I wish that there was a better play, that there was more people there to help him out. And then, like I said, I needed him and Jay to spend more time together. They have probably had two conversations in this book so far. They've barely been together alone. You end up where John's always doing stuff, comes back. Yeah, he took them to the farm. But even then, they weren't alone talking or whatever. And then John kind of just gives him a smooch, which, again, is fine. It really doesn't yeah. do much for this issue, but it's there. It caused a sensation. Everybody's buying the supposedly unprecedented numbers for DC. But at the end, with all the hype and people, I see people online, this is the greatest thing. This has, you know, pretty much changed my life, this issue. And I just, okay, you get that. You could just get that panel then and give that to those. Because the issue doesn't really do much overall, but I do no, like it, is, it. it. Interrupts our main. I like, like John saving people. Program. I get it, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. And I just, I wanted to like again with the Nubia deal, or even Aquaman, the coming up points. Like, I wanted this issue to be that later when you end up saying the idea where John kissed Jay that this is a classic issue beyond that panel that oh, you agree. would go back and read this that this is something that you have to have beyond that that you know leading up to that and it all makes sense and it really is a touching moment it's just there and if you're excited about it you'll get the feels but if you're just here for a story it's just another page to get on with the story okay he did that their boyfriend boyfriend whatever let's get on with it and the I more don't know. exciting it's thing let's is, not freaking well, jump to conclusions i'm though. saying though that jump to conclusions people are already setting up wedding dates I've it seems a online. Lot of people. i know well still but people like i said beyond that page i needed something like and then the big thing for me is when jay says let's get a plan to go get okay yeah let's go get bendix this is what we want and then Johnson, they're like okay jay let's keep this professional yeah really <laughs> he's like you keep my cape I'm like, all right. I mean, that's crazy. We'll go with that. That's so a funny idea, too, because he does pass out because he's exhausted flying around the world and stuff like that, even with, you know, hyped up powers. And when he does come to, he realizes he does have to fuck off real quick, even though it looks bad because oh, it does. I just I just slept on your couch for nine hours. I woke up. I stole a kiss from you. I'm Superman right here. But I have to leave immediately because also I kind of left an entire bridge that I ripped out of the ground with people's trucks and stuff on it in the middle of the city. That's been sitting there for nine hours now, so I do need to go and do yeah, Superman he's gotta, stuff. He's got to go put that back and things like that that he said because then that was a cool I deal. Like, I do like the idea of Jay Nakamura, though, especially because we find out about his post-human origins in the previous. So when I find out, but at least learned that he is a post-human with the power of phasing because it does take away that crucial thing that all the writers throughout comics have always wanted to do where the love interest of the hero is always kidnapped or put in danger because they're the people that our heroes care about and even jay says this i pretty much can't be hurt because of the way his powers work on this so we immediately have a powered up person who we know is just not some like you know damsel in distress to be used against john because he can't be hurt i'm like i like that play a yeah lot. yeah and we'll see how that plays out and see what happens uh I want to see when Lockheed comes because now he's Kitty Pride. That's who he reminds me of with his face and through things and stuff like that. But yeah, he says, I can't be hurt. So yeah, Jay doesn't have to worry about him. And, and or John doesn't have to worry about Jay and can even bring him along. 
with things. So when he says we're going to figure out how to get Bendix, yeah, you both can do it and you can do that. And I hope that you have this thing where you, you see him fly over and he throws Jay down and he phases through things and hits the, you know, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to have a little bit I, of a also, back and forth with that. I also want to know. What do you think that Jay's superhero name would be? I don't know. I'm not necessarily saying that Jay needs to be a superhero phaser. Yeah, like phaser. Star Trek weapon. I just think he's phaser. Yeah. But yeah. no, like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm guessing because of how he is almost like a Lois Lane character who is a reporter looking to get to the truth of things and like reveal Bendix for what evil he truly is and stuff like that. But I don't see him putting on a cape and cowl and going off and fighting bad with John because he's doing it on a dip, in a different way as a journalist. I wish now that you say that because it's Jay Nakamura. I don't need the LL, but I kind of wish they started another double letter. Like he's yeah. like, you know, Jay Johnson or something crazy. <laughs> Jay Jay. Like, hey, that would have been neat to have that going. And then, you know, oh my God, it always happens. You don't have to go with like Leonardo Lane. You don't have to go that far, Eric. But it would have been cool to do that. But yeah. Well, because phaser. he doesn't have a name that's like that, I'm guessing he ain't sticking around. He don't That's fit the, the freaking name. The, the problem is, is all this now. But this is a new generation. That, the rules are broken, It's true. But John, with this, Jim. John, thank you. Hello, love. Uh, with that, and this is crazy, the idea that possibly you might have still been right, that Jay is not on the up and up, but does that change now? Because you would worry that if you do that, that would end up being bad because of this issue being such a big thing of them kissing and possibly becoming boyfriends. Would you end up, do you think that DC would then say, listen, I know that that's what you were going to do, but you can't have him be a villain and kind of duping, you know, John, well, because I think people would get upset and saying, oh, that's what you go. The lines that people are getting upset when Nocturno supposedly like, you know, Vampire raped Kate Kane or no, something I would, like that. I would think that you would end up where they would say just that. And they had to retcon that out it, later. Like all of a sudden you're going to say that gay couples, there has to be somebody who's not there for the actual love of it, and it was duped. No, people would flip out. People would, but that's I'm telling you, this happens in straight romances all the time and in superhero comic books. If you say it can't happen to gay, that's that's putting it on this weird pedestal that I think you just let's say these are but people. But again, this is the thing that you say that it happens all the time with the heterosexual couples, which are ninety nine point nine 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 percent of every couple in comics. So the idea of doing this and finally giving people what they want and then pulling the rug out, I think people would flip out. Now you out. say that, but we've already done what we just described in the Midnighter book with Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. But then again, this isn't Superman. You know, that that's not the deal. So uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what goes on. I think that he's going to die, that he says that he can't be hurt. I think there will be a way you're, you're that he gets You're telling me hurt. that they're trying to, like, put my defenses down so I'm like, I don't have to worry about Jay Nakamura. And then out of nowhere, they pull the rug out from under me and they it's murder him. It's not the and rug out. That weeping. is something where you end up having, unfortunately, somebody dying and it ups the ante of the love of his life. But they made me think it was secure, Jim. They pulled the rug out from under me from what they told not me. Not the same of, uh, you know, him going and basically seeing that he duped him into that. People would flip out. People would go insane with that. I, I'm just but telling you they better. would. Yeah, because that would be that. Lois Lane, if you found out that all along she hated Superman and it was all a plan of Lex Luthor, people would flip out. If she gets well, killed, yeah, people are upset. I know. I'm just saying, you know, if there's a lot of the difference between a hero and a guy getting killed than showing that they were on the, the most evil thing ever. There, there's a little difference there. Well, I'm not saying the most evil thing ever. I'm just talking about like, even down the line where if John's doing something, he doesn't want to go like 
These are still young people that we're talking about whose emotions can peak at certain points with what they want to do. Like, you know, Jay wants to like figure out the truth no matter what. And if John refuses to help him. That's different. I'm saying if he's working for Bendix, like we thought. I'm not talking about anything like that, but down the line where he might become his own villain out of nowhere because of like, you know, hating John for not doing what he thinks is right and needs to be done. Well, I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of people ended up buying this issue, supposedly. I, I ended up where. You know, I don't know. What is unprecedented numbers that DC is saying for this issue? Because we've had, you know, we've had recent issues with 500,000 yeah. with those anniversaries. So I'm guessing it's more than that. And that's crazy. So, so I think that they Superman would be stuff? like, yeah, I guess. I don't know the way we'll have to see what the number ends up the being. The highest comics all the time. The death of Superman and the kiss of and Superman. And then X-Men number one, Jim Lee. And then you have that. So. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that people would be upset, like, oh, you, you kind of duped us into getting this and getting on board, and then you end up making him a villain. I don't think I that, want that would play out well. I want 20 years down the line people to say that the kiss of Superman ruined the, the comic book marketplace. Not, yeah, really. Well, that's what <laughs> some people are. I, it is funny when they yell and scream, and like, this is the worst. DC's dead because of this, this, and this, and everything that they spell out is selling like hotcakes. And a lot of the things that those people are upset about saying, I am Batman. And you know the, the awful things they say about that. I don't I have do. to it's repeat so that with that. And that's, that's one of our favorite books. We want a little more from it and a little bit of an idea of the timeline. And stuff I like, like Chase that. Fox. But it is a character that we really do enjoy. But we also heard that about Simon Baz. We heard I about like Jessica Cruz. I think as I say that, I was one of those guys talking about Simon Baz. Not like the over-the-top, you know, terrible like racism against Muslims, but the idea of having a new, new Earth, Earth Lantern. Lantern. You were more about Kyle the Earth. Or Hal, and I was upset about it until I read it, and then I fell in love with Simon, and the idea of him holding a, a gun on his side because he doesn't trust the ring. I'm like, you're doing something new and cool here, but I still don't know if I care about your ski mask. He mask. was like the, you know, doing the fest and the furious doing that stuff, right? He wasn't exactly a great guy. He was doing things that were kind of skirting the law a little, but that Ended up giving him that willpower when he got arrested. It was yeah, great. Yeah, he's still a van. Just happened to be a van with a bomb that yeah, he was trying to save and then people that with. tags him in, and then, but yeah. he had that willpower Muslim in terrorist. jail. Yeah, and people were just beside themselves, but there's always that. And then it's funny because you get that wave of things where all of a sudden it's like, I don't the like this. People get upset with Jessica Cruz. I thought they were all everybody know, liked her right they, away. They didn't like her right away, it seemed, because it was just, again, it might have been more about, here we go, another, you know, Earthland and whatnot, but she ended, up com- she ended up coming a different way through the power ring and stuff like that. But it's Man, funny though when ring. I said that you end up having a bunch of things in the now people are against. I hate this. I hate this. Then down the line, when something new comes, suddenly they love that stuff they hate it before, just so that they can hate the new stuff. And then it's just Look, it just keeps going. My hate. All Come you on, have guys. to do Give though with this is, like you said, most of the time read the books. Yeah. See if you like them by reading them again. I barely liked anything this week. That doesn't mean that I'm a hater that's just going to yell and scream that I hate, I hate, I hate. <laughs> I just don't like the stories yeah. that I'm getting right now in a lot of the books. But that doesn't mean that I'm blaming it on something other than me not liking the stories. They're not hitting with me. Oh, well, yeah. You don't bring, you know, sex, gender, no. freaking race, race into it no. like a lot that of these people. That has nothing to do with it. That's red flags right away. I also don't care what a guy said on a message board 10 years ago unless it's really awful. <laughs> and then there's an I, issue. I, I tend to care sometimes. Well, I'm saying if it's something like I don't like I Hal you. Jordan, that, that's, you know, yeah, you can say some really awful things. But <laughs> even then, and just to point out, before we give this the score for this, but even like the Nubia book, like, I sit there, and yeah, in the back of my mind, I, I hope that people don't think that it's just because I don't like Nubia. 
because I do, I want more from that's it. And that's a lot of the things. <laughs> so you think a lot of hateful things towards me. But again, though, I knew and know that you like the book for different reasons other than what I'm looking for. So you yeah. like it. It's your Wonder Woman book. It's just not mine. Sure is. But I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I get mad when we start arguing about things of me trying to, you know, try. It, it, it's weird in my mind. I don't actually want to convince you to not like something. Okay. I more want to convince you. You're just you, more mad no, than I, I want, like it. Yeah, <laughs> that. I, I do get mad. I'm like, why does he have to like this? But no, I also want you to. It, just know why I don't like it. And sometimes when we butt heads about the things, it seems like I need to explain. I don't know. I don't know why I just end Keep up arguing with you. It ends up being what we do. But, you know, all in all, again, just as this issue goes, my whole point is that the kiss to me, it's the kiss. It's what it is. It's one panel. I, like it, it. It, I, I don't mind the idea in my head. Again, though, this is the, thing that we were talking about the nubian things you are more of a guy who reads things and is intrigued by what might come i'm more of a guy who i need it there and yeah you can say well you're only a couple issues in but what i'm saying is i need to see some things and not just be i hope that this happens you're more of a hopeful guy and more of a guy who loves things that change status quo that change the things like that well, just I, let me know what the status i quo just is want i just want stories and i want character work and I think that after all of this, this issue is all about the kiss. And, and I don't think Tom Taylor wants to bury the lead. He doesn't want to get too involved with things because he wants this to be about the kiss. He wants to frame that kiss on that I page, want which is Superman fine. Superman to go after Henry Bendix for trying to kill his new boyfriend and his grandparents. Well, and that's the deal. Now, what you do here and why I like it is you set up more of a connection you have. You know, a little bit of lovey-dovey where John is going to care more about Jay, and that's the character work there. But I do want them both to go after Bendix. Then I'm getting some stuff. Then I'm phaser and all that phaser. <laughs> <laughs> you have that. It's uh, this phaser was set on Jay stun. Pride, Kate Pride. You are so stunning. Yeah. So overall, like I said, <laughs> I can make Star Trek. I, it actually, it actually, it it shocked me a little bit that there wasn't more story-wise. But then I get it. I get, like I said, this is a big thing for John. This is a big thing as he's Superman again. I think that that and headline, just a young man in general, that headline though was a little bit, you know, thrown out there. Superman now, but like people have no idea that it's John. They think it was Clark. What about Lois? He saw all that. But when we get this all issue I know right now, is that John kissed a boy, and who hasn't kissed a boy? Because I Katie know I Perry have. I kissed say a girl. That I'm bisexual. I probably kissed more boys than girls in the past ten it's years. True. Don't tell Tanya that. She, <laughs> she wouldn't like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I like the idea of them being kind of, you know, connected that way. And it, it puts more stakes. Who ordered the steak here is what I want to know by that. But what would, you, what would you give this? Well, I like the art in this a lot. And I like the kiss a lot. And I like the idea of what's going on with the, uh, like, you know, the uh, the situation where we don't have a damsel in distress love interest. Like it happens so many times in comic books with the idea that he is a phaser and can't phaser. be hurt. Like, like, because of all these things, I gave it a 6.8 on 10, but I was very disappointed that we actually had to stop our progression of our story to go do 10 million things to show you, hey, Superman's a real Superman, isn't he? Smoochy, yeah, smoochy. Yeah, that's what it is. Hey, look, John cares about everybody. If he is able to hear all the cries, he's going to try to stop all the cries. Until and then not. smoochy, smoochy. And it also shows you, I mean, really, we kind of go with all this, and we haven't really talked about the idea that it also shows that Jay is a good guy. 
he ends so up far. realizing. I know. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'm telling you. Remember, here's the thing. Just remember this overall. Besides, and this is a Tom Taylor book. This guy is known to do wacky shit. People die. People get oh, their heart great, broken. Tommy. So, Make yeah, him a bad watch guy. out what's going on here. But it does show that that Jay cared about John and, and knows that he needed to relax. He was going to burn out. He was going to possibly die. You even had, and it was a good deal where he can barely even stand. And that EMT doctor whatnot says, you've got to stop. You don't look good. And he's like, no, 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 I have more to do. And goes off. But Jay, even to the point where, and I don't know about you, but the idea of noise-canceling headphones do not get rid of super hearing. I don't know look, why, but is, I think I it would people, I hear people talk about noise-canceling headphones all the time. I don't understand I actually, them. I, I swear I'm, I am on the spectrum at some point. I must be autistic, just never diagnosed, because I can't stand noises. I need to freaking yeah, make you sure don't like have noises. fans on, have white noise and stuff like, like that love to make podcast. sure. And right. that's why I drone it out. I put on freaking. I take. I need noise canceling headphones whenever I'm on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. But I, I never actually had them. I've never bought them. I want to see how well they work. It's weird that in your life, noise is just another. It's my nickname. You're, you need the gym canceling <laughs> <Fucking> noise. <laughs> uh, one well, thing. It's I, time to go hear the noise. Girls, rock your boys. I talked about this uh, to Doctor Matt this week. I think it was Doctor Matt that I talked to. Maybe Luke, but in all these podcasts, but. The idea that Tanya, in this weird way, came up to me. She had read something, and she thought, this sounds like something that old Jimbo uh, would have a problem with. So she didn't tell me what it was about and didn't even set up anything. She comes to me and says, I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to tell me, like, visualize an apple. Tell me what you see in your mind. Visualize an apple. And and legitimately, you can can ask her, though you've never talked to her. But I closed my eyes and got really mad. Because I said, I, I can't. I can't visualize things. I cannot. What does that mean? You don't know what an apple looks like? No, I know what it looks like. But in my mind, it's just an apple. I can't sit there. This is why I realized I can't draw. Because, and I've told you well, about this. I can't this. draw either. I yeah, can visualize But an apple. I can't. I cannot. I know what an apple looks like. But in my mind, I can't visualize an apple. I'm telling you right now, if you ended up, and this is something that they have a term for it. And she thought that this was something that definitely I've had problems with. Because I right now Odor. close my eyes. I can't remember what my dad looks like or what my mom looks like or Tanya or the kids. I That's can't, just because you're a bad No, I just son. can't. <laughs> I cannot visualize that. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. it. In my mind, it's an idea, but I can't visualize it. And I got really upset and I said to her, I can't. I can't do it. Like, what are you Why doing? Why are you shaming me in front of the kids? She shows me this thing <laughs> and I'm reading. I'm like, just when you said you, you might be on the spectrum with it. And I'm like, it was so weird. It upset me so much that I'm like, I never really thought about it because I just go, but this is why, again, where I tell you, I have to read shit so many times. I thought it was more about my attention deal. No, it's because a lot of times when you're reading something like you, when we were talking earlier about the Gardner issue, I'm thinking about, and you said, no, no, there's that point where they show the heroes in crisis. In my mind, because they didn't give you the full out dialogue saying, I forgot about it. And then I saw it and said, yes, you were right. It's so weird. It really upset me. I'm like, I am, I'm a broken man. It's funny. The thing that she's talking about has been making the rounds on Twitter for okay, a while now. It? The idea she, of like, like, I think that one meme was like, how is it somebody can tell me that they can't picture something in their mind because it, it is I very weird I can't even explain it. I can't explain it. I can't explain it either. I can't explain how I visualize something in my mind. And then I think to myself, isn't that we have the same kind of way that our brains work. It's just that I have an idea of something that you say is not the same idea, but we're just having a different opinion well, on how it I'm is. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and again, 
Maybe something that I've said to you all along. So just to show you, I'm not just fibbing here, Aaron, or embellishing. This time around. I've told you since I met you, I cannot hear the voices of characters when I'm reading. And I think maybe that goes in with it as well. The idea that I can't, that just doesn't connect with me. You do not live me. in a world of pure imagination. It sucks. It really, it really upsets me. I'm, I'm going to cry now, Eric. I'm so upset oh, no. because I'm like, I, I got ripped off things. I, if I really feel like that's the way. But yet, if I hear a song right now, I do remember like, oh, I remember when I was a kid, I heard that in the winter. It's weird. I told Logan that this week I hear some songs. And we did a test and I looked and I could almost tell if a song came out in the winter or summer because I'd be like, oh, that kind of feels like a cold song. It's weird. I'm so <laughs> fucked up, Eric. I just went with all of this. Strange. Oh, that's that's why we get along so, so swimmingly, Eric, is what they do. Just like I say with this. Bing bong. You love the big bong, Eric. But murder. Ah, uh, yes. This this was a weird extension of, yeah. of this. Hey, this I'm going to continue it on, though, because I've had an idea for the past couple of nights where, because we have a Jackson Hyde Aquaman, the Becoming book and stuff like that, I still want to call him Aqualad because in my mind he is Aqualad. Aquaman's just doing Mars shit. But the idea, though, I would really like to, like, to continue on the evolution of Wallace West, the kid Flash. Yeah, we want to see about him that. have his yeah. own book. But then I thought to myself, because we didn't really have you know, the continuation of him in future state of what he might become because he was murdered by the four horsemen. But what would he, if he took on the man, like he wouldn't take on the mantle of the flash. I feel like he'd go off and do something. What do you think Wallace West's name would be as an adult superhero with speed force powers? Uh, adult flash, man flash. There's that lack of imagination. I'm so sorry. Flash. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm it's thinking. Me. I've been trying to think because, like, in his earlier things, we knew that he loved working on cars I and doing stuff that, like that. The funny so thing is, along, was, like, you say lane. that. I was thinking of Fast and the Furious, and I'm like, well, we already have like, like, what was the girl with the strength force? I wish I could remember freaking Fuerza. Fuerza. Something yeah. I was like, I was going to say like the Fast and the Furioso. Like, Vin I, Diesel. I'm trying to think of like, but you're right, Fast Lane. But I was just, for some reason, like, this has been a thought in my mind, like whenever I go out to have some Eric Shea thinking time, like, what would Wallace's adult name be? You know what else I was thinking, Eric, just so we can just extend this in such a way. Yeah, we haven't it. done this in a while. And usually we do this at the end, but the idea that I thought with Hera, when she got killed by right. Darkseid, but yet they didn't go with it. I actually thought and then that brought back and then killed again. Exactly. Maybe. I actually thought that it would have been a cool deal. Now, whether or not this makes sense or whatever, but I thought, why didn't they do like something in the t- where Hippolyta ends up dying? She ascends and she becomes that deal in Olympus. And then that lets Wonder Woman come back and, and do some things, but also gives her some feels and stuff, but also has a goddess that she has a personal connection with, with the mother. I don't, I had this weird dream that that happened and you were flipping out. You didn't like it. No, so. the thing is, if you talk about that idea, the thing that I think about with that is that that would be the greatest connection of Janice killing the Pantheon that we had in Wonder Woman and then Wonder Woman bringing them back. Yeah, it was freaking stupid, but it happened. But she doesn't know who was killed in the Pantheon. Hera is brought back, but she has to alert everybody about Darkseid. That would be cool. Way to and that is that. our bridge. And that is the bridge where she alerts them and then Wonder Woman goes off and tells them. But that's you know, not the we, case because people don't think things through. No, things aren't connected as well. Well, what do you give them? <laughs> what do you give the Superman Son of Kal-El? You did 10. say six point eight. I I forgot if we gave the score. I give it a seven. I, I I did like it. It gives you what you expect from it. The John being a Superman. This is usually the fan service deal, but I get it. You don't want to do too much in this issue. That's important too. And they don't. Tom Taylor. So 
right now we got to get on with things. We got to get to Bendix. We got to get, and it kind of points to that. Hey, let's make a plan and do that. So I, I did like that, Phaser. but and it looked great. Phaser, Phaser, fast lane. Oh my god! He needs to have that name. And at one point, he comes out of his costume and says, "This Phaser set on." How stun. about just like Accelerator? For uh, Wallace, for, for Wallace, accelerator, right? I don't know. It's, it doesn't have a good mouthfeel, right? Excel, but it's Incel. X C E L Excel. Yeah, I was watching the thing with in excess, and when they first came out because of the yeah, I N, you ended up having a lot of people, including Michael Stipe of REM. He's like, I heard about this inks. I want to know what this inks is. I hear about them. And it's kind of funny because you don't really think of it. It's one of those things like when we talk about in comic books, when I'm a kid, I didn't know how to pronounce things. I had all this different freaking, you know, head cannon about how things are pronounced because I'd never heard it out loud besides from my terrible reading skills. So if you don't hear it said out loud, yeah, why not? It's it's inks. It would be the funniest thing for me if you got me a list of characters from the Lord of the Rings. Oh, my goodness. The the things that I'd say. And, And again, a lot of times in that, I'd see, like, I wouldn't even read Bible? it. I wouldn't even <laughs> read it in my mind. I'd see it, know who it is, and just, you know, keep going by. So yeah. when you go to say it out loud, you end up getting Pippolita in the Wonder yeah. Woman book. And boy, that was at the beginning of the podcast where then once I started thinking about it, I could not unthink it. It's it was the Canary, this, this Justice League issue. She's never heard of a thermoscare Thermoscare run. No, I think you had a stroke, Black Canary. You Poor better die off too many canary cries. Is what you have. You, you're going to canary die, Eric. That's what I no. say. That's a joke. Give me the canary cries. Oh, my goodness gracious. Also, somehow she has hepatitis in my mind. I, I don't know. That was unrelated, Weird. but still, I worry about her. I worry about her there, Eric. Uh, maybe that was, you know, the multiversal version of her. In the Black Siren? Squad, Black Siren. She's also got the gonorrhea, Eric. I don't know if you realize Gross. that, but that's the shakes that you get when you go to the other multiverse earth and you get it. It's because they went and that was kind of like their time in port. You know, they're looking for some tail. I don't know. That's what happens. That's what I think, Eric. I don't <laughs> even know what I'm talking about, but we're going to go off I now checking Twitter. to <laughs> end up going through the last three books to end the podcast. <laughs> He would marry her never, Eric. Did you realize that that little song there, it's a seven-issue mini, that one is. Oh, sure my is. goodness. Total for time. Yes, holy moly. Actually, I just found out it's an eight-issue. That's just the prelude. Eric, how about that? You like that doesn't that? even make any sense. Ah, uh, yes, it does, Eric. Have eight it issues. Does. Use them. Well, that is true. I mean, who would actually do that? Have eight issues and waste the first one? That's almost a prelude. I don't know. I'm wondering. Right now, I'm wondering. Here we are, though. We have wondering uh, why I'm doing this. <laughs> we have three books to end the podcast, and hopefully, our spirits will pick up 
from what you've been listening to. I mean, What's you were real spirits? miserable before, Eric. Doesn't I sound like know. me. We haven't recorded that yet, Eric. So this is set in stone. You're gonna have to. You just, why are you gonna just reveal the trick right there? We're having fun, joking around. Guess what, everybody? This is all just a fun thing Guess we're doing what, right everyone, now. We haven't done any of we're this. We're recording this first, and then I'm pretending that we recorded other Until things I'm not. before. How about that? Bing bong. Oh my goodness gracious, Eric! I can't believe it. Trying but to play yeah. along with it, you're just like, no, we're not playing anymore. Fuck no. off. I, I actually thought you didn't realize what I was doing, and you met like earlier today. Like well, that wasn't that upset earlier. We were Not talking about you think I'm dumb as well. You can't even catch on. That's true. I mean, there's the spoiler alert. Eric. I, I ended up where we were talking a little bit of the monsters earlier. Maybe I thought you were being miserable there. You weren't getting my my gist, Eric. You you weren't there, and you weren't ca- catching my vibes. You were telling me about jokes that nobody liked on Twitter. Yeah, all from me. You know, they, they were <laughs> they weren't working out. I mean, sometimes they hit. Sometimes they don't, Eric. But Tell me about the times they hit. Yeah. Well, when we get to those, I will. I mean, I always have to get the ball rolling yeah, of uh, occasionally, right, to go that. But we do have three books to end the podcast. It's a colorful ending. It is, right, with a bunch of books based on colors. At least the two. Deal. Well, I think that the Suicide Squad, I don't know. That sometimes makes me blue. You know, little boy blue. Oh, my God, I needed the money. See, these are the jokes, Eric. They're not your jokes. It, it does make <laughs> hey, oh, it does make me blue a little that it has to keep tying into other books, right? That, that makes sense. We're not talking about that right now. Well, no, we're going to get to a book right now, and I'm not going to go right to your blood because I have to do something real quick, okay? Right, here we go. Here we go. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escaped my sight. No warfords, evil mites. Aware of my power, green's light. Green's light, Eric. There Such you go. Such a weird idea playing that, though, in the way that we are in a Green Lantern era right now, because usually that's the oath to get everybody hyped up, but the things that you mostly see that with is when you're powering up your rings. What you don't have in this book is anybody powering up their goddamn rings because there's no central power battery. Listen, Eric, nobody's ever said that oath <laughs> the way that was. I mean, maybe that's the problem. You just got no, powered look, up with a bunch of stuff you never wanted. We just figured out the, the deal. The thing that went wrong was that oath. Wrong turn. Screw to everybody. 100% stupid <laughs> it, it is true and and as we go in uh before your your blurb i do want to mention because it's weird while i was reading this book i kind of got this you know deal where i'm not a huge a deal, green yeah. lantern fan you uh-huh. are you're more than me and so we end up as one of your favorite franchises so i'm reading this Serious, and, yeah. and while this is going franchises i'm going and i think okay some KFC? of this stuff some of the stuff it's popeye some of this uh. stuff feels big but then it doesn't. Some of the things make me feel like I should be getting excited for, but they don't. But you're don't. not sure why. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and it's not even just because of my lack of knowledge. It's also just the way it's written, but also the idea where it really hit me for some reason. This issue, and it's hit everybody before, and they bitching and moaning about it all the time. But I really thought, like, by this point, darn it, we need Hal and Kyle and, and Guy to show up. It's almost getting past the point of... Okay, when are you going to reveal this? Like, you almost feel like this. It's like, this is your Green Lantern, and eventually they're going to come back from backstage and show up. All right, we're here to save things. Because as this stuff goes on, I'm like, what are they doing? Well, what's going on? What's Hal thinking? What's Kyle? What's Guy? And it just is starting to get to the point where it's kind of wearing down on me, the whole concept of this, because it's taking so long. And I'm just not getting that. Like you said, when you hear that, that, you know, oath, Oath. maybe a little different than that. 
But when you hear that oath, you should get excited. But right now, nothing in this book really gets me excited for Green Lanterns. And again, the thing is, I'm not as impatient as you. We're only at issue eight of Green Lantern and the idea that we don't know where Kyle Guy or Hal, oh, Hal's on his way, but what they're doing, actually Hal's going to be, you know, protecting the 2814. So I don't think he's even going to be on his way from what we saw with Jessica Cruz, but. I don't know either, but the idea of these other characters is like, we're, we're just maybe at the end of a long okay. arc right You're now. You're saying eight issues. I'm not just talking this. I mean, when was the last time we got Kyle? When, oh, we when haven't was had the last Kyle time? on Dog's Age yeah. or Mega Man? When, when have we had Guy? I mean, Guy shows up. He shows up at the end of the section somehow not making every that book not working. Like, problem to say, I hey, know, you guys haven't had this one character for no, a while. I better make sure you have it. It's the idea of setting up a book without them. I mean, DC didn't just go and say you could do it. They, they hear this story and they go with it. The only how we've had is that Grant Morrison, if you haven't been reading that, I well, mean, you have been, to go you back know, in years a few issues now. of this. Yeah, but not much, though. And uh-huh. it just doesn't feel like, and well, first off, seriously, this book is selling like crap. Nobody's buying it. So right there shows me I see the review. Well, I'm Nobody's like that it. though. It's not that I need Hal, Kyle, or Guy to be in this book because with the character interactions I'm having with like the annual where we had Jessica Cruz becoming a Yellow Lantern, or even the concepts of what Simon Bass is doing with that ring, I like these character moments, I, and I'm happy I that we can have a book that's featuring I'm these things and you, learning more about Joe Mullen. Everything matters, and you get a big bunch of books here. You get this book that nothing is going on with. The everything matters. You're you're getting a John Stewart book, which is fine. But I think that Joe they, Mullen book too. They should do and Joe Mullen. I'm telling you, I'm not getting anything new from Joe Mullen. We read all of Far Sector. This actual issue seems to ape that anyway. Seems to be like, oh, did you read Far Sector? Hey, get this. She's gonna act like that book now. I'm not getting anything new from her. She just ends up walking around and saying she's investigating things. Kelly has disappeared for a little, you know, and even that we. I just I don't understand and and a lot of the books and we talked about this the last couple of weeks. But as far weeks, as I'm concerned though, the story has just gotten started. Yeah, but I'm saying in a thing like a Nightwing, that story just got to start everybody loves it. That's selling like better than it has in decades because you're giving people what they kinda of want and this everything matters. Jeffrey Thorne seems to be just content with getting his little sector going off sector. I made a joke and just saying, if you don't like it, screw you. But most people aren't. And it's not selling. And I have, I'm afraid that this long term story may not ever end because it That's may be a weird be idea, canceled. though, with like, here's Tom Taylor's Nightwing. Everybody's loving this whole thing. And then like we're eight issues into it, let's say, for like the hypothetical. I actually have no idea how many issues were. But like, you just Same you know, amount, I'm pissed I off. Think. There's no Batwoman in this. Yeah, but the thing is, there's Nightwing, and there's Batgirl, and there's Tim Drake. There, There's a lot of people there, and really, that's a weird book because it's a singular book, but it yeah. would be the same as, I'm trying to think of a book that would be the same as this, you know, a, a Justice League book and only having Superman and Batman. I mean, a Look, lot of we people. We have all of those characters in that book, and I ain't doing shit. Well, I'm saying that's not well written, but you know, I think that a lot of people were getting excited to have a Green Lantern book finally back again, and now and they're still just am. kind of you are. But I'm saying it's not selling. It's like the second worst selling ongoing book right now, and something needs to be done, or this right. is going to be the deal where the they're going to come out. 
yeah, I don't think it's going to help this. I, I said, I don't mind this issue as much. It just, when I'm reading it, I don't have the excitement for the Green Lantern. I'm just that happy I that, like, I you know, had. Kyle Rayner is my favorite Green Lantern. Yes, I would love to have a book with Kyle Rayner, but focusing on characters of the Green Lanterns, well, you know, just the Earth Lanterns for the most part, but focusing on those characters that you don't know a lot about and don't really get the focus a lot of the time, I'm happy about that. Even well, with Teen Lantern taking that. up a spit. But even the people who have been waiting for a Justice League book or Kyle or whatever, they would rather have, you know, a basic uh, Joe Mullins. You had that book and now she's featured after a mini series. You have Kelly, Maxie. you know, and, and she's featured after just being in Young Justice. And I think that, I mean, like I said, this has, hasn't been hitting and it hasn't been reviewed well. And it's like all around. I don't see a glimmer of hope for it actually succeeding because he is just doing his story which is fine i'm just surprised that they went with this route right away in an everything matters coming out of a future state deal where you're going to have well that's you know, the, the biggest problem the future states thing things really screwed a lot of things up because you came in the future state it was like whatever it was 35 years in the future no more green lanterns essential power battery blew up and it screwed up everything and then we get out of future state go back to the present and what's the first thing that happens well issue two the central power battery blows up and nobody's a green lantern i'm like well, I thought we had time. And that's part of it, too. I mean, part of it is, you know, the excitement. You're not really getting much of the Green Lanterns because they don't have the power battery and things. So we'll see how Poor it goes. Poor Kilowog and Hanu can't even protect themselves on Antecedus. Yeah, exactly. And I know the that the whole sector. deal, it's just monthly, but even in the February solicits that just came out today as we're recording, I'm reading the solicits. It's like, oh, this is, you know, Joe Mullins on the case of the deal. I'm like, still? Like, I know that's just well, a couple so. issues from now, but I kind of want to get into that'll be like issue 11 or 12, and we're still just doing and the, the and same even story that, with I nobody. Think, I think we're doing so much with this book since we are splitting the thing up with, you know, John Stewart and Joe Mulling having like an equal share of the story where you get to be telling two different sides of the story. So you're going to take some time with each individual one, but you're showing more than you normally would. Yeah, I just think that it's not hitting with anybody. No, I not. think they have to do something. And when you end this, if nobody reads it, then it's just going to get wiped off and nobody's going to, you know, utilize it anyway. Later, they're just going to say, ah, nobody cared about that. Let's go on. And then we'll just end well, up that's getting- one of the beauties about the book, though, because you did have that maxi series before the Green Lantern Mosaic. I think I think it was a maxi series, but where the ideas of John Stewart becoming a mortal guardian, what that meant. And then the whole thing with, you know, Parallax how, that, happened. how did that do? Eric? That, I, that I, I don't know what the sales were, but I know that people talk about it, how great it was. I think it's kind of garbage personally, but a lot of people always talked about this Mosaic series. I personally don't like it, but the idea that we never did anything with that in DC Comics after the like, you know, after it was ended because we did Parallax and Kyle Rayner stuff and ruined the core. Now we're finally being able to go back to that and actually having some kind of continuity. That's fun to me. Yeah, that might that might be fun to you. I think it feels more like a guy who has the singular passion project that he wants to do and he you know, sales and fandom be beware or whatever, be done, be, be gone, be damned. That's it. Like the idea that he's just going to tell a story no matter how long it takes, no matter how many people don't like it. And he's just going to go, which is fine. He has a story and I like him. And I think that he's kind of a stand up guy on Twitter when people criticize him. I'm sure if he listened to this, he'd be pissed at me. But the idea is just this book doesn't have any sort of spark to it. It ends up where I don't see anybody talking about this book, even when we have it in the Slack where people are mentioning the books they love, the books they hate, the books they do, this never comes up. I don't ever remember anything about Three Liners coming up in the Slack where everybody's talking about every other too. book. No, I'm telling you, they don't. You hear about The Flash 
a lot. You hear Suicide Squad, which we'll be doing next. Don't hear anybody even saying that they're reading this, let alone if they like it or not. But give us the blurb and then we'll go into it. Green Lantern number eight, written by Jeffrey Thorne, with art by Chris Cross, Marco Santucci, Juan Castro, Michael Atea, and Rob Lee. Uh-huh. Now that our former Green Lanterns have made it to the planet Antecedus, like I said it before, Antecedus uh-huh. to rescue Kilowog and Hano, we essentially continue the idea of Jon Stewart being a mortal god who just flies around and blasts shit until he flies through a portal to confront the Lightbringer's angels and back on Elwa. We continue our mystery of who killed the Guardian Koyos and destroyed the central power battery. Ultimately, though, it looks like we're back on our rogue Guardian bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And and that, again, that doesn't seem anything fresh or new because it isn't. But the, the problem I have at some of this point where he does get caught up, and I think that he knows, you know, obviously way more about Green Lanterns than me. I don't think that he's able to, in the story, get me and people who wouldn't be the big fans or the mosaic stuff or even know all of the characters he doesn't have that way to get me involved for me to to enjoy it a lot of the times it feels like he's writing it for just ultra fans and leaving me behind when they have little conversations it's nothing but it's little little tidbits of things when you just have the conversations between things and whatnot and i end up finding out too when i read an issue i don't remember anything from the last issue i have bad memory but when i like something i remember it takes me a couple pages every issue because I'm just not that invested. Well, no, no. The thing is, that is one of the biggest problems, especially with this issue, which, you know, I'm going to defend it this entire time for a little prologue to this whole thing. But this is a down issue in my mind where I did not have a lot of fun because what it's missing for some reason with the stuff that's laying on you and the idea that we have a group of the former, like, Green Lanterns coming to Anacetus here to save Kilwag and Hanu from these brainwashed people, from these angels of another world who are worshipping the Lightbringer. You need to have a little bit of a recap here to let us know. What what is with the bing bong? Do you just get bored? (laughs) No, I'm just sitting. I agree with you. That's bing bong means, yeah. Is that what that means? Yeah. I I needed a recap. And and so with that, see, with that, it's weird. And the way I can explain it, I think that by the end of this story, maybe this story may take 20 issues. And we get through it. We get a new status quo with John. We get the power battery back. We find out more about Joe Mullen. I think that at the end, I I will end up being able to say, like, listen, that was big. That was important. And, and yeah, maybe we can do some. But it's like almost like it's like I'm reading a textbook more than just enjoying the story. I don't think I'm enjoying every issue, but I'm getting that it's big. And I'll remember some of the things. Well, that's from the it. thing I is, I wanted to be big. I will go on and on about the idea of bringing back John as the mortal guardian, or as Loner's talking about here, pretty much the mortal god. A freaking ver- a new version of a new god is what we have in John Stewart here, who, because he went back in time with Loner on our last issue and punched Darkseid in his fuck all face, he now has all the energy in the world and it's pretty much like the light bringer, I mean, like the torchbearer himself now, because he just has power be- just because he is the mortal guardian and he's kicking ass and taking names and our entire issue is him flying around blasting until he just goes through a portal to go to the Lightbringer world and say, oh my god, no that's not your god, it's my god, and I'm like and the thing is, with that dude sitting on that chair like that, is that the planet Xerox where we saw that freaking sorcerer-looking dude who was all about the central power battery blowing up in the Which second issue? Which is mentioned later, that you, they end up having the Guardian, you know, the rogue Guardian kind of go off to the planet Xerox. like that sort of deal. And, and it's weird, because when I sit here and think about this book, I mean, the, the big thing that is going on, the big thing that always will stick is the idea, power battery lights out. And I want to get more, and it, it's kind of, you know, taking its time. 
to go through that, but I'm not interested in the little minutia of Joe Mullen looking into that. I just want to get things going in an exciting way, and it just ends up just taking too long. And yeah, this is a down issue. It's such a weird throwback, though, for what we're doing with because being a Green Lantern fan is hard when the most the thing that people want to do is take away the thing that you love about the character, like the power of the Green Lantern, the freaking title itself. We're even back in the '90s, what we're referencing here. The Green Lantern, the Green Lantern Corps was done, and then it took a, like you know them bringing the core back together again. Like, okay, we're going to start this back up. And then Parallax happened. There was no more core again. So this really just keeps happening over, even in the new 52 with the lights out, the idea where we didn't take the central power battery away, but then we just had, you know, Relic come in and say, oh yeah, the, the emotional spectrum's reservoir is running out. So no one's going to have any power anymore. It's just something that people keep wanting to play with. And I'm like, why do you want to limit what your heroes can do? We have ultimate space cops here. And I'm like, just let them have their weapon. And it's funny. It, it ends up, I think that the idea of like, oh, well, that would be boring. No, no, no. I, I would like that in this time where we're having everything matters. It's funny, though. Like, we, we laughed. We even laughed about it, I think, on the spotlight this week of the idea where certain books get caught in these tropes of the deal. Flash always fights things that go slow, right? We, we make jokes about that. Wonder Woman fights things that lie. The Green Lantern, they're just like, yeah, things get wonky with the, the rings, and we'll take the you know, rings That's the away. thing we'll is, it's like, we took the idea that they need to recharge the rings every 24 hours away, so now we have to come up with a new way to handicap them, like, and even the idea, oh, they can affect yellow now, so it's okay. And since we keep changing these things, we have to come up with new ways to handicap, and the way that people keep doing it, let's just fucking take their power away. <laughs> I'm like, let's not take their power away, because even when you get back to this, and we, you know, we leave this whole thing with John Stewart being the new god that he is going to this world, which may or may not be Xerox. I'm not sure by the end or what the light bringer is. But when you go back to Joe Mullen on Oa and we're investigating the idea of who killed Koyos and who blew up the central power battery, we get to the idea by the end. Guess what, everybody? It might be dun dun dun. A rogue, <laughs> rogue guardian. guardian, because all you can ever do with the guardians, because since they are this overseeing faction with barely any emotions and just straight to the forward dicks most of the time, it's like what would happen if the guardians went bad? And that's what people fuck with all the goddamn time. We couldn't even get up through the, like the beginning of the New Fifty Two without the Third Army, where all the guardians just became bad out of normal. Like this horseshit. And that's the thing, even with it not fully being in this issue, it made me laugh because I said before, Jeffrey Thorne seems to want to give you the far sector feel that I didn't really feel. I felt like maybe he was progressing the character. Look, this seems to take a step back to far sector deal. Like, hey, everybody, look, I because you get that concept that might even come up, the emotions, which they didn't have in far sector, that whole deal, the idea that she is using slang that's not really able to be translated well. And I just... I'm like sitting there. Plus, when you see the Guardians there, all I want to do is, is start singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Because when they're sitting there, it looks like the video for that. But also you get those new Guardians, too. That, that you're not a big fan well, of. Well, that's the thing. It's not that I'm not a big fan of. It's just that I don't understand them because I did not read Grant Morrison's The Green Lantern. And even though it was kind of a, brought into Forest Sector a little bit, where you have this evolution state of the Guardians. But the thing is, I don't know. It's just that I don't understand what they are because we're seeing a video recording of them talking about the idea that children are trying. They're finally trying to evolve. We must help them. And I'm like, are, are the children the humans? I don't I know that. I thought they were the, the Green Lanterns that they were tight. It was weird. But even so, 
I think that all this is is Jeffrey Thorne, but it's 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 going to be a long process almost. It seems of the idea was that what went wrong? What happened? Because they're going to merge with the Guardians. Like well, we got to get well, these not new ones that. out it's of just the that you way. Have these new stuff. ones here, and they talk about the merging of the young and the Templar Guardians will help the children. So the merging of the young and the Templars must be these new tall freaking Doctor Manhattan esque looking motherfuckers over here. I don't know though. But when they're sitting there hanging out and like, where are they now? As opposed to the Guardians, who just seem to be in a weird temporal flux slash no. lock with well, what's going that, on. I think that's what they're. He's going to try to say that when they come out, that they ended up fusing together, that they're actually one and the same now, because you kind of got to get rid of them. And it seems like they are going to do this merging. And you have the two, you know, that don't seem to be down with that. And then you get this little bit of an investigation of, okay, what were they up to? Especially like Koyos. What yeah. was Koyos up to? And let's see, oh, my God, he went to Xerox. And then you're like, oh, my God. And so, again, is this too on the nose that we're going to well, find out that, something but he's, different? He's going uh, – Koyos is going to Xerox at a certain point when he's, like, told that he's not supposed to do something. He gets, like, you know, they veto his decision of whatever is going on with the Guardians, the idea of the, the children evolving and what the temple – the new Guardians are going to be doing, stuff like that. He doesn't agree with what's going on. So at some point, he goes off to Xerox while his sister goes off to Earth. So there's some shit going on that nobody's talking about. It's pretty much off the books. And now all of a sudden we had Xerox getting killed with his body, like, you know, and then his body is put in the central power battery, which then explodes the central power battery. And when we have this idea where we have the United Federation of Planets and Joe Mullen all looking into who killed this dude and what is going on right now, who's attacking Noah, we find out that it's his sister's just waiting in the wings to freaking smack this Kaluan in the back of the head. Or, you know, it's just, I just wanted to go like almost clue about it with the, you know, the lead pipe in the library. But it seems like this Kaluan ambassador is now dead. And we just have a rogue guardian who's just the bad guy of the whole book. But I'm, I don't understand what the, the premise is yet for you to say she's bad. I'm like, but what's the story? I know. The funny thing is, do you think that it's really a sister? Do you think that well, they say it in the book? They say it in quotes because then later again, Joe, Joe calls her Dr. Girlfriend. Then yeah, I'm like, yeah. ah, that's kind of weird. Nickname to go from that. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Dr. Girlfriend. No, goes, no, no. That was his sister. I, I really consider all these guardians pretty much brother and sister for the way it kind of works out. But I don't know I how. I think like, they're lovers. Well, that's yeah, the thing. Is I say I that, think. but then you had other things. I don't know how they're like the, the Maltusians and the guardians work like that. Because in my mind, they could all be brothers and sisters, but they could all fuck each other at the same time. Well, I don't again, know. but they have no emotions. So really, they're, oh, they're yeah, kind of got to keep a stern face when you're on top looking down. They don't have fun doing it. So why why not do it, Eric? But you end up where, okay, and we're don't talking about- Don't look at me and don't kiss me. This is intriguing. <laughs> yeah, don't kiss. That That's off the limits. Uh, you end up where- Don't make this weird, sis. It's weird. By the end, I'm like, okay, I kind of- I'm interested, but again, it's Rogue Guardian again. Even me, not being a Green Lantern fan and not really having much well, even of a background, thing, the, I've even dealt with Rogue well, even Guardians Even the callback for what we're dealing with John Stewart right now with the, like, the idea of him becoming the mortal guardian or new god, whatever they want to go with, but to get to that point in Mosaic, he was up against the Rogue Guardian Appa Aliapsa, so it's along the same lines. We're doing the same things. It's almost like Jeffrey Thorne got done reading like 
uh, Gerard Jones's Green Lantern and Mosaic, which we don't talk don't about. George him. exactly. I'm telling you, but th- this is all based <laughs> on where maybe his the writing. sister thing comes in, right? But yeah, no, but it's still, all based on that era of Green Lantern. Who was that on the DC Universe app? They've erased that shit. Yeah, they, it, it, that's kind of a shame, but I understand it. But the you, thing you is, even up- with that, he was not a great writer of how Jordan, or especially John Stewart. If you go back and you read those books, you just have two fucking assholes in those books. Our, our greatest heroes, and they were pieces of shit in the early nineties. Are you talking about that book or this podcast, Eric? I don't understand that. Bing bong. Bing bong, Eric. I know that annoys Just imagine you. this. Just how Jordan is a man walking the land. He doesn't know what he wants oh, yeah. to be. He comes he's across. Like from Kung Fu. He, yeah, he's freaking king. Right. Yeah, he comes yeah. across a, a woman who has a farm and he wants to you know, help out on the farm for a meal and a place to sleep. But he ends up falling in love with this woman. But she doesn't know he's a green lantern. sounds like the beginning of some odd porno. But she doesn't know he's a Green Lantern, but then that town later on gets transported to Oa, and you're going to have this mosaic world where a bunch of different places, all of these cities and different worlds are put together, and it's an experiment. But then Jon Stewart's like in charge of it, and him and the same woman fall in love with each other, and then Hal Jordan comes in, what the fuck have you been doing with her? Let me probe your mind to make sure you're not doing anything. Like, you can't probe my mind. And then they have to have a test of wills to figure out if there's, like, Jon's allowed to have, like, you know, have sex with this woman or just love her in general. Like, this is the weirdest fucking story ever. And people put this goddamn mosaic on a pedestal. They never understood it. Oh my god! What, why? I forget. Why did? Uh, why did Joe have to leave? Why did? Why did she leave the clue alone, Eric? It's because there was a tsunami. Tsunami. There was a tsunami, Eric. It, it just keeps coming up. I love it. <laughs> there was a not a real there tsunami. A there was a riot going on because the United Federation of Planets are like trying to halt the people, tsunami. the former Green Lanterns on Oa, from going and reaching the army because without their power like battery and without the rings, they feel kind of helpless and they want to do shit. But they're like, no, you're not allowed to go and arm yourselves, civilians. And they're about to kick some freaking Federation ass. And Joe has to come in and prove that she is a badass by giving them a rah-rah speech and showing us why she should be the core leader right now and i dug it and then that's cool it, it was a tsunami, tsunami. And, and so when you go but that's the that's Stuck the best part tonight. that's the best part of the deal showing her stepping up and saying listen whatever you guys think and again there's a weird deal where people look at this book and they've been yelling and screaming all along of that jeffrey thorne doesn't like hal jordan he's been on record i hate hal jordan that was before he wrote it it's way back even and the idea where he I probably think read that, that Gerard Jones, Hal Jordan. That's why. I yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. I mean, he seems to be going I hated that. Hal. So when you get in this book, I can't help but not think that. I I don't know. And and he has said, listen, it doesn't matter what I think. I'm writing a book, whatnot. But I do see almost him at points trying to convince everybody. Listen, just settle down. I know Green Lanterns. Look, I know this guy. I know that guy. I'm going to do this. Hey, Batch. Like, almost like trying to get people. But then we also- even have Iolandi calling, you know, freaking Joe on like the, her shit right there. Like, what makes you think you're in charge? Who the fuck are you even? Like, Iolandi's coming out with her pissy attitude. And I'm like, yeah, I can believe that. And I think that that is there in, in my mind. This is just me. You know, every time I think shades being thrown, stuff like that. But I do think that he is trying to show that he knows these characters knows the core and he's thought things through. But I also think that when Joe comes up, which is the best moment of this issue where she says, listen, don't care what you say or think right now. I'm the only one here. I have a ring. So shut your damn mouth. And I'm the leader. You do what I do. It almost feels like that's him yelling at the people too. you know, fans. Listen, I mean, you're bitching and moaning. And if you don't like it, tough shit, because this is how it's going to be. But we like that. We like Joe. 
And I just, I just need to know more about her ring because even the idea where she's talking to everybody, like, look, you see this right now? I am the core essentially with this power ring that I, none of you have. I have the only way going. This is what makes me the leader, the governor, the representative of the freaking United Federation of Planets. This is why I am the core leader right now. I'm like, please elaborate. Please and, tell and me more about the ring. Too. It's, it's funny with this where. We want some things, and it seems like he might be doing that. The book then, even so, by the end, like it might be as big as as we hope, mainly because this book may give us the information we want for Kelly, yeah. Joe, and also, that's what you I'm get looking your forward mosaic to stuff. You end up having that evolution of John. So, and that's why I'm here. And even the idea that we have Cyborg Simon Bass, I'm here for that too. And Yellow Lantern Jessica Cruz. There you go. You have those things that might be big and explained, but that doesn't give you a, a exciting story. Or it's almost in my mind at the end. Like I said earlier, this run may turn out to be a huge run. I'm just not enjoying it as much as I want issue it's a to bit issue rough. because it is. He's giving you a very technical issue in my mind, not an exciting one. Even the things where the exciting part's supposed to be Lonar and John Stewart going around in that part, I'm like, I should be, I should be well, excited the thing about is, this. The biggest but it's problem not with that, Lonar, I, look, the th- not only that, I was with you going into this issue when I had, I actually went back and reread the last issue because without the recap, I completely forgot what the hell we were doing about Anacetus and everything else. Because last issue, we're just on a freaking like a a ship on our way to a planet in the dark sector, which even that concept I don't fully understand because before the Guardians were in a, like a weird temporal lock, they're like. There's a fucking hyper time barrier around this dark sector. We don't know. Like, you're just saying words now that I don't fully understand and nobody's diving deep into that. But in that issue, when we're making the Anacetus to try to help Hanu and Kilowog, we then go back in time and do some weird shit. And like, now we're here just fighting off these, you know, brainwashed people. And John is just going ham on everybody. But these are just brainwashed people, John. You, you got to lay low a little bit. Like, hang loose. Don't hurt everybody. But. I don't understand everything you're doing. And when I went into that issue, I had to go back because I had no idea where we were. I had, I couldn't remember anything for the setup to it. And I'm like, this desperately needed a recap to something. Yeah, it did. And, and again, though, that kind of does give you that idea. Well, not even just that it didn't hit right with for us. the trade. There's, it, it's not that, but it, it is kind of a technical deal. You're going through, you're plotting through this, but by the end, I have problems because there's just so much going on. And then you can commend them for that. There's a lot of shit going down and going on. But some of this is not hitting, so I'm not well, you, remembering, and this does need a You say that, page. but what is going on with John protecting Kilwag? Like, even the way it's presented here, John just flies around, blasts people, and while Lonar just says words to him about the idea of the mortal guardian, new god, and stuff like that, he flies through a hole, and then that's it. That, that well, is I'm the just entire saying, I'm not saying section. just the section of it. I'm saying overall of him with Lonar, going through time, going through this, ending up maybe on Xerox. All that stuff is just too much to... Yeah, kind of remember because again, each issue we're not getting much of a progression of it. But even the idea where they're going to go save Kilowog, this should be a fan service rah rah moment. This should be something that you get excited. You see badge at this point later on. This should be, but I'm not getting that excitement for some reason. I'm not. I'm not able to. I was keep upset my that badge we're jumping and around. don't have a relationship still because badge was training him initially, and then they. They don't really like act like they know each other. No, right? they didn't. And that me. was yeah, that was pretty cool that they were the deal. So I just overall, like I said, I I think that there's big things going on. I think that there's some intriguing things, 
but they're kind of lost in the plotting nature of this and stuff like that. What's that? Uh, speaking of badge, another fucked up thing about Mosaic freaking, you know, George Jones had Chip, the like, you know, the other scroll enter, be hit by a freaking yellow truck driving down a road on the Mosaic world. I'm like, and it was just the worst thing ever. So it's the worst thing. Uh, <laughs> and John uh, let it happen. An awful guy wrote an awful story. All right. I got and it. People but like yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. At the end, I did like Joe, though, stepping up. And oh, I mean, great. really, if you're going to put an exclamation point on the idea of, hey, you can't do shit uh, against me, she puts them all in construct cubes. Like, you they really do? get that idea of, yeah, we, we don't have anything. But by the end, the thing is, she talks to him, she calms him down, and says, all right, go arm yourselves, and that's it. You know, like, I'm, I'm in control. She says to Simon, get your shit together and go get them armed to do stuff. But I did like it. She ends up like, you can do what you were going to do, but you're going to do it now that I ordered you to do it, which I do like. And then you end up with the cologne there, get, you know, pretty much zapped by, you know, doctor, girlfriend, sister, guardian. And we'll see. And obviously, this points to okay, those were the bad guys. But we'll see. We'll see well, how who it is. knows what guardian. the real story is because we know nothing about these guardians and what they're even up to, or why the other guardians were opposed, or they were opposed to what the guardians wanted to do. It's weird when I see her going off. Now she went to Earth. Ooh, I'm gonna have to look into that. Why would she go to Earth? That seems suspicious. Well, by the way, the other the guy he went to Xerox. Ooh, that seems suspicious. That seems like you could have like. Oh, they were actually doing good things you just don't realize yet. When you end up zapping the girl, it almost seems like she's dead. I'm like, mm, that kind of goes well, it seems like we'll she's see. dead to me. Yeah, we'll see. But even how going that back is. to that first issue when we had the United Federation of Planets show up on uh, O and stuff like that during the coronation, it seemed like it was going to lead to big things because you had this sorcerer planet that was all pissed off at the Guardians locking away the Starheart a millennia ago and stuff like that, the source of their magic. And you have the, the Starheart connection to Alan Scott. I'm like, when's Alan Scott showing up? When's all this stuff tying back? I'm like, I want to know more about it. Yeah, I, I do too. I just hope that it kind of picks up a little in the excitement part. This is, you have the greatest weapon in the universe. You have all these things, which you don't kind of because of the idea of lights out, but it's still. You need some excitement in this to get some other people involved, not just hardcore Mosaic fans or people. Because I see, you know, some real hardcore Green Lantern fans that aren't enjoying this. But I don't know. I can't speak for any of them because I don't know if it goes into that. Oh, he hates Hal Jordan because unfortunately that does seem to taint a lot of the, you know, hate for this book. I don't hate it. Taint. I, I don't hate it. I just I want to like it more. Is what it ends up being. What what did you give this? I ended up giving this issue a five point eight out of ten. Yeah, all that, and I give it a six. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just saying it's a very down issue. But oh, I'm, I'm saying, saying that I, I like the I series sat there overall. Like I hate it so much, but it's not that I hate it so much. It's just I'm confused. You liked it more of, than me, Jim. I'm confused of just what is going on and why you would keep doing this and not change things up a bit because the idea that at this point we see that the book is pretty much failing. And I don't know. It's almost like the whole deal. Action comics, you know, if it shocks anybody, it's doing just as bad. And yet these people seem to hunker down and double up on the things that aren't getting people excited as if they have to really force you to like it. But it, people don't get forced into that. So I'm worried. I'm worried about some. I don't know. But. What's that? I said, I don't know. I'm getting kind of forced into liking them. Well, are, are you? Are you actually like, well, you like, I like it Green a little Liner. more, but I'm saying if you're not, if you haven't read the first. And I like action comics more than Tales of Metropolis. Yeah, well, that's true. But again, you end up having a book that if they bailed on after three issues and then you tell them what happened, I don't think there's anything to jump back on. It's the same 
Uh, but what are we going to next? Suicide Squad number nine, written by Robbie Thompson, with art by Eduardo Pansico, Julio Ferreira, Dexter Soy, Marcelo Maiello, and Wes Abbott. Our Suicide Squad blasts off to Owen to continue Amanda Waller's scavenger hunt, but even though our heroes just went to hell, feels out of their pay grade to make their way to Owen to break some mysterious figure out of a science cell, but beyond jumping into other title situations, the heart of this book continues to be the characters and their interactions. Not to mention, I can't wait to see Rick Flagg put his entire new Suicide Squad together to take on Amanda Waller and what's left of her team, and for this issue's old... And for this issue, old Ricky Boy picks up the Aquaman villain, the Fisherman. Yeah, so you have that. Where's Peacekeeper? Uh, or yeah, Peacemaker. What am I saying? Where is he? He's he's off doing stuff. Well, no, he was at the last issue that the cliffhanger was. They were grabbing him. Rick yes. Flagg said, come and how do you know us, he's but, not doing stuff? But he's I'm saying he's not with the team, but he's also not with the Suicide Squad. So uh-huh. he's off doing weird stuff. I wish that they would reference what happened because that was the cliffhanger. Last issue, hey, come and join us. And then he just seems to have disappeared. They well, don't, maybe he's taking his time, going out, going having hanging out at a hotel and stuff Amanda like that. Amanda Waller isn't like, oh, my God, where the hell is he? We need to get him. What is going on? Like, everybody seems fine. Well, I don't know what's going on with around. Levi Kamei taking out that brain bomb and the tracker and stuff like that. Maybe she thinks he's still in the jungle. Yeah, it's weird because it seems like that's come and done. And then like, now they're even going the idea of that, I'm like, is Amanda Waller asking what happened to the rest of that team? Well, I think that she knows what happened to them. Like, they're back or they're dead. I, I don't know. That's I wish that there was a reference oh, to no, where he wave. is. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that Heat Wave is dead or back or what. Nightmare you know. nurse, where yeah. is she? So we, we had this. It's just weird. That's one of the main characters. And he's just MIA here and no reference. Well, it's like the like, idea hey, that Bloodsport was going. brought in. It seemed like Bloodsport was going to be a main character, too. But he hasn't been around for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's probably just in the cell. They they go probably where he is. It's just it's weird. That was the cliffhanger of join our team. And then we end up seeing Rick Flagg getting more people with the rest of the team. Well, I think in him. my mind for the way that this is playing out, the Peacemaker is going to be one of those weird things. Like, it's going to be a double cross, a triple cross. When things get down to business, when Rick Flagg finally does confront Amanda Waller and the idea like, oh, you think your Suicide Squad's better than mine? And we know that we have Dr. Rodriguez and Talon and probably Calabra on Rick Flagg's side undercover right now. And so, like, I think Peacemaker is going to be the deciding factor when that goes down. Who is he going to pick, Rick Flagg or Amanda Waller? Yeah, I just wish I knew where he was. If they said that he's He's hanging or whatnot, we'd see. Because like I said, that was the cliffhanger, as if that's supposed to get you excited for the next issue. And then he's MIA. He's not mentioned. But you end up having them go off to Oa. And this book has become just, where are we going to go? Which book book are are we we going to jump into next? Because I'm telling you, Swamp Thing, Shazam, freaking now it's Green Lantern. I'm sure there was another one that I'm not remembering right now. But it just seems like this is all we're doing in a weird scavenger hunt aspect. and. If you read the Future State Suicide Squad, we know eventually that Amanda Waller is going to put together a Justice League. A lot of these characters are going to be there, and her home world is going to be Earth 3, and that's where she's going to be protected from everything else. And we've got to get the pieces, though, to make sure we get there. But the thing is, it's so ambiguous that I don't know if Robbie Thompson knows what these pieces are or he doesn't want to talk about it because even when we went to hell – Yep, we got this thing from the Rock of Attorney. Now no metaphysical thing can attack us. Good. Now we need to make sure no physical attack. And now we're going to go to Oa. And it just, even though we're in hell, a a Sphere of the Gods situation, going off to Oa feels way bigger in my mind. and something they should not be able to do. I'm telling you, even Green Lanterns have to open up a goddamn wormhole with the rings in order to get back to Oa. And now we just have a weird Earth, uh, alternate Earth Kryptonian spaceship they've nicked. And now they're just going to take that. I'm like, 
Pretty sure it took Superman a while to get from Krypton to Earth 2 when he was a baby. Yeah. Do we got Phantom Zone drives? My big thing is I still think that we're never getting to future state. So I think that things are sped up anyway. And I think that what she's going to end up doing is going against Dark Side and the Infinite Frontier. I just think that the whole idea is it's going to lead to and this sort of multiversal stuff would be direct to what Dark Side must be doing. And we get the Just League Incarnate and all that. I I just don't see that. Why would. And it just bothers me. The idea, like we said, we can read books and just say, oh, I see they're doing that because we already read what happened at the end. I think that things like the fear state, that ending this week kind of shows that it's a little diverted, that it's not going to be the same. I just wonder, I need some sort of guide now of what is the deal going forward and things like that. And then I start hearing tales of some of the writers didn't even read the future state stuff that are doing some of these books and, They're and better stuff off like that. So it just, and again, a lot of the problems that we're having with these books with people happen kind of like the jumping off point of future state. So I don't know why they're doubling down on this, but it is the deal and it is what it is. Uh, but with this, I just think that you're jumping around different books and different things. And it's funny because you said Shazam, right? Yeah. Then we have the, uh, swamp uh well, the swamp thing. And then we have Green Lantern. It's not mm-hmm. really in the Green Lantern, but cross, all three of those books I'm are saying, doing we're worse going than to this Oa. one. We're going to Oa during the time of Lights Out, and we have Joe Mullen has to go after him. Our Suicide Squad is going to have to deal with this. I'm like, no, it's a buddy. It's above their pay grade in order to do this. And then we have we have freaking monsters and like lagoons that are going underwater in Oa. And I'm like, this feels weird. I just wonder, like Deathstroke wasn't doing so great, you know, in the Rebirth deal. So you. Bad Batman. You Batman that shit up. Yeah, that's a that's a go-to, Every's though. the score. Yeah. You know, or the score of the sales, 15,000. Boom. It's right there. Oh, my God. Cool. A book, Deathstroke versus Batman. People Go don't read that. the Swamp Thing book and the Shazam book. And, like, these are books that are worse off than this one. And I just – I get the idea of it connected universe, which I do like. But it's just – I don't understand this book when it could be so good. And then you do stuff like go to O, which seems weird. But you also have Ambush Bug there to ruin every damn moment of this issue. Ambush Bug does not work continuing on. It's a one-issue deal. Have your laughs and get them the we crap out of here. We still need him to teleport. Yeah, I'm saying, though, find out another way. I mean, he's writing the book. You do, Ambush Bug ruins this issue. He completely, you have Too moments degree. that, you have moments that could have been really nice moments and really And they can still be moments. really nice moments later on. Right now, like, you know, I don't know if it's just a, like, I'm okay with waiting for it with like match and Nocturna and the moments they want to share. For whatever reason there is, I don't know if I just appreciated an Amalgam Comics call out that he did at one point. Even though I've hated, I don't, I'm not an Ambush Bug fan. The thing is, I'm thinking about book, the Amalgam Comics and like, Okay, what are you saying that this is just the Guardians of the Galaxy team and that's the amalgam here? Because they kind of do have a start where they're walking down the hallway, very similar, yawning, blowing bubbles. It's the So is that the joke there? I don't need that. I just think the joke is him talking about we're, they're all just comic books. Yeah, he knows I'm it. saying, though, the amalgam deal is the amalgam deal. You're You're doing this other weird thing and whatnot, and I just... I, and again, you have multiversal things. So it's the, but the jokes aren't hitting for me at all. And I think that this is a thing where do they think Ambush Bug's going to increase sales? Because I see a lot of people, at least in the Slack and on Twitter, they're fear, they, they hate him well, and they just want to get out. They just, I just didn't happen to mind him this issue for whatever yeah, reason. I'm saying because people are like, I'm done with this book until Ambush Bug is off of it. And I'm like, that him interrupting help. Match and Nocturne is funny to me because Match and Nocturne, Talon and Clever and stuff like that. 
that's the heart of the book right now. Whatever Rick Flagg's doing too, and, and like you know, I, I look forward to that. But the interactions between these characters and the freaking re- relationships that they're sharing right now, I like that. But since we are still so early in this, and we just discovered that Superboy is a goddamn clone from the agenda, we're only at issue nine. I'm like, I can step back and take some time with this Nocturne and match thing, like right then and now, because they don't happen to kiss or have their moment. I'm like, I can't wait for that. No, I just it's a nice moment, and the joke here is he's C three PO. He ends up interrupting Han Which and I love Leia. C-3PO and too. again, I hate C-3PO. <laughs> I, I think he's the biggest prick ever. I can't stand him. Love Star Wars. C-3PO is an asshole. Ruined everything for everyone, that guy. But with that, it's just, all right, here we go. And every time he showed up in this, I just like, ah, here he is again. All right, what are you going to say now? Oh, it's a comic book. Yeah, we get it. We get your jokes. We get your deal. We get that you're going to, you know, play your games. I just, it threw this issue completely off for me. And it almost as if, Oh, uh, going to O, which is above their pay grade, but because of that should be something really, really big, something that seems like, oh, my God, we really have to buckle down and get this done. And then you just have ambush bug every time that something is about to go and like really hit. He's like, hey, everybody, it's comic book. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, I, I'm, I'm getting upset because of the idea. Here's the deal. The Suicide Squad with this squad. They kind of go against it, but we always let you can't die. Well, now you can, but then they resurrect you. But still, they're yeah, now we got zombie Lazarus. Yeah, they're heading off the O, and I'm like, holy Kleber's shit! Dead. Like, this is the most deadliest, dangerous thing that I think a Suicide Squad in the comics has done since the New Fifty Two. I mean, this is huge. And then we go, hey everybody, it's me. Look, the thing is. I like. I'll tell you a hundred times. I don't like ambush bug, and for some reason, didn't mind him here. Do you know who I found ten times more annoying was Major Force, who's a character I don't like to begin with, just because you know he killed Alexis King, you know, for, uh, the uh, Kyle Rayner's girlfriend right away, and fridged her, and became this whole thing. And I'm like, he's a piece of shit nonstop. I don't think that's her name that I say, but like the idea that he's having, a, he's at odds with Match right now about who the team leader is, and his biggest comeback every time he has to call him. Matchstick or matchbox. I know. And I'm like, I mean, that's, that's all, all Major get. Force has. Hey, matchstick. All right. Hey, matchbox. All right. <laughs> like, but I was waiting for a hey, matches Malone. Like, you know, hey, look at me. Uh, but yeah, he was annoying. He was very annoying. But Ambush Bug just, it, it really felt like. I don't know. It was at the worst possible time. Alexander and- DeWitt. I don't know where I was coming with that Alexis King thing. I don't know. Yes. I'm off. Oh, Joyce DeWitt? She ended up, oh my goodness gracious. But yeah, so you have them going off to Oa to get this guy, and they make the joke of Yorick because this thing. I have no idea who this character is, and it bothered me the entire time I was reading this because we go down to the science cells, and you have a guy who has a bird skull head essentially, and he's just wearing a robe, and he's going to be getting out of the science cell, and they're going to be taking him for whatever reason. And I just. Because I don't know who it is, I start coming up with things like, is this a weird resurrected Tomar, like, you know, uh, two, like, I'm sorry, Romat Rue, this, the yellow core that Tomar two killed before. I'm like, I, this because he has you that bird skull. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going with that because it's stupid because it doesn't really look like a, well, it's a better. Zudarian. I'm going with Eric. It's Conchu. Moon Knight has now entered in. It's Conchu. Uh, I, I do like the character design. And I think it's cool, though. I'm sitting there. I'm thinking, okay, here we go. We're going to have the, uh, you know, alas, poor Yurik or whatever the Hamlet speech deal at one point because they end up calling. The funniest thing, I'm such a dummy that they're like, what's your name? Okay, I'm going to call you. And I thought they said, yo, Rick. <laughs> I'm like, yo, 
gonna oh, Rick. Rick. What kind of you Rick? Rope, boy. They're going to get it upset with Rick Slag. They're, they're not going to know what to go. Yo, Rick. He's like, what? And then, I'm like, oh, you The Rick. thing is, you think of somebody else's name, Rick. Just put, you know, Aquaman, Steve Trevor, Rick Flag, and Barry Allen in a room. No one's going to yeah, know who's really. who. There's real trouble there, Eric. And then you go deep target. No, no. My name's Yo Rick. Deep target. I'm Yo Rick, baby. But yeah, I think Major Force is terrible in this. Uh, it really... You know, got me with. The, I want him to be hurt every time I see him. Even at the one point, they try to end up getting rid of Ambush Bug, but he just goes back to the ship. But on this, on Oa. Dude, no, no. Ambush Bug is almost going to leave them there and go without them. And they're like, who are you not going to screw off? But no, he doesn't screw them over because he's Ambush Bug. Yeah, he's Ambush Bug. But yeah, they, they get to. Oh, well, they're going to go to the science cells and they're going to get this guy. In the meantime, you do have Joe Mullins show up. So that's cool. At least, you know, you have Kinda. that. Doesn't but do nothing. nothing really happens here. That's well, the again, thing. You're talking, you're pissed off at Ambush Bug because we can't have the nice moment with Nocturna and, and Match, which I agree. You know, you kind of want that, but I can wait because it is a new situation that is developing and I'm here for the whole thing. But on top of that, when you have Culebra and you have Talon, William Cobb, and the idea that, you know, because of how down in the dumps Culebra has been about the idea that she died and went to hell and not only is that bad enough, Amanda Waller brought her back to life and is holding this over her head with the Lazarus resin. This breaks Talon's heart enough to the point where he's a fucking, he's an unfeeling zombie assassin, but he's like, you know, I'm not really crazy. He breaks his crazy, his faux crazy act. But he also try wants her to her join up. with okay. him as well. Yeah, her and Dr. Rodriguez because they're going to all be in on it, but this is how much these characters mean to each other, and I appreciate the hell out of that. I had no feels from this because we already kind of got this. It's it's a repeat of her going, "Why am I in hell?" I I like it. it you see well, that her just crying. happened last issue. She's still upset. I know she is, but it's not going to give me feels if you keep going with the same thing each issue. I don't care if it was last issue or ten years ago. We already saw her upset about it. Now she says it to town. I just didn't get the feels of a character that I really. That's her liked. best friend. Yeah, I know. But who it, thought just, that she died? Still didn't give. I, I already saw it though. I mean, it's like a joke. You, you go and see, you know, a, a comedian tell the same joke two nights in a row. You don't laugh as much the second time because you you know the punchline. And I just felt the idea of okay, I get that. I understand. She was upset. You know, I I want to be good. I want to be the good gal. I get it, and I love Calabra, but I need something more than that. And it seems like that was just in there. Just to kind of, okay, we have a little bit of space. We'll do that to get Talon to break more than get feels, which he does break and, you know, reveals this plan. And it gets hilarious where she's like, just like I'm not really crazy. Jumps up, she does. Yeah. I'm like, I it knew seems it. Like he's no, you happy didn't. To even I totally say it. know it. Yeah. Keep yeah, your and voice I like down. That. Yeah, I'm like, why aren't they able to see this or hear this? What's going on with the, you know, cutting off the communications and stuff? But they end up. You know, doing all this stuff to get this guy that we don't really know, but it seems like that'd be a pretty cool deal. And I like the idea of Amanda Waller having this team. It's very similar in my mind to the Deathstroke Inc. book right now, where you're going and grabbing some characters. She has a big plan. And the thing is, at the beginning, I was kind of upset because I thought that when they said the idea of, okay, Cheetah's escaped and we got this, I really thought this was going to tie into that with trust and the Deathstroke Inc. Right. And then it just says, this happened before yeah and i also i thought okay because that book seemingly is going towards a more multiversal thing as well and i thought that that'd be a cool combo with this book especially like amanda waller getting mad at trust not knowing maybe teaming up but it, it doesn't seem to be as connected as that uh instead you go off to oa and do stuff like that but yeah it seems I, like you, a weird situation where you grab this you know 
bird-headed skull dude, like um, skull, bird skull-headed dude. But uh, the idea that what we were after from what we figured out, what we thought we figured out before, where the Rock of Eternity gave us something that would allow a metaphysical like protection for Earth-3. Now we needed a physical protection. We don't know this guy. Maybe he can cast some kind of force field, and that's his power. But that's like this is what we're here for, essentially, as far as I know. But you get really nothing out of him for the like. I, he's he, he's making stuff, so maybe he can make a force. Field I think for he's the a tech guy. I think yeah. that because he gets on the ship, and immediately, I mean, he doesn't even you know stop for a second. He's like, beep, boop, boop, I'm gonna hack in that. He seems to be somebody who can really you know combine them with tech and, and get some things. I think that he's gonna make like an actual, not a. You know, we already have the metaphysical deal. I think that he'll be able to come up with some defense system Just or something like this, that. Just look at this, though. The freaking planet Oa has been invaded by the Suicide Squad, and Joe Mullen doesn't, isn't able to finish the job to take these assholes out. And who has to come and save the day because we don't have any goddamn Green Lanterns? A bunch of Thanagarian wingmen who come to go blow up the ship. I'm like, how freaking, like, you know – Pathetic to the Greenlanders to feel that Hawkman have to show up. Oh my goodness! And you're a you're a Hawkman. I am. I know. Thing is, I just want to throw shade because Thanagar had to come to the rescue. Another thing that we didn't fully spell out because I was asking where the hell Peacemaker is, but the idea where it is intriguing to see Rick Flag and he has a pretty crazy team. So you end up, you know, really crazy. You have Miramax. That's one of the weirdest parts because, well, you get the fisherman in this issue because he's going to all these different black sites. Mm -hmm. The Suicide Squad is holding different prisoners and stuff like that that people don't know about. He's making his own Suicide Squad. He's making his own Suicide Squad. But when you have this team here where you have Cheetah and you have Miramaster and you have a fucking parademon and shit like that, and you have the thing that is, we get, we get the fisherman in this, but Warzad is the weird for me because. When did we get Warzad? Because I was actually the thing is before I read this issue, I think it was the day before I read this issue, I'm on Twitter where people are talking about the idea where they want John Kent to do this, John Kent to do that, or where is this person? Or actually it was Chris Kent from uh, Flashpoint at one point, if they're ever going to bring him back, who was, who was, I'm saying though, it's, it was, you know, Warzad before, and then like the, the Kents were racing him before that happened, but I'm like, oh, he's so hanging out with his daddy on New Krypton. Because in my mind, that's where he should be. But for some reason, he's locked up on Earth and now part of Rick Flagg's Suicide well, Squad. I think that Why is Warzad here? I think the last time we saw him was when we had that problem in that uh, Batman-Superman deal when you had the – Zod you know, coming back to the Pandorians? With the bottle candidate. Yeah. And I think maybe like, – you know, I don't know. Because I don't at remember point, war being there. No, but I'm saying at one point. Maybe he set aside. He came you know, to Earth looking for his daddy and got in trouble. No, child services kind of oh, stepped no. in. I mean, you got to really crap. Well, that's one of those weird here. things where it does look like Lore was aged up at least a little bit in my mind here from where you see here. And I'm like, I kind of want Lorzad and John Kent to hang out because they look like they're around the same age. And they're that would two be, Kryptonians. That would be an awesome well, kind at least of thing where you have these enemies, kids who, you know, kind of. Well, that's the thing is Superman like and Zod, are they still really enemies? Like, you know, Zod was pissed off about the Kandorians, but, you know, I could see that. Mm, you know, he's doing wet. It's almost things. one of those weird things where, like, Damien was almost like the bad boy of the Super Sons, and you could put the Super Sons back together. Now you have them as, like, teenagers, but the Super Sons are Zod and John. Maybe they're going with a play, and it makes no sense, but the idea that that, you know, Rebirth Suicide Squad book at one point had, had Zod on it. Remember when sure. he got, like, weird... Uh, the thing, though... No, no, no. Not only was it weird, but you had that sphere to the Phantom Zone that somehow got wonky that made him a giant for yeah, a little while. Yeah, he was a giant. That's all. Anytime I think about it, I'm glad you said that because in my mind, I'm like, he was a giant. He was huge. <laughs> he, was a, I mean, he was a thick boy. It'd be funny. I'm like, Zod was on the team and he was huge. Like, really? He really caught on? No, no, no. no. I mean, physically, no, no, no. the guy was a mammoth. He was there. 
But yeah, you get the fishermen. And seriously, I, I'm not going to call this Rick Flag Suicide Squad because you have to go I'm with calling what your it the Suicide is. Squad now, the new Suicide Squad. What I'm calling it is what you all always. This is just the Amanda Waller Revenge Squad. I, I mean, do like the Revenge really, Squad. You love Revenge Squad. So when I'm thinking that and basically the idea, hey, fishermen, you're in a weird prison. Hey, guess what? We can go after Amanda Waller. I'm in. Like well, it's one of those weird things, to too, where, like, this, like, you know, while it's cool that Rick Flagg is putting together the squad to go against Amanda Waller and whatever's left of her squad, the idea that we pick up the fisherman here, and that is one step closer to future state where he was the Earth 3, like, uh, I'm trying to, was it Justice Squad's Aquaman? Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, that would make sense. And I like the deal, like, it would be weird. If you did have Rick Flagg going and like, hey, I'm going to capture you and do this because he is going against Amanda Waller for doing that. But so I like these people who you could end up having, you know, Lorzad that he's upset because his dad was on that. You know, you really screwed. You made him a giant. You did. And I didn't see him. So you, you, that could just be the connection here. You know, that whole deal. I don't know why he would have been in I'm a prison or whatnot about how that works but, out Because I think it's after that point where he did release, you know, like uh, Ursa and uh, Lore. So I think it was from that point where he ended up releasing them from the Phantom Zone, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, remember how big he was? It was so, the, the, a art, the art was cool when you first saw him, and he was just humongous. But you yeah. said it was cool. I was confused. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm getting the idea that you could play off Mirror Master as kind of a funny deal of that he is always, like, not picked like Captain Cold or a boomerang. Like, why? Well, I, I never get the, the top billing from the, the rogues on being the – like, that could be his intro. Cheetah looks sad in the back, Eric. She's just sitting well because there. she's sitting there having fantasy land about her being queen of Cheetah land. Mm, she, well, she has, she has no idea what's coming up. You just wait, baby. Hang in there, kitten. She's like, I really want to be a princess. Oh, you'll be more than that. Uh, but yeah, by the end, again, I say that about the collaborative deal. I didn't get the feels, but I did, as you pointed out. I laughed though when you I end up. The thing is, that's the fun part of that. I actually had more of a, a reaction and have fun with like. Thank God now that you end up having talent <laughs> as actually able to say something. Who? It was hilarious. Again, we're we're freaking nine issues in here. Who has been going on forever? And I don't think that ever got old for whatever reason. Yeah, because it didn't get old because it was the Chewbacca thing. If, if so Calabra good. wasn't involved, it would have gotten old. But the who? I know, I know. We're going to fix this right now. Like that sort of thing was hilarious. Calabra is a Robbie Thompson character. And what he has brought to this book with the idea of this team and the interconnected relationships is amazing. I don't know why we're doing all this bullshit that makes him like well, dumb down the, the rest of it. That's the weird thing is we we love this book for the characters. We love the book for the interactions and things like that. That Superboy in the match reveal was amazing. Yeah, and but you do and have people talking. You have a high point of you know high price of entry going in because somebody like I think Simon mentioned where he didn't read any of Future State. He goes in, he's confused. He doesn't understand a lot of what's going on here because it's based off a lot of stuff that. that we would see. Yeah, but you you don't really get the you even said as an explanation, well, this makes sense because we know I'm what Amanda Waller is going to do. But as this is going on, nine issues, without knowing that at all. Fisherman's just a cool pool in my no, mind well, outside of that. No, that's Rick Flag. I'm saying Amanda oh. Waller, you would have no clue. And I know that it's a mystery, but. Well, she's talked about what she wants. Yeah, but she doesn't really say overall. But we know that she ends up taking over Earth 3 and using that. Yeah, she wants to protect it. But overall, you're not really getting a cool sense of. 
this big picture in my mind, and we're almost a year of story. Her, her losing her goddamn mind and having this plan, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with her, because that's goddamn ridiculous, and it was in the future state and stuff like that. I have no idea what made this Amanda Waller turn to the point where we're going to take over Earth 3 and make that our perfect world, and also for some reason, you and I were talking about this off air, where I was thinking at work the other day, the idea that we – like Robbie Thompson introduced the idea that we have all these characters going to the multiverse and different worlds and stuff and they keep getting sick because their frequencies are right. And that's something that's bullshit because characters go and do stuff all the time on different worlds. And I really think for how much I hate it that it has to be some kind of ruse that Amanda Waller is telling these people or making them sick to make them you know, more under her control. That yeah, they like, need oh, her. we can't go. We can't escape into the multiverse because that would end or up if we're that in or, the multiverse we have to do what she says or we're going to die they're not going to give us our freaking you know and frequency you, you shots that, and i think yeah I, I can go with that and the frequency shots like they find out you know, it's just saline right and and so with that maybe it's because when they go into the multiverse with the frequencies and this sort of deal going to a different you know, that the brain bombs wouldn't work then so she has to get another little or when they're there the brain bomb works to the point where it makes them sick because that's what it's meant to do to keep them under control yeah Yeah. like that uh something and i agree and you even mentioned that you know what's going to happen then with justice is justice league incarnate gonna have to take shots all the time i I was just like normal i was just sitting around thinking about you know forever evil and the crime syndicate coming to our earth i'm like those motherfuckers weren't sick yeah they want to shut her you want to shut? You end up where by I the end. Then, your, your by the end, tonight. yeah, they're they're the best. There, like, everybody's Bing laughing. Bong. You end up with all that by the end. You know, you're setting up this whole deal with this new character to see what he does with their three. And I still think that this is more the setup of when you have this dark side deal and they he attacks the multiverse, tries to take it over. That you're able to have Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad as a book have like a last stand. Type well, that's deal. the thing is Amanda Waller might be the hero of this whole thing with her insanity, where she has made a four freaking world that the dark side can't penetrate our last stand with the just league incarnate this is bullshit stuff but it ends up where amanda waller and that nonsense with the multiverse in the superman books by bendis and having that at the end of his run and stuff like that maybe she's seen things maybe she actually knows what's coming up and maybe she's preparing the weird thing about this is again and we're past it i'm not saying that this is something to be explained but it was weird to just start off this where we end up the suicide squad amanda waller's off doing something we don't even have a real story and then boom we're back but i'm glad that robbie thompson was the one who brought this back and hopefully you know this book can settle down and tell its own story even this is its own story but you don't need well the, besides from the amanda waller fuckery i love the suicide squad and i just wish even though maybe it's old hat we need to change things up i just want us to do suicide squad shit yeah well i i don't need them to be like okay this time we're going to oh next time we're going here here we're with shazam i i just take down some terrorists in some foreign country come on guys get on the trolley yeah, really. I mean, seriously. But at the end, the Senegarians, they step up, Eric. Holy moly, the Hawkmen oh, and the women. the Wingmen are here to I'll stay. go. They are. Uh, hashtag Wingmen. Uh, what are you going to give this? I ended up giving this issue, even though I love the art and I love the characters. The, 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 just the idea of the plot bothers me, and it just feels like it's a waste of space for what we're doing. But I love everything else about the book. I give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'm going 7 as well. I, I think this is a really good book, and not enough people are reading it. It's get just on the that trolley, I people. wish that you would – what it needs is get done this stuff. Have Amanda Waller, because this seems like you know a long-running deal of Amanda Waller gathering things. Maybe at some point having a point where she has to settle down with that. Right? So put that – and then have a couple issues in arc or whatever, but have an issue 
where you can say this is a great jumping on point because I think this book needs people to read it. I think that they need to see how good the character works. So maybe you're right. Issue number one, go back, boys and girls. They need to see. I'm saying have an issue where you have a a cool down where they end up being able to talk to each other. People aren't going to buy things that they already think they don't. You need to have something where everybody says, because you look at the, you know, the reviews, they're not great from issue one or on, you know, we like it, but not too many people are really digging it anyway. So I think that you need some issue to, and like I said, Maybe it's just them sitting around talking in between a mission where you can introduce the characters to people. All of them are there and do something because uh, it's it's not doing well. And I don't think that people are just going to say, oh, it's not doing well. I'll jump back at issue one. You need something to get people on board that week. And I, I wish that they would do that, not just go, hey, look, Owa. We'll go off to Oa. You like Oa? All right, we're at Oa. Uh, but I still like it. I'm telling you, like, you next like issue, it. it's we like, well, shit, we better go off to War World. We need something there. Yeah, it'll be that. Or, oh, my God, let's go to Atlanta. I'm, so, telling you, I'm desperately trying to think of what's going on in other Gem books right World, now. Right? Gem World, Eric. We'll go to there. And I just, I, I just want them to kind of Nobody's do doing Gem World stuff. No, there'll be some you stuff gotta, coming you up. You've got to go someplace where there's a current book going on and what they're dealing with. Well, I have to think the current book and what they're dealing with. But it can't be a big book. You know, you can't go to Lazarus Island. Robin's doing too well. So why do that? We have to end up, okay, I got it. They end up going to Space Vegas and hanging with Crush. That'll be next, Eric. And then that's when the book is done. I'm done with it, Eric. Space Vegas. They're space gambling while they lose their space money. And I'm losing my space mind. It's what's happening. Blue and gold number four is next, Eric. Blue and Gold, number four, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Dan Jurgens, Kevin McGuire, Ryan Sook, Norm Ratman, and Rob Lay. Blue and Gold continues to be more about reliving the past than doing anything substantial in the present. We're halfway through this midi, and Ted and Booster keep coming off as washed-up comedy duo, trying to remind readers of their glory days. While the JLI fan service in this issue is sure to impress some, I'd rather get something new to hang my fan hat on, Eric, because... I can easily go back and read the superior original. I love Booster and Blue Beetle, but this story is pretty thin rigs. And that's my Such big thing. Such a weird idea about this story, talking about when Booster Gold and Blue Beetle became friends and on their first, like, you know, hanging out when they're taking on Blackguard, which it weird seems weird that Blackguard's making the rounds a lot lately, him being in the Suicide Squad movie, him being, you know, like in that's hell what it and feels on the Suicide Squad. Like, it's just there for, right? Like, he just keeps showing up, and the idea that we had is because he was a Booster Gold villain, so I think so it works, but. Such a weird idea because I was really hoping by the end of this because they're going back and forth. And the the thing that I wanted to like about this actually before I get too far – one of my favorite episodes of the X-Files was an episode called Jose Chung's From Outer Space, where in that story, you have an Bing unreliable bong. narrator where the writer's going around taking accounts from people, and you're getting the same story told through different points of view, where you see Mulder and Scully being acting crazy depending on who's talking about it and like even how it's depicted on the screen – and I wanted when you had the things where we're going back and having Booster talk about how he did this or Beetle saying, no, I did this. I wanted the art to reflect what they're saying, just not them saying the same things, but in reverse. And it would just seem kind of lazy. And I'm like, why didn't we have at least to try to bring this in? 
blackguard showing up instead of Guy Gardner telling, this is how it really happened, even though he's dead right now. But it makes more sense than Guy showing up. It's And really, the idea that he's dead, well, what's Guy doing showing up with the ring? So you're exactly. already playing with continuity. So I, I that, sat there, that I'm like, what's hilarious. worse? And I'm like, you know what? Guy's worse. Bring and Blackguard what, in. What would have been hilarious? He's pissed off because he's watching this and they're freaking slandering and his name. Have it that he has been on the lamb, that he's a wanted man. He shows up. He's so angry. Perfect. He shows up, gets taken away. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Right right there, yeah. He pops now. fucking booster in the kisser or something all so long, you know, he feels good about it. With this though, you end up having this. It's halfway through this mini. You have been complaining. And I agree that you're not getting anything new. It's just like, hey, everybody, Booster Gold. Hey, look at Blue Beetle. Oh, my goodness gracious. And so when you get to this, this issue might have done better if you had a Booster Gold anniversary issue. If you had a JLI, this feels like an annual or a anniversary to try to get back well, the fun and games of that old thing. Oh, yeah. You're trying to call upon the harken back to everybody's fun times with this JLA, this crazy JLA version. To me. And it is desperate because the thing is, this encounter that they're talking about, because they talk about the idea when they're going to fight Blackguard and, you know, Ted's supposedly trying to train Booster to make sure that he can JLA up when he needs to. But when they're talking about this, they're talking about the idea, yeah, that guy Gardner, I really hope that Batman punches him in the face one day. Yeah, that'd be great. But they talk about that, but before that, the reason that Booster's on the team because he helped out fight the Royal Flesh Gang. And again, apparently they're making the rounds lately, but that means that this story takes place between JLA number four, where they fought the Royal Flesh Gang, and number five, where Guy gets punched in the face. So you have this story being told by them in between issue four and five of JLA from 1987. I'm like, that is crazy that you're doing this, but nothing about it feels legit to me. No, it doesn't feel legit, and it feels like Hey, everybody, we're a wacky book. You like the blue and gold? Well, here we go. And I said in my review, it really feels like, you know, you got Abbott and Costello coming out and they're doing for the 80th million time years later. They're still going to laugh. (laughs) I'm telling you, though, nobody's going to go, though. It's like you guys are done. But Abbott and Lou Costello are going to make me laugh no matter what they do. No, Lou died early enough that they couldn't do that. But still, this this feels like. I'm going to my Ouija board and contact Lou Costello. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is any sort of comedy right duo. If you, if you sit there and go with a comedy duo deal, this just feels like, you know, if you were a kid, it's you as a kid watching like late night and like, who are those people? Again, I, I'm thinking more. I'm thinking more of when they try to do almost those weird Three Stooges cartoons, but you had the live action version, like, you know, bookends yeah, to it. Them. I just, it's almost like, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get Dan Jurgens, who, I don't know if you know this, he, he created Booster Gold here. He's Heard even that. going with a fan service deal that wasn't his. No. Nope. And some people will claim that Booster became better in the Justice League book into the JLI because he became a little more greedy, a little more, you know, of a doofus. Well, deal that, that he we had Blue here. Beetle to hang out with and blue beetles there and and it just feels like you know you get to this fourth issue you dan have Jerkins no story to like. tell dan jerk yeah but he does it in a way that it doesn't play off well for me i mean just the idea this is just surface level hey that's not what happened hey that's what happened hey that's not what happened at the end guy garter shows up and this is what happened but overall we didn't progress anything except that we have princess omnison who we ended up having left in a, a swamp. She was teleported away to a swamp. here again. And like, oh, I'm going to kill them. I'm like, we have not done shit in this book. And I just, I'm getting We got to create our heroes it. for hire. So we got to get some press for that. We're doing Booster and Beetle live Should've on been TV. Should the end of the first issue. They, they were four issues in of an eight issue mini and you're just starting 
what is the basis of the book that that's way too long you end up where what do we do here you set up the heroes for hire deal okay the restorations everybody's lined up around the block all right we have four more issues let's see what goes on and looking at the solicits i mean now we're going to get into problem of the, the month problem of no the no that's all and- this book there's there's not any great overall story that's going to tell us that the idea that they're blue and gold restorations they're a little superhero heroes for higher with their dope it's just wacky one-offs for the most part like hey if you have a problem I'm not even getting really that I, i'm not having fun with the one-off yet because no, i no, mean i'm saying that we're not at that point yet because we have we just put this the group together yeah now yeah we have four more issues and it does seem like but again you you're not setting just that up because you have an overall villain that is one of the worst villains we've ever seen this princess omnizon that has been in the book for issues now she's the big bad and we barely know anything about her and she was left in a swamp where they're like yeah we'll deal with her later well, the thing is we know that the justice league were like you know all captured by her race and the idea that booster and blue fought against them releasing them saying that you're not going to take over a planet this apparently offends her people and they're told they can't take over a planet so her trying to get be her being honor bound has come down here to take out blue and gold for you know slapping them in their freaking metaphorical face right here with a white glove so now this is like we don't know enough about a race obviously but i don't think you're supposed to because it's just a character who i think is just trying to impress daddy by the end and it's going to need blue and gold restoration help to make whatever problem she has later on go away yeah i don't even know what if she has a problem anymore or what's going on with her because with that she must have escaped the swamp a while ago didn't really seem that inspired well, we don't know how far Booster the swamp was and blue but i'm saying she ends up being able to do almost just about anything she had a spaceship at one point i mean i think that she could get from louisiana to somewhere very quickly using these mind control she just seems to forget about him until she sees him on the TV. Oh, yeah, those are those guys that well, I she's hate. She's got a realtor acting like her butler now. Yeah, eating like raw meat and things like that. But even What's then, that, you know, if that's the case, she lives like a block away. She's there. But yeah, they have everybody line up. and you, It's just a goofy book, but I'm not having that much fun with it. And this issue just feel I just rolled my eyes. The idea of what they're going to deal with, though, is a weird thing because it's not just like they say in the book to like, you know, getting cats out of trees. And but they're going to be dealing with people who it almost came down to a Ghostbuster situation. Like if you're having problems with ghosts or demons or soldiers, so who are you going to call it? Almost seems like, you know, what they're going with. So when this is all going on and they're arguing on live television about how who took out Blackguard and when the first time they ever got together. By the time this whole thing's done, you have people lined up around the block for blue and gold restoration where you have have the brain of quazo in my bag and i'm ready for surgery so we're gonna have so we're gonna have a lot of crackpots lining up which is great but not only just crackpots but legitimate aliens looking for help and even this one woman which seems like a weird call out to me maybe it was just me quite certain that agent 37 of the sorcerers of hell is after me i'm like agent 37 was dick grayson's spiral agent no, number no. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to deal with any of the people that we see here. I think that, yeah, that's it's just, just like jokes. the idea, though. It is just jokes, but the kite, the type of people I'm saying, though, that they're going to deal with, where you have crackpots, you have actual interdimensional beings that are stuck here, that blue and gold are somehow going to have to help. You're going to have weird hell dimension uh, refugees are looking for like you know sanctuary from their you know the the demon assassin that's after them. Like that's crazy fucked up shit. Yeah, I again, I, we'll see. We'll see what goes on well, and how it goes. Old man wants to be sent back to the year 1842. Now, I, I don't think you'll ever get any of that. I think no, I'm that just saying gonna be, along I'm not the saying lines. Just, I don't even think we're going to get along the lines. I think that you're going to just be on the run from Omnison, and they're never really going to do anything except for little jokes. Like, you'll see them come out of a portal, 
hey, that was crazy in the hell dimension. Man, you know, high five. And then go and do just this stuff again. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what goes on. Now, one thing that I thought was cool is the last solicited, the solicits came out today. That in there, they actually end up being seemingly have to stop a villain, Blue Beetle. Jaime Reyes. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, but the, the cover of that. So we'll see what that is, but you know, and, and tie that in. Maybe the reach have taken it. over his magic slash alien technology again. Now nah, it just looks like Jaime Reyes is doing things and people think that he's bad or something. And that's how the solicit played out like Black it's a mis- Beetle. Mis- deal. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. But as it is now, I guess maybe I just wanted more from this book. I wanted something. Oh, I definitely wanted the, more because even you know, the way that's presented, it's and not stuff clever. Them. No, and it's it's not. It's heavy handed. I do like Kevin Maguire did the Justice League book, the Justice League International deal, uh, does the art in the one sequence, the booster or Blue Beetle sequence. He does that. So that's pretty cool seeing that which is that, funny that because vibe. if you read this and have not read the just league of america series you know back in 97 when these characters were on the team you need to go back to that like issue number four when booster would show up because now. when you have the little flashbacks here to see what would happen booster looks very good even with the popped collar look and stuff like that you need to go back and see how plain jane almost ridiculous he looked in the 80s and like this uh, this style of art and stuff is. like that with kevin mcguire because we've come a long way baby yeah and and it, it legitimately wasn't the Justice League of America. It was yeah. just Justice League because they ended up changing that and uh, then went to JLI very quickly because they it was the weird deal. It's also the first appearances of uh, Maxwell Lord mm-hmm. where he ends up recruiting everybody and all that. Uh, the, the funny thing is when they called it that they didn't want to call it Justice League of America because they were just coming off that Detroit nonsense yeah. with Vibe doing his break dancing all over the place. But again, it, it, this. It's that was a different weird. vibe, like, though. Yeah, He's dead now. It's weird. Like, that vibe, actually, if you see him walking down the street, you might think that, uh, what's Dick Grayson doing in that old costume? They, they really look alike, right? They can well, not only it that, up. but, like, even when you look at, either, like, one of the original Nightwing costumes, like, even their fashion sense, it's fucking out there. Oh, it's so crazy. The disco wing. I'm telling you, the thing is, if Nightwing came out, if Nightwing came out with his original costume, all pop collar, deep V and shit like that, and you had vibe, come out, I might as well just be able to call him Flamebird. Seriously, wouldn't it be cool though if they came out of like a portal? Like, there's a story. They come out of like a portal of time. What's going on, kids? Uh, but you know, the, the thing is, again, if you're listening and you get mad, like, oh, you know, Jim and Eric, this is supposed to be a fun book, yeah. But it's not. It, it, to us, it's not only because it is heavy-handed. It seems to not have a real purpose except, hey, everybody, blue and gold. Look at us. Crazy. And that's the thing. It's stuck in time. It's a period. It's, it's a thing of a time that's not that time anymore, and we're not doing anything new with it. Like we even talked about in the first issue where we had advanced these characters to a point where we could take them seriously. Booster had evolved. Fuck, Ted had died, but it's come back, and he maybe has evolved, but – we're back to square one, essentially, with these people. 40 years of continuity. No, we're just dealing with fucking goofballs again because of that. I swear it's because of that one goddamn thing in, like, uh, Heroes in Crisis where it's just bros before heroes, and that's why we have this. I'm also – I'm telling you, I think that there's a deal. At one point, you know, you had DC that had to put an edict out. No more Batgirling yeah. the DCU. I have a feeling that some of this it, – it, this feels, again, like the – 
hey, Nightwing's really kicking with this, you know, fan service deal and do it like that. We'll have that. But it doesn't have that heart or feel. That's the to thing. It. I love these characters, but I want them to like they can joke around and have fun and be have goofy shit. They need to be taken seriously, though, because some fucked up shit has happened and their timelines have changed. Their continuities have changed. And where do we leave? Because we're just coming off of this whole thing where everything matters. But like there's a lot of things that tell you like happened. Like that, it doesn't. Exactly. Except for the 80s. And and you got when when you had that idea of Ted losing his money and all, Dad, I didn't do it. like okay, like we were getting, but then it just kind of went off from there to like, well, let's go to Wacky Land now. I I'll never be able to come up with anything that I'll say. Well, it's like these two. Everything I bring up, you're going to be like, oh, I'd love to see that again. You know, <laughs> I, I like seeing you know a lot of things, like, especially if it's wacky. <laughs> this reminds me of all of a sudden Shoot, you turn me, on the me, television. Baby. And Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd, we're wild and crazy guys. And they're doing no, all that stuff I don't want to see that because I have seen that recently because they keep doing that every couple of years. And, and I'm doesn't like, it make you're a bunch of old eyes, men. Right? Please stop or, doing that. Again, it's like when they go, hey, let's do a commercial you, and get, get Wayne and Garth back. Oh, and God, do please the stop. People, Wayne's what that's what this reminds me of. But I also think that if you're going to play this, I think that the play would have been cool if you're just going for laughs or jokes or whatever. With this version that you're going with this almost like, not a parody, but oh my god, yanked out. It's almost like the Brady Bunch movie, where you just play it up that they are kind of out of time. Yeah, Booster, you can make them out, but have them not well, really be being able to... You can to, make that that way in your own mind. That's what I'm saying, it. yeah. And, and, but make I don't it read so it that, that way. they can't figure out like i'd love to see a booster like everybody who looks like their assholes just being like 80s nostalgic yeah yeah that and also like booster has just discovered the internet just discovered you know the idea of he's from Twitter the 25th century yeah but that would be funny to and say again that that's Twitter the thing went, is, got shut down or we, something. D- we do this thing where we're talking about it like i don't care for the interaction between them because it's, i love the concept of you know the unreliable narrator and how we're going to be seeing that the way it's presented was not good at all because you didn't have enough of a changer. You pretty much just substituted the characters each time and they, them saying the same thing the other person said yeah, previously it was over and over again. Dialogue. It was, that and was weird. The worst part, though, is I just hate the idea of Skeets coming and live streaming this and you have the people that are on the comments and what they're saying. You, you can just not read them because I it's, don't anymore. It's just I, nonsense. I, realized I, I went back because I'm like, okay, GG was Guy Gardner. I thought it was Golden Glider. That was me because it was gold. But, you know, oh, and they're like, oh, man, it was Guy Gardner all along. And the, the, I don't need that. I said in my review that you get such big hits as that Superman's thing. I'm like, go yeah. to hell. You're, you're almost giving me the idea of like we don't like a lot of times. Oh, rip from the headlines. This Internet stuff and the Twitter beeping up and all that. It reminds me how much I hate to like it's not making me laugh. I'm like. I hate people. I hate this social media nonsense. And it doesn't add to the story at all. It just ends up and being just stay off it for stuff. a day. Yeah. No, I can't do that now. I'll just for a day, Jim. everything. I'll stay off. You stay off just for a night. Done. That. Yeah, bing, bing bong you. But yeah, with all of that, what do you give this? I still like the art in this a lot. And I like the idea of it, you know, where we're going with the blue and gold restorations. I just wish there was... So much more going on in this because the idea is fun, especially going back and harkening back the unreliable narrator. Love the concept, but this is still just a six out of ten for me. Yeah, I'm a six out of ten as well. I just I'm looking at I'm not going to spoil anything from solicits, but it like, looks like it you looks, always do. No, I'm saying just issue six. I was trying to look at the solicit. I wanted to read you the Jaime Reyes one because I thought it was cool. This is you know two issues now, issue six, where you have after their first day on the job. 
they're stuck in space. I'm, uh, we'll see how this goes. I, I just think that you're not going to really get much. It's there for like window dressing, haha, not, you know, in the belly laugh, haha. I think it's, if it's I can funny to me it right. too with the idea of everything matters and what we're hearkening back to with blue and gold and their history and stuff like that because we are essentially just pulling them right out of the 80s with Justice League and stuff. But like later on when they're talking about who's the better hero based on what they can do, like I have a flight ring, I got these repul- like you know these uh these blasters. I'm like there was a time in the 90s when you didn't have all this stuff and Ted had to build you an exosuit to wear around. Cool to and like up. the thing though that really gets me. And now that I'm thinking of it, because I'm looking at this <laughs> number six solicit where it looks like they're on the Omnis on home planet and they end up having wacky. Uh, the idea that the best part of this was where Ted turns down the Justice League because they don't want Booster. You know, hey, we want you, Ted. Not be- Oh, well, and I can't do it because that showed you the love these characters have since then. They've just been in this weird, wacky comedy at odds deal. You know, almost like they're strangling each other, like Homer uh, does to Bart and things like that. And I thought that this might have been a better play. But I would have rather have had this play of how much they love each other and how much they do care for each other and go back and forth with, you know, showing us why. Bruce has been a piece of crap this whole time. But Ted, he's almost like a psychopath with the lack of emotions he has. That's the weird thing is Ted really had that emotions when, you know, oh, dad, I messed up. Then talking. What did he take between them? Because now he's just goofy. Ted, it was just like it's called goofballs, Jim. They're illegal. Goofballs, everyone. Maybe the prescribed. His character, and I think maybe that's the deal that I get. I I expected Booster, but Ted had started off as almost a grounded deal. Like, okay, we'll have crazy Booster, but Ted, but now Ted's crazy too, and it doesn't feel like the setup that we had where I thought we were going to get some feels and some real emotion from these two as they figure out what they're going to do going forward. Uh, it's just it's it's kind of a shame. Now again, we can mention the idea that you do have you know Guy Gardner show up with his ring working, whatever. We're we're not going to get too much into One black that. Blackguard, so much more. Yeah, yeah, that that actually would have been good. I'm I want you, him to be sitting at home in his piece of shit apartment, laying low, or whatever, seeing this on the TV, and he goes freaking armors up and goes busting down the door to really show them what happened. How about they do that? You know, and you end up having him come out. I mean, and you know, his name is Richard Hertz. Eric, yeah. there, there's the joke there. And sure he is. goes, and then we find out that Ted and Booster, they're not as dumb as – that was the plan. They actually caught him because they would've knew that amazing. would rile them up and they'd take him. That was their first job. They actually showed that they were already on the case, Eric. That would have been great. I mean, seriously. Where if Les Skeets plays it that way. I took a lot of pride giving you an idea that you thought would uh, elevate the Black Mana book. Boy, you just gave me something that I think would have been an awesome issue. It would have been, and it would have shown you that their dumb back and forth and ridiculousness served a purpose and actually because they really are worth being the Justice League. Yeah, yeah, and then they go off, and then you have at the end where they. They just keep arguing as they walk away because then they they actually brought some things up. But they, the it is, would have been awesome, and that's how I would have played it in. Because at the end, where when when Blackguard showed up in his little shitty apartment, I would have had a little editor's note. This place takes place before Suicide Squad number one, where he dies. Yeah, yeah, that would have been awesome because that's that where he cool. goes. He gets recruited to the Suicide Squad when he gets arrested in blue and yeah, gold. Because it all makes sense. He gets arrested. <laughs> no, it is. That's great. And then he with dies that, and goes to hell. Okay, you have that. Then then that even explains. Well, we wouldn't have Guy Gardner show up in that anyway. But yeah, still, don't yeah, need Guy Gardner. There would have been the reason why he went to the Suicide Squad movie and became Pete Davidson. Oh my goodness gracious, Richard you Hurts, it, Pete you Davidson. Made it all, you made it all work, Eric. 
Holy crap, why aren't you in Hollywood? Holy moly. I mean, at least, Luke at least he's waiting, Eric. I, I meant in Luke Hollywood. I haven't had enough drinks yet. Oh, Bing yeah. bong. No, really? You, you don't need that many drinks. You see that PlayStation sweater he had on the other day that he put no, in black? Every podcast that I'm on now, I have to throw shade at that sweater. Everybody likes it. I thought it was. He said he was the belle of the ball. It's just a PlayStation sweater. I don't even know what that means. It's just a sweater with a PlayStation it symbol had the on PlayStation it. PlayStation symbols and stuff okay. on it. He was there at the pub. I'm like, I don't know. I thought he'd get Speaking beat up of, or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's where you're going. Up. That's where you're <laughs> heading. I actually thought because I was out and about, I had to take Logan to uh, basketball tryouts, and when you said. uh Hey, when are we starting? And I said six. I actually thought that I got this weird, not even vibe from you. I got this weird idea. I'm like, Betty's going out tonight and this is going to, but I wasn't home or else I would have. Oh, no. The thing is, I had no plans of going out. It's just as we were wrapping up this whole thing, my buddy Rich just sent me a message. Hey, you going to the pub? Well, I hadn't planned on it, but you twist my arm. Why not? Right? You and Dick Hurts. Worst part is like 30 degrees outside. And I'm like, no, like, do you want us to pick you up? No, I'm still recording. I'll be out in a bit, though. All right. I'll be out. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up there. We'll wrap this up. But hey, uh, what is your. There's so much potential, though, to this series, and it's just a goofball outing. Just the weird thing of just sitting here and just goofing around and saying something made it a, a pretty darn good I idea know. for how we could have done that. Like, oh, my God. Can you imagine and if we just put play our, with our massive art. minds to it, Eric? Just play I, with the art more where because they keep getting more and more angry at each other. It turns gets like, more and more, it gets more exaggerated and, yeah. where all of a sudden Booster has giant buck teeth or That's something along the wait. lines. Or, yeah, what, when Ted's telling Booster's just like really getting crazy. Like, yeah, I'd like that. I because it's just the that. same dialogue. Bing, yeah, yeah, it is. And, and when you get the idea of that, hey, you know something about metal? I'm like, yeah, I kind of do now <laughs> the third time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Wh- where's freaking Mercury to tell us what freaking he's, metal he's is? He's actually standing right here on my shelf in front of me. Um, is he? You have him right here? next you, to you, Iron, yeah. You know that that is the only metal that's liquid at room temperature. I, I have Eric. a Did lot you know of DC that? figures in we front of me and off to the sides anymore. of me. We, we need that back. You're right. We, we need, need another Metal Men book. We don't. Maybe oh. we do. I don't know. It never does well. Blue and gold and metal. Actually, I think that they're like when you ended up having Dan DiDio get fired from D.C., uh, a single tear was shed by each metal man because they know they're done. (laughs) Like Nobody's bringing that shit up again. The only time you'll ever see him is in maybe coming up like a big crisis or something where you you throw out everybody there. Oh, metal men, there they are. Uh, Yes, Eric. But what is your book of the week? My book of the week is a tie this week between Nubia and the Amazons and Nightwing. Mine is a tie between Superman, Son of Kella and Nightwing. So we are going with that. And I think even Aquaman, uh, The Becoming might even be in there as well. I think I gave three sevens. I don't know. I think you might have gone down. No, I think I went down a little. You convinced me to go down. I think we both did 6.8 out of the Yeah, that was the deal. We did. You're right. I have my notes here so I can remember. And the killer you, dreams. Yes, you ended up and killing nightmares. my dreams there and giving me nightmares. But yeah, so Nightwing. And I, again, I think that Tom, T- both are Tom Taylor issues. I didn't even get the connection you. with the deal, but Love I think that, that Tom boy. Taylor did a, a good job of getting crumbs and making it into at least half a loaf of bread in that Nightwing. You didn't use right? it for a casserole or something? No. Maybe some sloppy well, joes. Maybe what I would actually use it for is to like top. Sloppy joe. I, I would probably. Joe. I don't know. So <laughs> no, crumbs, no, that just makes sense. No, bread I'm crumbs. No, I put them on of. top of the uh, mac and cheese. Maybe. Okay, I was actually good, thinking right? when you like mix it in with the meat to make a patty or something like that. For some reason, with sloppy joe. I don't do that. Actually, I end up just pure meat, Eric. Just like me and my dating. 
uh, I, end up, what that means. I end up making smash burgers of the things that I like. And way back, if you remember, uh, near the beginning of the shutdown, I ended up starting that process. I should have stopped at one point because I ate a lot of it. I haven't eaten red meat actually in a bit because of this. But I ended up sending you a picture of one of my burgers. I mean, you actually gave me a compliment and said that looked really good. Because it was recall a smash burger. It was way back there. Do you remember, I, do you remember, remember you like I sent you some ago? other things that you really, like, that looks disgusting. Well, I forget what it was. Right at the beginning of the pandemic when I was doing this weird, like, you know, sloppy Joe burgers where I was making, like, a weird sloppy Joe, but putting in all the fixings of burgers into a big old mashup that you then put on a bun. And that was really good, but I think I got... I gained a shitload of weight making these every day to That's try to get a perfect to recipe. Chanya ended up showing me a YouTube channel where this guy makes smash burgers. And that and you say that. I don't know what a smash burger is. Basically, is is what I do is I get is a little piece. you and the piece. guy from Smash Mouth cook together? Yeah, and then we kiss. We end right. up where you get a ball of meat, right? Right. And you just end up, and I have, I actually have a flat spatula that doesn't have like the you know, the space is in it. Well, no, okay. some of them have the I space. This is like one of those that you'd have like the short order cook yeah, 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 doing yeah. it because I'm shorter. So you end up where you put it on there. Now, here is here's a little tip. I, I, know, I know what your superhero name is, a short order cook. <laughs> short order cook. All right. The heat is on, I yell. Uh, you end up, who wants to sizzle? I, you end up, you get a ball of meat. Then you get your pan, you get it really hot, get searing, right? You put the ball of meat down. Don't smash it yet. Put it as a ball. Let it sit for a second. Then turn it around because then you have a little bit of cook at the top. Uh Then you press it down completely to almost paper thin of a burger, which cooks very quickly. And then you kind of go and you you end up putting a lot of, and you would like it, a lot of onions underneath as well. I'd have to, at some point, I'll have to make something for you and eat it in your, you know, I'll give you a video because <laughs> we don't see each other. <laughs> but say, like, what's this no, it here? ends up, it's really, really good. And uh, I've made way too many. And then I was trying to perfect the art. Yeah, happens, and it was not you don't, good for me. And the thing is, you got to eat them. You're not going to let them go to Damn waste. Damn right, I do. Well, you have to test it out. And I, I was, yeah. eat, I was, t- I'm telling you, I was eating double smash burgers four times a day. Sounds and amazing. Holy crap, I'm, I'm starting like to have me a Burger King. Here. Again, this is why at one point my blood pressure was like 240 over 120. I don't 120. think that's why. Eh, I've seen your home life. Hereditary, Eric. <laughs> I actually, on uh, Monday, I have to go and get some blood work and get some tests done, Eric. They, they think that maybe I died two weeks ago. No, I end up, maybe this will get me my medicine. <laughs> I end up, I have to do this blood work and stuff like that, and hopefully that'll have me. Because then we'll, we won't have as much as this nonsense tonight, right? Where I'm talking about You this, I've never noticed a difference. Yeah, maybe. I think you're a bit mm. more hyper on the medicine is all. Well, I don't know. Today I'm really hyper, actually. I drank a lot of that Death Wish coffee today. Didn't you and tell I me how tired you were when we got on? I, again, well, once we started... I got dress me, up. No, remember I told you I didn't feel very good. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, and I, I don't. I haven't felt good this week. Uh, I had a little bit of a, a sore throat. And, yeah, me too. Um, and at this one point this week, uh, Logan had a sore throat. And we didn't have any cough drops. So I said, well, we have a lot of lollipops. Why don't you have lollipops? And he's like, it's not the same. I'm like, no, it's kind of the same. There's really not that much medicine. Just like the the idea, a grown man. Got a lot of lollipops. Damn right we do, because they ended up getting a ton of this weird Halloween candy. Now, this is uh, different. These are charms, but they're little like dum-dums and actually have some unique flavors, Eric. Like birthday cake. That it, it tickles That's my weird. fancy, it does. 
I'm a grown man. I'm there with the lollipop. What, what am I, Telly Savalas? Who loves you, baby? I'm walking around. And then people are like, nobody. <laughs> That's uh, the thing. It's like, no, nobody loves you. Oh, and I'm no. like, oh, they don't love me. <laughs> oh, who loves me, baby? Telly didn't have this problem. Yeah, Telly didn't. I mean, and that's also the idea that, you know, I like that sort of deal, just like I said. Well, skip the Telly Savalas Kojak. I'm more a Beretta because I have a cock or two. There's, there's, uh, uh, I like the cock of check. two. <laughs> cock of two. I messed it up. <laughs> I need the medicine, Eric. Punch no, that doesn't help. In. Is, is that what it is? The cock Bing of two? Bing bong. Oh, Eric, uh, next week we have a bunch of books, right? Sure do. We we looked at this plethora of books, as people call them again. And said and it's said, nothing compared oh to the week God. after that. <laughs> we have a lot, but the week after that, annuals week, holy moly. Patreon only Patreon annuals only week episode. Week. I hear that that is no limitation. So who knows what goes on that? Yeah, really. They were just, you know, commenting on my size. The the uh the guys at Logan actually and I just as an announcement shout out he made the varsity basketball team and so when he went to go and he he said he, they lined everybody up by size <laughs> he's like he goes I don't know if you realize Jed but it was it was embarrassing because they had all these guys and then at the end I'm like a foot less than I I know what you're talking I about there pal son, my boy I know what just you're like saying me. right but yeah yeah he ended up and they basically they were yelling at him though because. He likes to to pass, right? And they're like, no, you're making the team to shoot. You're shooting threes. When you get the ball, you better shoot. So he's all nervous. That's the shout out. But it made me laugh when he's like, they never would have done this to you, Deb. Where they, I said, they used to do that every day in homeroom when I was, in, and I was just so much shorter than everyone. Is, and they never did until you joined the class. They did it to shame you. Damn right. They're like, look at this asshole thinks he's big stuff. Look at, hey, little big man, get over here. Look at you. Put you in your place. Big man sweatshirt. Here's what. Oh. I I think of the the I have a picture. I I wish I could find that picture of me in the little in the big man sweater. Yeah. Just the look of of happiness that I had on my face in this picture. Until I you I'm like, outside what happened it. to the your soul there, little Jimmy? Because well, yeah. you walked outside and it was crushed yeah. instantly. And it was. Hey, big man. And, and I think that that's oh, no. the thing that I think of when I do get very upset, even reading like a comic or a manga or something where bullying is involved, because I remember just the. The idea of how much, like, oh, my God, everybody's going to love this. It's going to be great. And then they just made fun of me. And I was, oh, my, <laughs> everything was dashed. And then right there, just a little bit of my humanity was stripped away. Each little time that was gone, Eric, until I was left with this husk of a man. Husk of a man. Here are the books next week. Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, number two. Ah, oh, Deep Target. You re- ready for that? Right? Why does Deep Target sound like some 70s porn? I, you say I, like that. It. I think it sounds like an 80s action movie. It does that as well, but aren't they one and the same? You end up having Catwoman, number 37. Oh, my God. I wonder what Fear State's up to there. This is, is going to be. Is it Fear State tie-in? I think it might be. So if you're sick, continues on. Yeah, well, we'll see. I, I actually, I think that what this is because you only have a bad time is what it is. Yeah, well, that it is. But yeah, this, and I think we have a December issue for Renvy, and then he's done. So I would guess that this would be a book where he's just going to be tying up some more of them loose ends and leaving town, or at least Alley Town. 
We heard in that Batman issue that Alleytown is fine and dandy. So what do you we'll think see. those peacekeepers were going? Because all we saw was like, hey, the, the riots in Alleytown yeah. stop right now. It's just peacekeepers jetting off. Yeah, and that I the way you say it is what I actually – I'm glad you said that because I'm reading it. And I just get this thing where they're just there and they're like, hey, everybody, it's like the end of the war. They're like, oh, my God, I'm good. And then they're just like, all right, let's go. I just go imagine with all these peacekeepers that came out of nowhere working for the magistrate, it's just going to be like we had at the end of the Joker where, like, there were people putting on Joker ma- a clown yeah. mask and doing all that. People are just going to take off their peacemaker, maker ma- or peacekeeper mask. And I'm like, we don't know don't who's know. a peacekeeper and who's not. Next thing you know, you didn't realize peacekeeper the ATM machine was a cyber. You're the trying peacekeeper to get the money out, the and he's going to get you, right? Yeah, really, Peacekeeper Hunter. I'm telling you, all of a sudden you find out your VCR was doing bad shit in Veer State. I knew was it was, doing the I, I put the stuff. bad tapes in there. I shouldn't have told That's anybody. Right. No, you, you put the slime in. I did. It all works I out. There. It, no more. it all works out. I'm sitting there. I'm like, where the fuck did my microwave go? Oh, shit. He got the Lazarus resin. I was only heating it up. And then all of a sudden he went off and now he's in the fucking Sky Base 1. Oh, you did. I need a new microwave. Not because mine became a cyber error, it's because mine broke. And I realized that I really need a microwave only to heat my coffee up. That's all I need it for, but it's driving me nuts. Checkmate number six. Finale. Checkmate. We're finally going to find out who the enigmatic Mr. King is. There's a lot of polls up for that. Who knows? I I don't have a guess, Eric. I I don't. I mean, that's the thing. Boy, I don't, Eric. I, no way. It would be like the last thing I thought of. Here we go. Next is DC versus Vampires number two. Who ordered the steak? Who ordered the steak, Eric? Who did order the steak? I don't Nothing is right about this podcast. I the hope fucking that I noise can, is back. <laughs> I, I hope I can get more on board with that uh, second issue. I, I thought that the first one, it didn't hit very well with me, and then some guys who shaded me on the site, and I had to put him in his place there. He Did didn't you? come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have one last reader. Deathstroke, Inc., number three. I hope that I get on board with that. A lot of these things, I just... It's weird, too, because... Gone are the days of your Eric, where a lot of times you get like, well, oh, my, my God, this gone. first issue is the greatest. I can't wait. You kind of got that with that... Uh, the Dark Knights of the Steels. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I will say that I do like that. We have uh, also Detective Comics number 1045, Fear State. Who who knows what's going to happen? I seen the comic. I, I don't know what you doing. You went on and on at the beginning of this whole thing. Fear State's it over. Never deal with that shit again. But this stuff is all retroactive. It's so over. Next we week, see how it we're ends. We're going to back to Magistrate City. Oh, yeah, you save this, but I don't even know that that Detective Comics ever even felt like it was. It, it's more of eyeball state. Hugh you Vile. Roly poly Hugh Vile state. Mouth monster state. Mouth monsters kaiju, Eric. I don't know. Harley Quinn number nine. Fear State. <laughs> These are all weird timings, but I don't know. I, I have no idea how these things come and play out if they are actually going to delve deep, but we end up having keepsake and stuff. You know, you still have to kind of tie up some things, but we'll see. Robin number eight, that's a book that we do like. I'm just going to say now, book of the week for me. Okay. And I just, I know it. Isn't it? I decide I know. I ahead listen of time. to the podcast. Even though, do you? No, you well, I was there for the okay, first time. You were there. <laughs> Test Force Z number two. We'll see if there's more explanation. I want to find out more about this. Yeah, Yeah, I want to find more out. And I hope that it's not the idea of the mystery is lack of information. I hope that this is a setup to give us more information as we go. And also, 
Like I said, Flash number 776, that was delayed. It was supposed to come out this week, got pushed to next week. So and I that hope is I like this issue more enjoy. than the last one because I've caught a lot of shit. Well, I'm not like, caught a lot of shit. People have just really liked The Flash more than I have lately. And I hope I can get back on track with that because I really like that book. But the last two issues in my mind have been down issues. But we're back to Starbreaker and Eclipso shit probably. That's a hot take, Eric. It's not a hot take. I have to use it, Eric. I'm contractually obligated. Really Let's see what it is. Still pretty lame. You're lame, Eric. Uh, Holy crap. Yeah, I want to. I think, I think that we get back to the uh, Eclipso stuff, and that's big stuff. That could end up being pretty cool, so we'll see. Go for it. Uh, but I'm looking. Catwoman looks I like yes. I know why Eclipso is in that cosmic glaive. Cat, yeah, really. Catwoman, I just like when you say glaive. Catwoman I feel is like I'm saying it wrong every time. Fear state issue so yeah i guess i was wrong i i forgot all about that these kind of tie-ins didn't end up but it's kind of a weird timing anyway still I say pretty lame detective comics that's fear state and the cover says open wide no it says it says to you eric open wide as i'm grabbing a bologna sandwich do you think that's sexy at all is that sexy no. to you at all i, don't know I what say that means. open wide and i'm making a bologna sandwich I don't know why I'm laughing at it. It makes me giggle uh, thinking of you there wondering what I'm doing. As you think I'm going to do something bad, but yet I'm making a bologna sandwich. And it freak- that would freak you out more, right? If the I was thing just is, there. I'm not going to open wide just because you tell me to. <laughs> you wouldn't? If no. I just said that, if I had a tongue depressor, would you just have that? But why am I trying to make you sad? <laughs> am I? Am I? And uh, looking at it, Harley. Quinn, the cover, yeah, it's Keepsake Rising. That's so we're going to have a Fear State whole section we next week as well, section. even though you proclaimed over and over again Fear State's it's over. It's over. I saw Finale. That's what I'm going with. I mean, really, what's going to, is there anything possibly going to happen where I'm like, holy shit, I think that thing's going to turn Keepsake around. Keepsake fucking rips this whole thing this, wide open. Okay, here's what I want to ask you, just as a final, you know, dick print on all of that. Is there anything that you thought at the end of that fear step that you're like, oh my god, I don't think this is real. I think that Detective Comics showed me something different, or something in Harley, or something in Catwoman. Catwoman, we wanted more of the naive Ivy, but we're not oh, yeah. going to get it. And if we do, it's going to be real odd. But you end up showing that these tie-ins meant nothing, where you're allowed to just throw shit in after the event's over and just say, and, and really, in this whole one. thing, I want to see how the Riddler and Penguin and Dick Catwoman over. That that would be. I wonder if we're gonna. That's something. That's actually something that you're right. I want to see that as well. That would be cool. Hopefully we'll get that. Hopefully we'll see that. You would think that that would be the big thing of the issue. We left last who knows? Issue. Who knows, Eric? Uh, do you think? Do you think that the Riddler is good or bad by the end? But like, what is the definition? Like, is it good if he's with Catwoman? That's a hot take, that, Eric. That's a question. I'm saying that's a hot take question. I don't know. So I'm saying he's bad. Still, no oh, he's still he's bad. Yeah. Uh, and also, I'm one of the gods of the Themyscira. You can only ask me one question, Eric. And I may not answer. You better you watch didn't. out. I know. I, because I'm fickle like the gods. Eric. I'm flighty. I am. You're an uh, asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. I almost hit that. But I'll, I'll give you that. Bing bong. You hate that bing bong. I just don't understand it. You hate it. it so much. I'll send you the video that it's from. and, and you'll get watch a, it. Yeah, you will. You'll watch it because you'll love it. You will love it. You will f- say to you'll message me back. Thank you for giving me this. My Thank life you for putting this fucking bing bong complete. in my life. Thank you for the bing bongs that you'll say. 
Uh, but two of those books will be on the Patreon spotlight, which you can go and listen to at patreon.com slash weird science. And again, mentioning that next week we have the regular podcast, the week after annuals week, Be- and we have the not- Patreon only. This page better not take any of those bad books, though, because I still need a Fear State entire section Bing next bong. week just to freaking you, shove it in your stupid face. There you go. You just ruined it, Eric. <laughs> you just ruined it. Uh, looking at that, I'll look. I'll give you what I think that they will pick. No. Here, and you know, whatever I say goes. I know what they're going to pick again. They're going to go, well, there's a wild card. Wild card, Aquaman, baby. Aquaman, Green Hour, Deep Target's a wild card. Because I think Destro and Deep nuts. Target are going to be the front picks. No, I think it's DC versus Vampires and Tesla C again. I okay. think that it will be pretty much that throughout the whole run of those. I think they so. got their fill already. It's no longer the spooky season. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you think that's the problem? Well, maybe, maybe. But I don't know. They like Robin a lot. So do I, but they never pick it. You're right, though. Death, Deathstroke, Inc. and Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target would drive me insane, Eric. That, that, at least if we continue getting what we got. But again, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, I Cheetah. didn't like the first the issue. The but I hope we get some answers. I hope we see something that will kind of give me something to grab onto with that. Besides the idea, it's seven issues, so it must be Hypertime. out of continuity. I still say when you're changing timelines and things at the end, you can give that wink, wink. Oh, it's in continuity because we were doing something wacky that ended up getting solved by the end. So basically, Doesn't the make whole sense story still. isn't in continuity. But then by the end, just like Mister Miracle, it was all. I'm a telling dream you, the thing is, now you can tell me it's in continuity because the way that Aquaman in the in the body of Oliver Queen and Deep Target, the way he that he got to Atlantis from Seattle was through the same gateway that Lucia used to find Jackson this issue. Maybe. I'm telling you, the idea of changing the timeline ends up wackiness, changing things. I don't know. I don't know. The the weird thing is, I got is, no is time for hyper time. The too. weird thing is, is that it's almost like Brandon Thomas thinks that because of where Aquaman grows up, that changes the ocean of where no Atlantis was there, where Atlantis was. You can't sure change is. it up. But he seems to want to change the idea. Okay, if Oliver's Aquaman, then that means Pacific Ocean because it doesn't really make sense to me overall. And I'm really worried. I had problems with that first issue. Me and you both had while we were talking about it. The idea of saying Aquaman, Oliver, Green Arrow, Arthur, and you kind of want to kind of talk and you get all mixed up in your mind. And then they, and you said he also makes them look exactly alike still. And then it's just ridiculous. We'll see. We'll see if it, it, it comes through. But yeah, there's some cool books though. We get, you know, like I said, spooky season books, Robin. And then in the coming up in the annuals week, we finally do end up getting that Justice League Incarnate book that we've been looking forward to. So that's cool. And a shitload of annuals. Oh my God. Again, that'll be on the Patreon only. So again, that's something to let everybody know. Also, if you love this here podcast and all of the great things that we talked about, uh, you can get it a day early. If you go on the Patreon, I end up, when we're done here, I go right to editing, and it comes up on Saturday night. So you get a day ahead of things. And oh, a shit, you even had a shows. section come out earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, actually, if we end up having a lot of books and we end up recording on Friday, I'll always put that those Friday books as like a special Oh, you always do that? I just thought you really thought it was a good section. No, I always do that. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people thought. I, I ended up thinking back, and I'm like, nah, I don't know. Sometimes it is pretty fun because when we, we end up that Saturday seems like, you know, fun and games time. I don't know Friday. why. It's, it almost, it's Friday, but it also feels like it's like 
Okay, that's it's not work time. It's something I don't know why. It makes me feel goofy. Yeah. Not like tonight. I was pure serious, laser focused. I still think of that that guy who tweeted us about that. I'm like, ooh, we're so far away from that. <laughs> that idea that we had the laser focus at one point. That laser focus left me. I don't have my medicine, but that's it. Don't that blame is that. the end of the podcast. I'll blame everything, including you. I can't focus with your is, you can blame sexy me. face right there on the on the Zoom call. Look at you. So Look happening? at you waving to me. Oh, my goodness gracious, Eric. Hi, I'm waving to you now. You want to see my DC Mego figures? I, if that is what I think it is, yes. Okay. I really do. Here's my dick. Oh, there you go. Oh, a Nightwing. Oh my God, that's a joke. Eric. That's a <laughs> that's that's a comic book sexy joke. Oh yes, you know yeah, what I'm going to kiss my my. Oh, I almost hurt myself, and I hit my mic. Are you still there? Everybody's here. Okay, that's Actually, it, everybody. No, nobody is. That's what I'm doing. I'm saying goodbye so that at the end, it's just me and you. We can talk amongst ourselves. Everybody's gone, Eric. I hate you, fucking guts. <laughs> oh yes, but. I do think that at some point coming up, we haven't seen each other in at least six years now. I think me and you are due for a trip to get one of them turkey sandwiches because I was thinking about that the other well, You've day. talked about that for years and we've never done it. I know of it. It's about time. And it's I don't even know you. what your COVID things are like this year. So if it's even open. <laughs> eh, nobody guessed about that anymore. It seems, you know, I don't know. I'd have to check. I'd have to check. I did find out a... um. A life hack, which is almost like an anti-life hack. Is it hack called showering? It. No, it's the Shady Maple. One Eric, day you'll figure you, that out. If you go to the Shady Maple Buffet and go for breakfast and then want to stay and then want to stay for lunch, you actually just go to the customer service and only have to pay the difference. So it'd be like four more bucks than to stay for lunch Why would as well. I stay for lunch when this guy done because all you can breakfast? <laughs> I saw a guy who was doing it for a video. He actually, the video was like him reviewing all the day. He stayed all the days. He did. He separates those into different days, but the I thing know. is, I'm no, never going there just because it's an hour and a half away. I'm not yeah. driving an hour and a half to go hour to the buffet. ten minutes, Eric. But yeah, Logan wants to go again. Uh, but yeah, maybe I'll take you someday. I you don't can fall go. asleep in the back. But then you'd be with my kids who legitimately, when they're done, take off their pants and go home in their undies. <laughs> Bunch <laughs> of savages. That is true. I yell at them every time, but they do it. But that's it. That's it, everybody. Shady Maple. Ah, uh, yes. It, maybe I'll get a free meal out of this. Somehow. Maybe. Sponsored Lover by Wednesday. Shady Maple. Shady Maple. Stuff your They're fucking face with Amish foods. You like dried corn? You no. can get it there. You like rolls? Well, that means well, yeah, you're a fine. rookie. You like the mashed potatoes, does you? Or the pot pies? Yeah. You like the beef brisket? Do you like bacon? Not over an hour away, we I don't got it all. You like you like the apple turnovers? Well, turn over your butt ass and get here. I should do the commercial, My right? butt ass. Y- you like peas? <laughs> they no. have them there. <laughs> like, yeah, we got those. All right, I guess. You, you like the fried shrimp, does you? You're just naming oh, food goodness. now. I don't understand. Okay. You like the hamburgers and the pizza. You, you couldn't name something that isn't on that. You like a swift kick in the balls? We got it. Just ask for Larry and give an extra five bucks. Right? Yeah. There we go. Everybody, ah, that is it. Thanks, everybody, goodness. for this. I, I actually saying that I was all excited. Now I'm tired and I'm yeah. getting I'm getting really goofy. But with all that, I don't want to be goofy. I want to say thanks, everybody. Thanks for it. J-Man, happy birthday again. Happy to birthday. To the J's man. I don't know if he's still listening, but if he is, I hope that his 
uh, you know, father and mother-in-law gave him some good presents, Eric. Even though he's a grown man, he shouldn't really care for that. What does that mean? You don't like receiving things just because you don't get any presents? I don't get shit. Exactly. I'm a a man. Imagine how happy you would be if you did. I wouldn't, because I'd, I'd probably, and then I'd have to thank people. And who wants to get thanked nowadays, right? Everybody. The way that we live this life, you have to today, hug and kiss them. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I go with it. I'm a very touchy feely guy, Eric, which I'm not. Uh, Logan, I ended up dropping him off for the tryouts yesterday. And I said, Hey, I hope you do good. I love you. And he just looked at me like, what? And walked away. I'm like, all right, asshole. Let's keep this professional, daddy. I'm going to roll down the window. Fuck you. (laughs) I hope you fail like your old man. And then he's like, what? And I'm like, I I just, I don't know who your old man is. I'm just saying. You're old, man. Yeah, really, man. (laughs) But what do we say at the end? Everybody have a great week. Keep it weird. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Bing bong. Still pretty lame. Reading all your comics just to pass the time. There's something wrong here there can be no denying. Heading off the substack and it feels like you just stop trying. And it's fear state, baby, now it's fear state And I don't really want to take it Others may like it, but I can't lie Cause I just don't want to fake it Oh, no!
heard the pipes over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time, nine hours you just wasted. Now it's time to get back to work. Closing time. Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Play with his toys